Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to a throbbing, thrilling, ooh, 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 ham and peas pudding edition of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Shut your filthy mouth about peas pudding. The worst <laughs> substance on this mortal plane we call planet Earth. Do you like peas pudding? I like peas pudding. No. Oh. And I cannot lie. <laughs> Do you know what peas pudding is at home, everybody? Google it, you'll be disgusted. Yeah, but, yeah, but since when did the ingredients of a food ever stop us enjoying them? I ate Finder's crispy pancakes for many years, and we now know they contain horse. <laughs> to be fair, an Iceland's lasagna from like 2012, 2011, mm-hmm. that did include the horse. They were delightful. Mm. I love eating horse. Me too. Up the horse. Up the horse. Come on! <laughs> we started the podcast last week with a bit of that, and I thought, no, yeah. as it's, as it's, as it's yeah. the Ross and Tom one again, it's a come on! We've done our quick line off camera, now we're ready to go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're, really, you're really good at crosswords. <laughs> That's right. Up the coke. It's Tom and Ross, our two favourite bears, joined by Matthew and Joel doing the editing. How are you DM, pal, Ross? Not too bad, pal. As we're just talking out there, didn't sleep a wink last night, neither did you. The table's gone straight away. Never happens when Jack's here. Yeah, yeah it's Tom's funny here. that. Uh, Blush. Um, but I just, we're, 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 we're on the fumes, I think the mm. saying is. So let's let's power through the podcast. So Boom. Was, so, so are we all coming into this with... with Little sleep. Sleep deprivation. X. But that's how you live your life, Tom. It is. <laughs> but what's your reason for your sleep deprivation? I don't know. Probably being overweight or something like that. <laughs> no, I mean last night. I mean in general. <laughs> I don't know. Just one of those nights, wasn't it? In Newcastle yeah. upon time, sometimes you get them. There's something in the air that keeps you awake all night. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. that. Fernando. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I wish it was chloroform in the air. Whoa. Oh, that that Solid like, hours then. That counts as sleep? Mm. My plan is when I finish this, I'm going to go home and have a lovely shot of night nurse. <laughs> All right. Help you Who's sleep. she? <laughs> her name is, uh, her name is Linda. Uh, no, uh, it'll just help me settle off later on. I'm up for it. I'm excited for Can it. Can you mix up the other stuff you take? Say, you see, nah, it's not recommended. <laughs> Up and down and left and right, and away you're going. <laughs> Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> you just implode normally. Thomas blinks. It's Monday morning. He's rest for work. Like, All right, whatever. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing as same as Ross. To be honest with you, I've gone around to being tired. Just didn't sleep. I've got all my sleep stuff. I've, I've been kicking sleep's ass the past few weeks. I've been so happy. Like, oh, sorted and. Last week, it was like, hey, 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 guess who's back? Back again. Oh. And it, it's weird because the body, I don't know about this, the, it gives you a bit of energy. Then he goes, ah, you're retired. 
And he goes, oh, you're really tired. You've got another full day of work to do. All right, so now I've gone around to being tired to like fully awake. Yeah. Ultimate it's warrior, the, run the ropes. It's, the, it's like Ross said, it's the fumes. Up the yes. fumes. Up, up the fumes. Up the nostrils. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired because I had a very late night last night. Oh, went, why is that time? I went to go and see, and I've sent Joel a lovely picture to demonstrate how lovely my night was because I had the honor and the privilege of uh, being in the company of Brian Butterfield. <laughs> now, when you shared this picture on, on Twitter last, or oh, sorry, x.com last night, someone replied, what's Ross doing in fancy dress? And it is, oh, it is like the, the ghost of Christmas future, isn't it, for me yeah. there? <laughs> when I leave strong, Cultaholic and become a... It's a strong look. <laughs> so me and uh, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Jojo Hatfield on the left there, um, we went to go and see Brian Butterfield's business seminar, The Call of Now. Uh, and we are both now graduates of the Butterfield University. He's massive. He's a big, he's a big lad. He's a big lad. He's, a, he's old Brian Butterfield. Uh, the, ben and Peter and the lads from Triple Jump were there as well. And they're also uh, qualified from the Butterfield University. I've also realised I'm wearing what looks like the same outfit as last oh, night. Dirty stop dirty stop I can confirm this is a different shirt underneath this. Well, we can confirm the audio the listeners. same pack of five. Tom still has the stamp from the nightclub he was at <laughs> on his hand. <laughs> now that's just, uh, that's, that's my Horcrux, that is. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't tell Harry Potter I'm here. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that was uh, Peter Serafedovich's uh, incredible Brian Butterfield persona who took over Whitley Bay Playhouse uh, last night. Call now. I'm very happy that he's come a long way with that character, which started off just taking the piss out of one advert. I know, right? Like, I ended up seeing it a lot as a kid because it happened to be on, like, I don't know, ITV2 or something just after school. So me and my dad saw it. And we, my dad, remember my dad laughing, going, oh, is this guy really selling this? <laughs> is this a joke? Have you been injured? <laughs> oh, Perhaps you require a compensation. Yeah. No, there's no need to worry. Yeah. Like, this is the best guy they could get for this advert. And, and, and Peter saw that and ran with it and yeah, created yeah. Brian Butterfield. And uh, when I got to interview Peter Serafinovich about it, and he's like, I love the Brian character. I'm desperately trying to get him a sitcom, but like nothing's been picked up yet, so we're taking him on tour instead. <laughs> Great. So I'm forced to do Dark Souls and Star Wars until then. What a weird career he's had. The no. sitcom still exists in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> Mrs. Brown's. But... No, they no. don't exist. They've I been saw the trailer, the trailer for Frasier the other day. Oh, the new yeah. Coming out. Mm. Yeah, it looks whimsical. Uh, that's, yeah. I'm sure that's a word he uses in that very same episode. But yeah, I've just finished watching... <laughs> Jesus. So, Tom, this is a, this is a table. <laughs> this now, is if you put... Here's a steeple. Look underneath it. Here's the people. If you put all your weight on it like that, it's going to go ka-clunk. I don't put any weight on. I've just literally rest my hands here. Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> this for the rest I'm playing the, the piano here. That's yes, how lightly that, I'm that, doing. That's right. So... I'm going to do, do it. There you go. That's <laughs> great. Sports commentator for the podcast. Fantastic. What's in the rest of the news this week, I Matthew? was about to say, thank you very much. <laughs> Tell news us a story, is, old bear. CM Punk says he is free for, quote, two months. CM Punk's made his first TV appearance since being fired from AEW, returning to the commentary desk at Cage Fury Fighting Championships. Oh, that company. There were some references made to his firing, and it was noted in a joke that Punk would now have some free time on his hands, but only for the next two months. So people look in their calendars going, my God, Survivor Series takes place in two months. In Chicago. Now, whether... <gasps> He's from there! Is he? He even goes there. <laughs> he should bring that up more often in the promos. Um, Sky Blue is also from there. The more famous one from Chicago. That's right. Yeah. The only thing to come out there. <laughs> that and dodgy pizzas. Uh, 
So people are saying, well, let's CM Punk. He is a god person. <laughs> Doesn't work if you censor it, sorry. He talks a lot, that lad. So maybe he's saying this because it's actually happening or just because he wants people to talk about him. Who knows? It's CM Punk. We are contractually obligated to talk about him every single episode, even when he's not doing anything. Uh, Samoa Joe also brushed off uh, some details about the altercation by saying not much, really. It was all vague. Punk's a nice guy type stuff. Um. I'm used to that environment, says Joe. Those things don't seem very intense to me, but it could be something crazy intense to someone else. I wasn't really affected by the moment. I was more focused on getting the show back on track and getting us going because it, it was bell time, revealed Joe. What a nice company, man. Yeah. And very boring for news. Yeah. Also, just imagine it, the same thing from Samoa Joe's perspective and little Tony Khan's perspective. And you can see what he means. Would he ever fear in, feel in danger, Samoa Joe, ever in his life? I don't think he's in danger if he like doesn't check the crossing and there's you know yeah. a van just with hit war buttons on the side end awards <laughs> and he's like whatever just implodes on impact. Yep, the van, not so much. Yes. <laughs> he's going to impact. <laughs> oh yes, let's Imp make the news up now. Impact some... are in Chicago, are they? No, they're not. They're in Newcastle very soon. They are, but they're good. They're doing some shows oh. in Chicago. I'm sure they announced some shows in Chicago. Oh. Good for them. CM Punk will Same. definitely turn up there. Oh, yes. Yeah, he will. And play Uno again, yeah. like he did last time. Yeah. Uh, Dana Warrior among the Dewey layoffs. Uh, 100 plus Dewey layoffs backstage have happened uh, for the old people in business because obviously the merging with Dewey and T no UFC to form TKO. There we go. Got that in the end. Uh, there are individuals being let go from the company because there's, well, this guy's already got your job. Sorry. Bye. We don't need two of you. Um, one of them is Dana Warrior. Yes. <laughs> So they you already go have grift someplace else. Go grift your dead, hateful husband someplace else. Yeah. Amen, sister. Yes. They yeah. already have a Dana. That's why they had to get rid of her. It's <laughs> oh, we can't have two Danas. <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. Oh, well. What if they the wrong Dana, and all of a sudden Dana Warrior's running the UFC? <laughs> oh. oh, the shenanigans. Ah, don't like seeing me. She makes me feel a bit ill. Why is that, Ross? I don't know. Stuff you've mentioned there, stuff you know, you know. Yeah. Let's sit on the fence. Ross. Yeah, I give her three days before she's grifting as a right wing thing. <laughs> uh, reason for Santana and Ortiz split revealed. According uh, to one of them, rang up Dave, and this is Meltzer. Sorry, you should actually beg your pardon. It was Dog Meltzer, of course. That's where he gets the news. <laughs> Mike Santana doesn't want to team up with Ortiz anymore. That's the basic gist. They agreed to the tag match for London, and now Santana wants to go as a singles. Look, when Santana got hurt, Ortiz became de facto a singles guy, and you saw what became of his career in the last year. He almost disappeared. So him as a single is not good for him, as compared to being in a tag. For Santana, I would say the same thing, but he really wants that. Fair enough. I think they just seem to be sick of one another. Yeah, Mike Santana called up Dog Melter, then we learned there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We without that purely speculation. It's interesting, though, because Mike's got a promo this week on, was it on Rampage or Collision? I forget which one it's on, um, which is... Yeah, it's still coming out tonight after this podcast, mm -hmm. so we'll have to see what he says. Will it be of shoot nature, like their Twitter exchange was? I don't know. Well, it's AW, so chances are it's a yes. <laughs> and then finally, the bit of news that I'd start to rub my eyes in disbelief at the world we're living in right now, and this is reality, I guess. Uh, WWE trying to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo for Crown Jewel because he has that Saudi Arabia uh, ambassador deal going on. So I guess if they say jump, he goes, yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. An extra thousand million pounds please and they're like you that's yeah we have yeah. that in our pockets mate sure uh 
What team does Renault currently play for? Al Nasser, I believe it is. That's exactly right. I just want to see if you actually knew because uh, I couldn't yeah. have told you. How you can didn't. you not know about? They're everywhere these days. All the Saudi news, this, that, and the other. Buying this player, buying that player, buying the other player. I didn't realise how out the loop I am. Um, that my mate said, oh, watch out. Uh, Saudis are playing at St. James's Park. And I thought <laughs> my mate was just being very sarcastic, referring to Newcastle United because obviously they're under them. And he went, no, actual Saudi Arabia playing. Yeah. I went, oh, and he said, and he said seriously, like, watch out, because obviously be busy. And I saw the photos, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'll manage. Yeah, <laughs> there was five thousand people in the stadium in a fifty-three, basically thousand seat yeah. stadium, and most of them were Saudi nationals by the, who made the trip over, by all accounts. So. Mm. Five yeah. star wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't compare five star to Saudis. <laughs> Say nothing. I love five star wrestling. <laughs> nah, they're a victim of sports watch. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and and I thought that's the best place to leave the news on. Yeah. End on a high. What's he gonna do, Ronaldo though? Apart Make money. He's Wait. gonna punch Grayson Waller. Oh no. That'll do something. They, I, I mean, it'd be oh. great having to do something physical. It taking moves. Just Gunter <laughs> chopping him for hours. <laughs> Just a four-hour oh, paper view of Gunter oh. chopping Ronaldo in the chest. Uh, oh, God. It'd be like Matt Riddle backstage. Hey, dude, I heard you kick balls. That's illegal in WWE. No, Matt Riddle, I kick these balls. <laughs> dude, bro. And it just cuts to all the Saudi people on the phone. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, Ronaldo, I love when you used to play for the Brazilian national team and had that weird haircut <laughs> at the 2002 World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have this been the, the... You're my favorite of the Ninja Turtles, dude. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Just, just, just not this... even the, the not even, don't even bother putting in the fake pop. Just, just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Let the silence reign. The guy at the desk sees the command and just goes, no, <laughs> fire us. That was the news, eh? It certainly was. <laughs> Let's move on. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. Uh, 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 the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> Stop it, Andrew. Mm. And condescending order from last week, Will Ospreay's AEW All-In Tattoo, 14%. Now, I feel there's a strange dark force at work here because oh. I, we were laughing at that tattoo, and I fear that people might have thought I put it in there for more wholesome reasons as the monitor flashes. Are we still on the air, Joel? We're okay. We're okay. They've got to put it in the fake crowd pop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I didn't realize he deleted the video because it's only been re-uploaded by someone else. Him going, I've just got off the plane. I'm in Japan. Oh, no. My mum bloody age tattoo. <laughs> My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Coincidentally. I've got a tattoo after my match yeah. is all in. <laughs> it shows how they only got the bloody attendance rock. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, gonna kill me. Ironically, it's gonna cost 81,000 grand to get it tattooed. <laughs> what accent is that? Jesus Christ. Sorry, Will. Grayson uh, Waller was 14. here, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I need sleep. <laughs> the Wagamama's Mishap, which sounds like an amazing episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a band that played at Glastonbury. Yes. <laughs> Enemy's favorite band of the whatever. 33%. But I'm surprised at this. The Hurricane attempting it double chokes. I'm on Triple H and a double chokes. I'm on Stone Cold for four chokes. I'm the way I've said that. <laughs> and the O2 Rumble, 53%. Wow. Yay! Wow. Nice plug for the Cold Hearted Classic SmackDown review. That was filler. Yay. Yay! Oh, okay. Yeah. This week, a bit more effort. 
because I don't know if anyone else has seen this story. And if you haven't, oh. So, Joe, if you like to click the link that I sent you, I will load it up and I will read it with my voice. Oh, I was going to pick this one myself. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> a news channel has been hoodwinked after seemingly being convinced a crater discovered at Dublin Beach could have been the result of a, quote, cosmic event. <laughs> Earlier this week, a mysterious hole appeared in Port... Port Monarch? Oh, God, I'm going to prove Port Monarch. Port Monarch. There, that makes sense. Beach in the Irish capital. Soon after, Virgin Media News... <laughs> yes, I didn't know they were a thing either. Uh, ...picked up the story and sent a report out to investigate and also spoke to a man who was certain the massive hole had been created... By an asteroid. Dun, dun, dun. Have you seen the interview with said man? I watched all it of it. It is fantastic. There he is. There, there. he is. That's a screenshot. Yeah. The edges of the rock are smooth. Do we know it came through the atmosphere or something like that? Yeah, he <laughs> is bad. He is currently he is <laughs> so convinced. He is absolutely like, yeah, it could be. He went, look how smooth this rock is. Rocks don't get smooth like this by normal. <laughs> he then cut to present to Hannah Murphy, who said, it's a huge, mysterious crater that looks out of this world. But is it? And then he says, yeah, the usual, unusual hole in Park Monarch Beach stopped local astrophysicist enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday. And he's certain that the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. Dave was then shown explaining, as you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark. <laughs> so that would have been the angle it came down at. And it's weighty. I'm not sure of its composition. But we are definitely going to have to find out. The report that showed passers-by inspecting the hole, who are apparently hoping that they are witnessing the aftermath of a once-a-lifetime cosmic event. Pause. Here's a perfect Pause. hole, to be fair. Here's a picture. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Days later, maybe even hours later, the hole was the result of a man-made event a group of mates sticking up during a beach day <laughs> with plastic toy spades. <laughs> the real cover of the game was revealed by someone on social media saying, lad, I'm in bits. He's <laughs> going down as a picture. The revelation unsurprisingly sparked a huge response, especially from the original poster who shared some follow-up thoughts. It's a huge mysterious crater that looks out the world, but is it? No, it's a hole in the beach, they wrote. <laughs> Dave is, by all accounts, is just a guy who got excited when he found a big hole in a cool rock. People have been doing that for thousands of years. You beep holes. Don't be beep. <laughs> Someone oh, else said it. I love Dave, and I will fight for his honor and the right to dream. <laughs> in all fairness, the precision they've got there with plastic spades is incredible. <laughs> Imagine you just go out for a day on the beach, and you just with your mates, you have a few of the, you know, the, the ciders and just be like, hey, we should just pick a dig hole. <laughs> well, really, I go on then. Me, me band's got some plastic seeds. And you just go at it for a while, it looks like. And it's very well done. It's, it's beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. And you hole. take some photos of your mates going, oh, I remember that, I remember that time we, we dug the hole in the beach. And you probably go home to your, your significant other and she goes like, what, what, what? You spent three hours digging a hole in the beach. There's washing to be done. <laughs> All right, whatever. And the next day, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so proud of yourself. <laughs> Dave, we're on the news. No, for some are good this time. That's fantastic. Oh, love it. And again, that poor dude just being like, yeah, I'm convinced. No human being could have done this. <laughs> 
It reminded me a few years ago in a, in a newsroom in a radio station. I won't say who and where because they were very Come embarrassed on. by the whole thing. I won't. Get it out there. Come it was, it was a story in the Northeast where uh, jellyfish were washing up on the beach. Uh-huh. And somebody had sent in a picture said, oh, yeah, to, a, to a young news reporter. They sent in a picture to the social media saying, here, I've taken a photo of one of them. And she said, oh, thanks, I'll share it. And she stuck it on the on our channel. Thanks to Mike, who sent in this picture of a jellyfish washed up on the beach. <laughs> it was a flashlight. Yes. How did that get on the beach? And she didn't, and she didn't clock that it was a flashlight. If you don't and know, you don't that, know. Believe me, the comments did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well versed in the world of flashlights. I can tell by lack of reaction, so it's all right. Let's don't, leave it don't at they that. come in a plastic tube with the rubber bit at the end? So basically, yeah. So the rubber, <laughs> and it was in the water. Oh, so bobbing it along. It was slightly a lot. It was, yeah. Right. So it. It, was gonna, yeah it was not the packet because an alien had just had sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very simple mistake to make, but it was very funny. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> we've all mistaken a jellyfish so, for a flashlight. Whoops. Oh, oh, that's, so, that's the last time I go to Milton Keynes. Doesn't have a oh, beach, does it? <laughs> it was good and it died. Uh, uh, so, nobody asked. <laughs> so my pick for oh. Hall of Fame is the big hole that people thought was aliens but was too loud to so what a toy like a green or orange coloured spade it was like again a kid spade so what are we picking for <laughs> runner up Ross um, I've just sent mine to Joel on Slack because I'll be honest with you I've pulled a jack this week and I've forgotten oh, to nice. come with one. Oh, sorry oh right not that way oh, no. oh. so Newcastle made their return at the Champions League in the football this week and pictured in Milan was this dog <laughs> so I'm going to nominate this lovely I don't even know what colour Labrador that is what is that officially a black and white one obviously <laughs> yeah. yes black and white makes ginger a uh, ginger Labrador wearing a Newcastle shirt a vintage one as well in Milan this week what a wholesome dog oh. I'm glad Newcastle put out there the, Newcastle put out their top team against AC Milan <laughs> how do they do they drew nil nil they got ah. battered they should have lost about three or four nil but they hung on for a point defended valiantly Oh, well, that's good. I know, because with dogs like that, they are good at dribbling. Hey. Oh. Hey. Yeah! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Puns from the Beano. <laughs> Only here in the Coldolic Wrestling Podcast. So there you go. They weren't a mess with them, though, because there was a boxer on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry. Dogs. Dogs. Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's been nomination this week. I'll try harder next week. <laughs> I don't even know if we can use that picture. I think that's from the Evening Chronicle. But I've nicked it now. Oh, well. It's ours. Ha yeah. ha. <laughs> All property is theft. What have you got for us, Tom? So, uh, third place in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> See, this is it, because I had one. I don't know whether just... Because I'm not winning this, because you've got a brilliant story about a, a fake asteroid. You've put a dog in. I've taken his tactic. I know. <laughs> when in doubt, dog. Mine, I was, I, I wanted to nominate the level select cheat from Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll just sit with uh, you. Only no, no, there's a reason. It's nothing to do with the actual video game itself. It's more to do with a, a, a bigger study on on life and simplicity and and that sort of thing and brain. Oh, cross! He's going to try and bollocks it up. <laughs> Go on, Tom. Right. Okay. So. Um, I was playing Sonic the night, and I thought, I don't want to do Green Hill again. I want to go straight to Scrap Brain City. I want to go Scrap, scrap Brain Zone. And right at the front of my brain, up, down, left, right, A and start on the title select screen, down to Scrap Brain. And it, I just thought, of all the things that I have known, remembered all my life, and things I've forgotten, that 
is always there. That is a ram. That is that is the bit of the rom, the bit of the ram that immediately shoots mm. out. I forget my keys. My wallet mm. has been lost several times on many t- on many occasions. I forgot important birthdays, important meetings. Uh, I've I've missed flights. I've missed trains. I've missed. Uh, I've, I've my my brain has let me down on many occasions, yeah, but for just some reason that was just today. But for some <laughs> reason, up, down, left, right, A and start. Yeah, that's the the level select cheat for Sonic the Hedgehog. I do know what you mean. I still remember the Aladdin level skip cheat without checking because yeah. it's A B B A A B B A. It makes a little sound because I had to use it because uh, I could beat all the levels in the game apart from one. And I also remember little weird things as well, like just get stuck in your head via repetition. Live and Kicking used to do the jingle to ring up to call Blobby's Baggage, which I'm not giving touch. Um, and I, I still remember the jingle for that. I don't give it out now because it might be someone's real telephone number. But yeah, it's just because the stuff that sticks with your head. What's a weird thing that sticks in your head, Ross, from years ago that's completely useless? I don't know. Why do you even begin with that sentence? Every day something pops in my head from years ago that's got nothing to do with anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got one of those brains. Where something just goes in there, then replays over and over again, then I have to act upon it, such as playing a song on the Amazon device or something like that. I don't That's know where to begin yeah. with that question. Yeah, Matthew. you have to act on it, don't you? Yeah, just to get it out there. Yeah. Shake it off, as Taylor Swift once said. She did. Oh, that's a song. I'm going to play that now. <laughs> Joel, I've just sent you my actual Hall of Fame pick um, because we had a mailbag submission this week and I was scared to click on it on my personal computer at home. So I've waited until I've got my work laptop here. It comes in from Matthew Bladenbrook. Oh, wait, wait, so, wait, 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 so, so is the dog not the going dog's in? The dog's not going in. Okay. Oh, people are there. People right. are already voting. No, they're not. They're they're not, not going on. Joel, it's not gone live yet. Joel, can I change mine to the dog <laughs> Your little guess. from the Newcastle match? So mine is the dog. Forget that. Forget, what? that, forget that garbage about the level selection. <laughs> The dog from the Newcastle game is oh, my Hall of Fame. Ross, what if it wins? I've uh, I've got the, the mailbag submission here. Are you going to kick up a fuss if, if Tom's, Ross's pick wins? No, because it's a moral victory for me. I was the OG pick of the dog. Um, but he says, Matthew says, Diddlers, uh, there's no preamble I could possibly give. They'll be more important than the content of the video itself. But just in case this email sends without a visible thumbnail, I promise it's not porn. Just te- check out these really fat bears. Godspeed, <laughs> Olympic gold medalist in doubles tennis, Jack Sock, a.k.a. Matt from Tampa. So I was too scared to click on this video Thanks, at Jack. home in case it was porn. But now we're in the office. It is just a series of fat bears yeah. who have gained a lot of weight over a period of time. Are we sure? Okay. Let's play the video. Okay, ah, but like... Fat, fat Bear week. week. Hall of Champions. The Champions. There's Otis in 2014. Wait, there's a league? Yep, that's Otis a couple of months apart. There's Bead Nose a couple of months apart again. Look at these fat bears. All the salmon in the world. That was me scratching my back the other morning. Otis gained a lot of weight. It's always funny seeing like bears do that thing that the thing uh, Baloo does in Jungle Book, actually scratches back. It's like, oh, they actually do that. Oh, beat There's nose Beat Nose again. Oh, oh, my God. Ding dong. Oh, okay, yeah, I Thick see the appeal. Thick pretty eyes. Hello, Ollie. Seven plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh, love him. Otis is back. <laughs> he got it, though. There he is, seven plus seven. <laughs> Imagine if he could fly, and that's why he was Imagine called 747. coming at you. <laughs> Who will be the 2023 champion? Well, it's either Bede knows a 747 for me if I'm going to vote. Up well, the bears. Well, it's, well it's, <laughs> if, if we're going for the fattest bear, <laughs> then it's 747. <laughs> Runner-up like, Airbus. <laughs> 
There we go. There's my Hall of Fame pick. Fat bears. Fat bears. I've never known an animal so big it's named after a vehicle. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, wow. I love the fat bears. There you go. Who knew salmon was that bad for you? God, you can fit 300 people in a 747. And also the plane. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. You can fit one fat bear in a 747. Oh, thank you for, is it Jack Sock? It's uh, Yeah, Jack Sock, former... Olympic doubles tennis champion. Oh, of course. Moving yeah. on to that now. Are we yeah, fantastic? Course, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Sock. Thank you, Jack Sock, for the soft porn. Um, what a wild and wacky. So, so to recap, the winner. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> the winner. Uh, the oh, how are we going to word it? The Irish Beach Alien Hole that turned out to be two lads for Spade. Okay. The Irish Beach Alien Hole, which turned out to be what? Two lads. Two lads. <laughs> with a spade. With a spade. Uh, I've gone for fat bears. Fat bears. <laughs> and Tom's gone, gone for... I've gone for the Newcastle United dog. Newcastle United dog. There we go. Wow. Made a note of them there. There's a chance yours might win because people might get bored halfway through reading mine. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm looking forward to the results next week. Yeah. And the new place you can vote for them is patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Ha! This week in wrestling, written by Jack, who's not here. He's just mm. here in spirit, like the end of Return of the Jedi. So thank you very much, Jack. Hope you have a nice time wherever it is you are. Just like the end of Return of the Jedi, yes, I yes. do agree. Yes. He's watching over us like and he's in a silhouette and he's just nodding as all the Ewoks dance. Yeah. Obi-Wan's going, ah, oh, my trusted companion, the guy who trained me, and a puppet. <laughs> Smackdown, here comes the Dwayne. It's a pun. It's good, that's good. Smackdown. Is that, is that a pun? That's not. Here comes the Dwayne, yeah. Here comes the yeah, Dwayne. Here comes the pain, yeah. Dwayne. It's a pun. Rain, Spain. I'm not with it. Let's crack on. <laughs> I like you yelled, you It's a pun. Nice. Wait, is it? <laughs> you really have got the, the Jack nervous I was energy. Say here, that like. was a Jack tribute, that in a weird there way, is. wasn't it? I've said a thing that's true. Is it though? No? I don't know. The, the Jack. <laughs> Pat McAfee opens the show because he was working nearby earlier in the day. Oh, that's the reason why? He was there down the road an hour away from the arena interviewing Dwayne from Spain. Oh. Who brings the pain? I did not know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not back full time or anything? No, no. He just I showed up. Just, I think he was there because The Rock was going to be turning up apparently or something. Oh, like you've that. ruined it. He's interrupted by Austin Theory who mocks him. Pat says SmackDown is an Austin Theory show. It's the people show. And you know what that means. And before we got the big pop, no one knew what that meant. No. Because Pat Shockley brings out The Rock, who's here because there's a strike happening in the other place he works at. <laughs> it's not quite the, the get no, really, is it, for wrestling, is it? He saw John Cena come back for completely and also, you know, comparative uh, wholesome right. reasons. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with acting or anything like that. And he thought, I want to slice that WWE pie. That's what right. he said. Yep, the people's scab is here to run down theory. <laughs> oh in a God. promo before hitting him with a spine bust on the people's elbow, Pat hits a bonus elbow too. Oh, why not? Obviously, the crowd are losing their effing minds watching The Rock back. He's 50. He's all natural. And he looks great. And uh, what's, Where's this sassy bitch come from? He goes on talk shows <laughs> and talks about, wow, he's all natural. <laughs> no, I meant you, not The Rock. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Uh, people are losing their minds going, bloody hell, it's The Rock. He sounds amazing, looks amazing. It's, yeah, it's The Rock. It's The Rock. It's the I rock. loved it. Even though if people are watching this on TV, which I know most of you are, uh, we heard about half of it due to a lot of a-holes needing to be censored because this is still a PG show, even if The Rock is there. And not a single beach involved. Hey. hey. It's a callback to the Hall of Fame, kind of. I thought Austin Theory held his own 
magnificently Theory. against The Rock. Yeah. I think he's done a wonderful job of sharing the ring with <coughs> Stone Cold, yep. Cena, yep. now Rock. I'm sure there's more, and still no one gives a hoot about him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're obviously still keen to really get him over, hence yeah. why they're putting him in these circumstances. To be fair, it was good when he went, it doesn't matter to the rock himself. Yeah, that's, I liked that. That's his catchphrase. I think that's the only good thing he's done on the mic in months. Yeah. And it was wonderful because the rock just absolutely buried him. And sometimes when this has happened in the past, it's been like, you know, he did the Rusev and Lana really weirdly and Baron Corbin and whatever. You're like, ah, oh, it's nice that this rock comes back and buries some guy. Yeah, but it's Austin Theory. Who cares? Yeah, who cares this time? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Get the glue factory. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the fact that when The Rock got in the ring, Austin Theory's first line to The Rock, like, this is your big moment, don't blow it. Do you know whose ring you're in? It's just generic heel yeah. bollocks. There's no imagination to it at all. So. He's a guy playing a wrestler. Amen, sister. And Rock is... <laughs> thank you. And The Rock is a wrestler playing whatever. A Rock. A Dwayne. That's a Rock, yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> I felt bad for Kevin Patrick, though, on commentary, because when Pat oh. was making his entrance at the start, Michael Cole goes, maybe he's here to replace you, K-Pat. Imagine being... <laughs> Echoing the thoughts of millions. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really happy that we've reached that point in, in the circle of wrestling life that Michael Cole has his own Michael Cole. Yeah. I think it's nice for him. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is great up in this power. Remember when Michael Cole was the Kevin Patrick and everyone was yeah. just like, shut up, Michael, you're yeah, rubbish. Do you reckon he has his own Michael Cole now. On SmackDown, when he's not talking Cole, he's just hitting the mute button and just like directing into Kevin Patrick's ear from next to him. Say this, damn it! Putting on the voice and everything. I reckon he's doing what Daniel Bryan did to uh, Buddy Murphy that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Read it. Read it. <laughs> also, uh, Graves getting a dig in a pat. He's got a nine-figure bank account and a double-digit IQ. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a lovely way to start the show. Pat and Rock's interview was good. That that was on the Pat McAfee show, which which is which is abbreviated as PMS, which always makes me smile. <laughs> that makes you smile, doesn't it? Pat McAfee show. It's PMS. And who was in that? It was Jackie, Jacqueline, and Terry. Terry, Terry yeah. and Sean Sajak as oh, their meat, meat, which means they'd shag him. Yeah, that was it. That's what it meant. Nineteen ninety-eight. Eh? But it was in that in that interview where Rock. Uh, said that the match with him and Roman had been locked in for Mania at the start of the year. But? Uh, but they couldn't find anything to take it from great to, like, extra great. Like, he wanted it to be like, they wanted to create more than just a match. They wanted a moment that would springboard the future. And I think they just went, uh, even Rock, because uh, Rock had said, oh, we had these chats, and Rock went, oh, there's a merger coming up and all this stuff, so let's hold off for now. So Rock knew about the merger before we all mm. did. Um, oh, that's amazing if he gets done for inside a trading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow Rock bought lots of shares just the day before. Also, wait, The Rock said it was locked in. Yeah, he said it was locked in. And then it in. didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not sure you know what that term means, Rock. <laughs> Plans always change, Matthew. Plans it was locked change. in, but then we crowbarred it open, <laughs> what, to use a technical term. That works better as well. No lock stays at I like the idea forever. of The Rock if it just gets mad at a lock and has to break it with a big crowbar. I'm just like myself. I was trying to think of who used to present through the keyhole and I can't remember that It was um, that moody the guy man. used to do the sources. Oh, that moody oh, man. Lloyd Grossman. That's it. Lloyd Grossman. Oh, yeah, Richard yeah. Nixon. <laughs> You're just a... F <laughs> Richard Nixon. <laughs> Richard Nixon, Lloyd Grossman, yeah, whatever. 
Lloyd Grossman. They're both dead. Why did you burn the tapes? <laughs> I'm I... saying when Lloyd Grossman does it, it's not illegal. I didn't want anyone knowing that I'd stolen the recipe and that I'm a fakey cake maker <laughs> and I ain't got time for you. You're two Ooh. for two of you, Vic and Bob. I know, right? 50-year-olds love this podcast. <laughs> yes, I do. Finn Balor beats AJ Styles at distraction from Jimmy Uso. I lay the backstage. Balor thanks Jimmy, who says he was just returning the favor from last week. Now they're even. Balor tries to convince Jimmy that he and Jay could reunite as part of the JD. Jimmy is skeptical, but Balor stresses there are no leaders and no Roman. Ooh, he's a leader. This seems to have Jimmy's attention, but Paul Heyman approaches him as Balor walks off. Was Heyman meant to be in that shot at the start? Because he was just sort of lingering in no man's land. Then Finn Balor goes, do, 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 past him. And he just sort of like doesn't react to Finn walking past him. It looked a bit weird at the start of the I second. thought he was just doing re uh, reconnaissance. Oh, I'm means. so happy about that word. Oh, I, I nailed that word, by the way. He's, he's watching. He's right. observing you going, know reconnaissance. Right. He was Sniper's tag partner in the Truth Commission. <laughs> F's sake. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that's the analysis. Uh, <laughs> there was a match, wasn't there? There was a match. There's there a bit where was. AJ Styles knocked Balor off the top rope mm -hmm. and almost got a shoot Styles clash off the back of it, which was a lovely moment for all to see. Oh, yeah. But then it's becoming, I don't know if it's just me, but the WWE at the moment is becoming a little bit too predictable for me because I could feel I could feel that Jey Uso interference coming a mile off. I could feel it in my bones. Yeah, you are right, but this is part of the long-term story that they're doing. Yeah. And when I, I put in the long and long-term storytelling because it's like, all right. Let's find that balance between long-term storytelling and doing the same thing most weeks. Because we had AJ Styles getting interfered by Jay, Jimmy Uso, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? So we're going round in circles. Circles. I don't know why. That's, that's came what Finn Balor said. Round in circles. <laughs> when we're digging that hole. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we have to do the bad Irish accents because Jack's not here and yeah. he loves doing it. So Yeah. Backstage, The Rock is approached by John Cena, who's also a scab. They have a time to stare down, but Cena welcomes The Rock home, and they have a lovely hug. Cena was very animated during the hug. Mm -hmm. Like he really had issues at home or something, and he was using The Rock to console himself. Aw. Yeah. You've been my rock. <laughs> <laughs> he was asked, yeah, The Rock to be his rock. Yeah. Sometimes a hug is for more for the hugger than the huggy. To be fair, though, after Total Divas, I reckon just living day to day with John Cena or being John Cena living at home must be a struggle with his list of rules. Do you remember that? I, I remember Mrs. Promo was oh, mocking him. Mantastic. Yep. Mantastic. I've just said I that. I like that. Mantastic. <laughs> You're Man good when you're tired. Fantastic. <laughs> F sleep, all right? Yeah, lists. The LWO could have promo in the ring. Oh, this will help you sleep. Uh, <laughs> Sanos talks about how he respects Ray. Uh, he also wants a shot at the US title. Ray is like, I can't believe you do this. How yeah, sure. Because um, remember, remember mid-promo that he's Rey Mysterio and that he's going to win. <laughs> there ends up the bye, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who challenge the LWO to a tag match. The Profits beat Will, Wild, Wild and Del Toro, Wild, before beating them down afterwards at Lashley's urging. Ray and Santos try and save the day, but get taken out too. I'm just going to take a wild guess here and say that The Rock went overtime and they just cut the balls out of this yeah. just to make up the rest of the show because they did a lot in about three minutes. So I think the most important thing was that uh, it is going to be hard getting the crowd to boo the Street Profits and Lashley, though. He got a Bobby Lashley pop, did Bobby Lashley, when his music hit. Yep. One of those noises. Um, I just love the fact that Ray was at the start of his promo. He's saying, like, uh, without going into too much detail, about that thing that we all saw in Clash at the Castle like last year, without going into too much detail about it, which feeds into the, the time being strapped off this segment. Um, Santos's heel turn is still 
a thing that is going to happen, I think, but it's going to happen in a very honourable way hmm. by saying it's his dream to wrestle Rey Mysterio and he might hoof him in the night or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have to beat you, Rey. Mm. I have to beat you like nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and then does the LWO... That's just a joke. We're well, in the background singing it. Rey's just like, where's that coming from? <laughs> does then Santos leave the LWO or the LWO turn heel with him? With, I reckon, you know. They've got to be a package deal, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Not that lad from the Philippines? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, it'll be about the, about the original LWO trying to recruit Ray, but <laughs> but without the title. Actually, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, well, yeah and it could work. But it was interesting that I think they're, they're still trying to go for the heel turn with uh, Bobby and the Streety Peas. Because after the bell, <laughs> they did do a pretty heelish beatdown. We had okay. Ted sort of holding on to Ray's leg, which allowed Dawkins to crack him in the jaw. But it's going to be an uphill struggle to turn them heel, I reckon. Just yeah. going off the crowd reactions for the last Aye. month. Yeah. Longer, however long it's been. It's okay, because Bobby Lashley's built like Sisyphus, so he can push that boulder up all day. <laughs> LA Knight beats The Miz before calling out various champs in WWE, including Roman Reigns. Ooh. Yes, he did. Backstage Solo isn't happy about this, but Heyman says they have bigger issues to deal with right now. Like Jimmy Uso. <laughs> he turned about the judgment day. To which Solo should have said, yeah, and then, right? And the fact that John Cena is back. Oh, all right. Solo says he'll sort them out tonight and storms off. A worried Heyman calls Roman's phone. It's, it, it's funny, that seems to be the end of the segment is call Roman and then... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, because Imagine he's Roman not here. Home. Like, God, he's ringing again. Like, he's five times today. What? It's, it's so oh, LA Knight said he wants to fight. Great, cheers. <laughs> I'm watching it as well. Yeah. He's not watching it. <laughs> he's he's that, shagging or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. When Roman does come back, it'd be so great. He goes, all right, Heyman, what have I missed? <laughs> what about all those phone calls he had? I don't, I don't read voicemails. What does Roman Reigns do in his spare time? Canasta. Super Mario Galaxy on Twitch. <laughs> he's, yeah, he streams. He's, he's, hey, he's, gang, how's it doing? Yeah. He's, he's like, really Cuba. happy. Yeah. He should have read the Cuba. room before asking that question. It was always going to go down that route, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, he's got his snares out. He's just, just, just on Twitch pretending like nothing's happening on TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good episode. Smackdown, yeah. Acknowledge me. Let's play Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see this week's TV? Yeah, sure. I love the real-life Squid Game. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> i tell you what, though. The amount of times The Rock, in my eyes, said it doesn't matter after his match with The Miz on SmackDown. Mm. The amount of times he said it doesn't matter, it wouldn't be a surprise if at WrestleMania 40 we do see The Rock versus The Rock and my head will implode. Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, it nice. could happen. Because The Miz almost ended The Rock's career during this match, you know. With that, uh, that drop off his shoulders, but The Rock managed to rotate himself enough to land on his shoulders. It was horrible. He's okay. Yeah. He knows he, he can, even when he lands on his head, he lands on his feet. That yeah. Lad. Yeah. I, I thought the match was way better than the payback match because no John Cena to get in the way. So it's just these two having a lovely story. That's what I've written down there. A ding-dong battle that was oh. better than the match with Cena at payback. <laughs> yeah. Rocky hanging on in the face of a long beatdown and then turning the tide with some BFT. I've, I'm a sad man writing that sentence down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was good for the Solo Sokoa promo because he wants to batter, as we thought at the time, LA Knight, but Roman Reigns needs to give him the green light. So he's ready to so go. So I'm go, ready go. to go. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then we've got Jimmy now, who thinks he's in the bloodline, but then Jimmy said, Paul said yeah. Jimmy isn't in the bloodline, but yeah. then Jimmy thinks, sorry, Solo thinks yeah. that Paul, Roman, and Solo have to tell Jimmy that he's not in the bloodline. That's where we find ourselves <laughs> currently. Yeah. I think they should have just maybe had Cody win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you just finish the story? Mm. It's not all been fine. 
Because on Raw, it's interesting. On, on SmackDown, we've got convoluted bollocks like what Juso thinks and Solo thinks and Paul thinks and Roman thinks. Whereas on Raw, what Kevin Owens thinks about Jay, what Jay thinks about the locker room, what Drew yeah. thinks about Jay, that all makes sense yeah. on Raw. On SmackDown, it's just a, a higgledy-piggledy mess. Yeah. Do you think it's a writing issue? Yeah, they've gone on strike, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's why all our favourites are coming back to play. <laughs> It is a bit of a mess, though. Like, I don't know what to think about mm. this Jimmy Uso thing at the minute. Do you think maybe because like John Cena coming back has caught them off guard? Because it feels like I he's been that, yeah. shoehorned in to programming. Like it, like it feels like like there was an opportunity to bring him back. It's like, okay, why wouldn't you? We had all these plans in place, but how can we weave him into them? Mm. And it feels like it was something that was dropped on them. Oh, John Cena's free for the next month because Zag after. Mm. I agree with that, Tom. I also think that because of Roman Reigns being out for longer, it's like they're just going to just like delay it. Is he injured? Or a holiday? Roman. I, yeah. thought, he, I thought he was injured. He's, I don't know. He's on a Roman holiday. <laughs> oh, that, I like that. Yeah, we'll do that now. Yeah, we'll do that. Again, we're going back in time about references. That's something from the 50s. Yeah. Data Roman. When I was in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that Solo's making calls by himself because now you'd yeah. think Roman would be upset, come back and fight him, slap his bitch ass and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Pierce meets with Pretty Deadly backstage and tells Elton Prince that the medical team are confident he'll be cleared to compete in no time. He wonders why Elton needs a wheelchair for a shoulder injury. <laughs> this this should have been my Hall of Fame pick. This was Oscar worthy. It really was. At least an Emmy. At least. Yeah, like a small Oscar. I'm a shell of a man that I once was. The horror, the horror. He's on about, what was it? Uh, Ridge injuring him. In, well, Ridge injuring, not like really. Because Ridge had yeah, to, okay. You remember yeah. when Ridge had to defend himself on Twitter by saying, no, it wasn't this bit here. He injured himself before that. <laughs> but now in cave thing, I Ridge injured, injured him, him afterwards. <laughs> you know. It's got the intensity and clarity of a fresh moving flower on a warm spring day. He's doing that while moving his arm perfectly. Lovely classic wrestling Sorry. bollocks. All right, all right. You two lads, just be what, do what Americans think English people are. <laughs> oh, okay, whimsical, whimsical. God bless the Queen and That's the King. The one thing we yep. evoke on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Whimsical and flamboyant. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. and he's deadly. <laughs> hey up. Um, Gotta go down the pub to your pub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the big news from this segment was that we're getting training montages incoming. Because they're training for the comeback now. Yes. Pretty oh, we have some yeah, they're going to yes. be oily. Ooh, I hope so, anyway. Well, we <laughs> will be watching oily. it at home. <laughs> Dakota Kai tries to fire up Bailey ahead of her match against Asuka, but she's been so distracted recently, she isn't sure if she's ready. And then during the match, Shotzi jumps out the crowd to scare Bailey. Ooh, Asuka catches her with a backslide shortly afterwards for the win. Wow. I thought it was interesting how Bailey was saying she didn't know why Io called out Asuka when she hasn't wrestled a one-on-one -on -one as if that was like a thing she shouldn't be doing by herself. Mm -hmm. Dissension! Woo! Mm. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, I thought Bailey sold Shotzi being there well, which she yeah. didn't do initially, like the, the sphere of this crazy spiky-haired lady. Um, but yeah, but I guess she failed to soften up Asuka for Io next week, so Io will lose. I don't know. That was just me saying yeah. No, I've got that great <laughs> weapon there. Yeah, just that. Okay, let's just have this nice match and see what happens. Ooh, some stuff happened. It did happen. It's now time for the Grayson Waller effect with special guest John Cena. Grayson mocks Cena, who takes his shirt off to fight, but Jimmy Uso interrupts. He tells Cena that nobody wants him here, and he calls him Kangaroo Jack, which I thought was a nice tribute to one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> My girlfriend says that. I went to Blythe Cinema to see that film, and I can't remember. I remember, I was, about and it was somebody in the podcast who'd seen it. Yeah. 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 
But I can't remember, this is obviously when it came out, like well, 2000 or something like that must have been. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to rewatch it though, because she says the same thing. It's the greatest film that's ever existed. Yeah. The only thing I know about it is the fact that I remember as a kid watching the trailer for it and thinking, ooh, that looks like a nice, friendly film with like, ooh, a wacky kangaroo with a hoodie and he's got shades, he's cool. And apparently that's not what the film's like at all. And it was an <laughs> adaptation of something and they just decided to market it like that. I think it's fascinating. That's basically it's lying to kids. I would have been furious as a kid if I'd seen it and it wasn't about a talking kangaroo. You see the video Grace and Wallace shared. He's like, the next time somebody calls me kangaroo Jack, it's just this big Australian fella. I can't say what he said because there's swear words in it. But it's worth a look if you're on X.com. Oh, yeah. I don't know why he even brought that up. Do we get Grace and Waller and John Cena in Perth? Hopefully. For Elimination Chamber? Yes. Have when is it? Today. Truth. February. Oh, that's a while away. Yeah. What if the strike finishes? Which there's been speculation that it is already. Oh, in that case, no, we're getting nothing out of Cena. Then, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he was in there last time they were down under, wasn't he? With his KO. Yeah. His one contribution was doing that. Yeah. It was so great. <laughs> I've made that sound like keyhole as well. It wasn't anything catamaran related. It was a big. You could have fooled me. A big punch. Mm. To be fair, when he landed, it would put Elias in a keyhole. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing now. Solo arrives and is about to attack Jimmy, but super kicks Cena instead. Solo rejects a high five from Jimmy, but they beat Cena down together until AJ Styles make the save. I realize I said, I made it sound like Jimmy called Cena Kangaroo Jack. He called Grayson Waller Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, the Australian Kangaroos lad. are from Oceania, Matthew. John Cena is American. Uh, Cena and AJ clear the ring, and the show ends with Solo saving Jimmy from an AA. I like the, the line from Solo earlier in the night that made his appearance a bit like, you know, in jeopardy, like what he said. I need, I know what I need to do. I need to finish this tonight. Is this him attacking Jimmy or him attacking somebody else? We didn't know who he was going to go for when he came down to the ring. But uh, yeah, it was set up nicely. That's all I've written there. Nice. Yeah. Cena didn't really do anything apart from take a shirt off, which is nice. <laughs> Waller got most of the segment, which was good to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm guessing we're getting AJ and Cena versus Solo and James soon. Weird scene and Styles and Cena teaming up. Mm. Like, wow. I hope they get a lovely, like, short lived tag team name, like Y2AJ. Oh, yeah. A A It's an Italian trying to get the attention of one of the Usos. An Italian with a stutter. AJ. Oh, oh, dear. Dear. <laughs> ah. um, so was bringing Nia in a way of getting cozy with The Rock? Surely not. <laughs> no, no one else put those two together yet? Okay, man. Maybe, yeah. Maybe mm. it makes sense. I did see on uh, Lena Fanene, a wonderful surname, her Instagram that there was a video that involved Dwayne's mom. Like in her mom. And oh. she was there also. So maybe they live together. I don't know. She's making stuff up now. They live in this this studio apartment. Oh, dare you, we're wrestling journalists. We don't. <laughs> oh, uh, only sometimes do we do that. <laughs> I maybe it did, yeah. No, I don't know. Who cares? The one thing um, <laughs> that came from the Rock SmackDown appearance uh, was Alex, my good lady, this morning. She uh, first thing she said to me this morning, she woke up. She was like, "What's happened to the Rock's daughter?" I said, "What do you mean? Everyone's online saying that no one's told the Rock that she's in a cult." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "She is, and she isn't." <laughs> hey, she might not be for much longer. That was a shocking turn this week's NXT, as we'll talk about oh. later on. I'll tell you what was interesting about The Rock's return, though. There's been, obviously, go to Newcastle matches and pals I go with don't watch wrestling on the weekly. But the two examples this calendar year that have gone, ooh, did you, that happened last night, was KSI and Logan Paul at WrestleMania yep. and then The Rock coming back on SmackDown. That's the only two things that brought up to me 
without me going, we should watch SmackDown. It's lovely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one positive. The one negative is, of course, because you get so many little clicks that we are going to now see even more clicks about when we're going to get Rock versus Roman. Yeah. Until it happens. Not the Rock versus CM Punk. So CM Punk can avenge. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> ah. Punk Rock. Until Black Adam 2 gets greenlit. <laughs> AW Collision. Slap my tits off. It's time for AW <laughs> Collision. I tell you, you what, lads. This it solidified itself in its new role as the very much B show. This was very rampagey for me this week. I would think so, yeah. Which I saw many people thought that was a good thing. Oh, really? I saw some people say that it was a bad thing. I enjoyed, so let's have a look. I must have... I've, Gotta say, I did enjoy when Punk was there, and it felt good. It felt like on a similar, if not bigger, level than Dynamite. Mm. It felt time. like there was an energy, like they were trying to make a better show than Dynamite. Yeah. Mm. Whereas here, it just kind of felt like, as you say, like Rampage Plus. Yeah, which is not what we want to see. No. No, especially one on the real Rampage. We saw Jake Cargill's last AW match, we uh, which I don't know if it was a. Well, we've this is so last minute. We don't know what to do. Uh, so putting your rampage as an insult, or it really was that last minute. Like, I think oh. from what I gather, the contract was up at the end of the week, and there'd been interest from WWE. So she was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go," in, in a minute. So they're like, yeah. "Okay, well, let's 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 do the right thing all the way out." So. It'd be funny if it was like it was any late. It's like, "Welcome back to the brand new special episode of AW Dark Elevation." That's <laughs> 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 uh, just because Jade doesn't work weekends. That's a thing. Hey. <laughs> she wants Why double, should she? She wants double time. Can't wait for to join WWE. Ricky Starks and Big Bill cheat to win against Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli in the opening tag match, with Starks getting the pinfall on Danielson. Oh, my God, Ricky Starks, you are the future now. Uh, <laughs> Danielson gave him a giant swing, and Daniel, sorry, Claudio Starks was... I messed up everybody's name. Second. <laughs> Claudio gave Punched Ricky Starks... Punched <laughs> one of the aliens from Aliens. Uh, gave him a giant swing, and Starks, getting swung by Castagnoli, was doing his poses. Yeah. It's the little things. The little things. He is a big little thing. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Claudio nailing a TKO on a massive man like Big Bill. Oof. Who, once again, by the way, was moving like he's never moved before. I'm a big fan of Big Bill in this. this. He seems rejuvenated, doesn't he? Yeah. Who would have thought when watching SummerSlam a few years ago that we'd be excited to see this rematch years later? Aye. Oh, my God. Brian. Mm. Goodness me. Speaking of Brian, the, my main takeaway from this match is how much Nigel's trying to get a match with Brian. I got that. Ah, show. Yeah. I, to the point where I think it's probably going to happen. Yeah, he was on about uh, Danielson luring Starks in for the strap match to tear all out, saying Brian had had an unfair advantage for the match because he's been married since 2014, so he's been whipped for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you think... <laughs> Tom, do you think you're partly to blame for this? Do you think Nigel McGuinness saw that due to social media powerhouse Tom Campbell, Grado managed to appear at Wembley. And that's why Nigel's posting pictures of himself going, I'm fit and healthy. Well, <laughs> I, 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 boxes. I, I, I fear that I've had a few messages from people since then going, can you get behind this tweet of this to get this oh. match booked? I'm like... I'm not Moses. <laughs> like, I can, I can, I can move some mountains and I can shift some oceans, but not only if Grado's involved. <laughs> it turns out it's a weird superpower. Mm. I can book matches anywhere in the world as long as Grado is involved. Three words, Tom. <laughs> up the fee. Up the, yeah. up the fee. This will be a triple threat match: Grado versus Danielson versus Nigel. Oh yeah! Yes. Go. That's how we get around it, right? Okay. Hashtag book Danielson <laughs> and McGuinness. And Grado in a triple threat match. There you go. Oh, and Jeff Jarrett as well. So four <laughs> yes, way. Yes, because he'll he'll make it happen. You, you cowards. 
There that's you go. There's hashtag. just enough room to fit that hashtag in a tweet. <laughs> that hashtag in there on X. <laughs> ah. Word for word. It was a really Fantastic. good match, though, to go back Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Every man got their time to shine. Yep. I don't know why. Just stop it. Stop down yourself after everything. You're making good points. <laughs> The Young Bucks and Hangman Page, Boo Hiss, challenge Mogul Embassy to Ring of Honor six-man tag t- title match next week. This was the moment where I was like, yes, I miss CM Punk, because this self, what have I written down here? Go on, say Popping the boys, wanky, self-congratulatory in-jokes that pop the boys. I'm not a fan of being on uh, like the weekly shows. It just It was cringy. And I know all about that, Matthew. I am Captain Cringe. You're not. No, 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 no. Cringe, um, is, a, cringe is never a problem with the person being called cringe. Cringe, cringe isn't a your, you problem. It's a me problem. I mess it up. Bollocks. Oh, because of how you interpret me. Is that what you Yeah, you're I got confused. I did that bear thing from The Simpsons. I, you said you referring to me. <laughs> I meant you. Bollocks to this. But anyway, I was thinking. Uh, surely, like, not, don't want to say sacrifice and CM Punk. You know what I'm trying to say? Punk leaving wasn't to make way for crap like this. Ooh, hit the red button, Brandon. It's the mm. red one. Ooh, get out of town, will you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I've never really been a fan of the young bucks doing these backstage <laughs> stuff anyway. But now with, with all the knowledge we have, we know all the stuff going on backstage and all this stuff, stuff. And the fact that this was supposed to be a different show, them still doing this, it just rubs even worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're like, oh, Kenny, Ooh, I need a drink. <laughs> this Pepsi tastes bad. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm obliged to say, I read a comment saying that didn't happen after Punk leaving or something. I don't know. I didn't watch Being the Elite, but I saw a comment. No one watches Being the uh, Elite. But just... By the dinosaurs, less of... condescending than these bits. <laughs> My grown man with a bad back. I'm going to watch his crap. Then, uh, do we see a bit from Swerve at this point in the night as well? Oh, thank God, yes. This, this, this fed into um, the stylistic choices of the evening which I believe were deliberate, the whole uh, take 22. The fact that when Swerve was cutting his promo, was it around about here? Because I've written down Swerve's promo at this point of the night, and I don't know why. Uh, Swerve got a promo after a match, after the FTR thing later on, so then he... We'll talk about it then. I've made a mess. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, no worries, but I know we all know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro have dueling video packages. Oh, they're so good. Hobbs wants to continue causing pain and says nobody is safe. Miro says he can, he can Hobbs. Hobbs is now a verb. Uh, thank you, Kevin Nash. We'll meet again further down the line, but now wants to focus on his wife. He asks why every time he tries to get away from her, she comes along to pull him back. It was interesting, wasn't it? Because Hobbs was all about moving on. Like, you start, you start a new chapter in the book of Hobbs where nobody's safe. He's going to rip people's arms off. And then Miro, he wants a match with Hobbs because the journey up to heaven, then back down to hell, didn't make Hobbs humble. There's a tongue twister for you. Well, it didn't make Hobbs that. humble. Um, but yeah, Miro's was unbelievable. Because uh, it all made sense. Because we're a bit scratching heads going like, oh, what's CJ doing here? How does it make sense? But it's the fact like, at All Out, when I was at my weakness, you delivered my temptation. He's still in a feud with God and God delivered CJ. But CJ doesn't know that God delivered her. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said, Ross. Just yes, on face. You're speaking words. You're like, you sound like a pretentious arsehole. No. <laughs> so Miro when you look, when you look at sound like Miro, you can say whatever. <laughs> no. Aye, but he's still feuding with God, and that's why CJ's he's there. Still feuding. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hobbs, I'll be you. Then next week, God, Aye. you're on notice. <laughs> so he's gonna put people in pine boxes and send them to God. <laughs> Love him. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. And our powerhouse Hobbs, yeah, it was funny. Was it supposed to be like that? I was like, yeah, well, I'm moving on. He was like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Hobbs going, I'm going to fight going, Oh, God. I've, oh, really? Oh, sorry. Can I redo my promo? No. <laughs> oh. 
FTR successfully defend the tag team titles against the Iron Savages. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crowd were not buying what they were selling. It turns out doing one one little kind of viral moment where it says, I'm going to eat your ass, or whatever he said last time they were on AW Collision, isn't really enough for a sustained push. Or, again, a tag team title shot? It's a bit much, isn't it? Well, the whole storyline's FTR, like, giving new tag teams a chance in this. I guess it kind of works in that sort of thing. Okay. Who's, All the, right, who's but... the third Iron Savage? You got the big bear lad, you got the ass-eating fella, and you got the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he there? The otter. I think it's 747. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, he films them. Uh, but then, sadly, the, uh, the work horsemen come out afterwards and respectfully shake hands with FTR and respectfully ask for a tag title shot as Aussie Open watch backstage angrily, and the crowd go, who are you? To the work horsemen because, because they've only appeared on Ring of Honor TV last few months, which doesn't exist, and also AEW Dark before that, which doesn't also doesn't exist, literally. Um, and I get what they're trying to do FTR, but giving anybody a tag team title shot surely dilutes the purpose of getting a tag team title in the first place. And yeah, I don't blame the crowd for chanting who are you, because they've been given no build whatsoever, mm-hmm. but heartbreaking for someone who watches them and thinks they're mint, and they're really good at bowling as well. They're really good at bowling. Yes, they used to do the VXV, which is this uh, World Tag Team Tournament Festival that's happening this weekend as well. So ah. they don't do bowling anymore. Shame. <laughs> but yeah, JD Drake had the record for a while there. So did he actually? He did. Uh, he does strike me as a guy who'd be very good he at does bowling. Does strike? Yeah. Hey, 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 there's the Ross magic. There we go. Again, so um, yeah, I thought that it was funny during the cash's entrance there, him screaming "Let's f and go," then seeing the little girl going "Sorry." <laughs> So Sorry about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> there was a lovely double back body drop on Cash, which was massive. I get proper like heavy machinery vibes from the Iron yeah. Savages, which yeah, is a good I thing. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, as we said earlier, the lad did too much arse licking in this match. Um, it was fine as a one-off, but doing the for every single move. It's like, bit. remember the thing? And people yeah. are like, no, no. And Beefcake Boulder, to give him his full name, the big Sorry. old bear, the 747 with a springboard moonsault was a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then they lost in about three minutes. Good for them. Yeah, he took uh, a good bump as well for the power and glory. Yeah, they did, they did. Yeah. It's just like, I think it was just, either the crowd was really quiet or there wasn't much of them upon the photos, but they were just like, nah, mm. we're, we're just not buying it. Sometimes it happens, I guess. And then what happened? I reckon that, but that must come down to AEW not introducing teams. Because like, you can't have like a, a storyline like, oh, we're going to give all these new tag teams a go. But give them a big promo package to show them who what they're about and yeah, with that one match they had the week before, right? <laughs> that would have been better than anything. They they right. kind of get wrapped up in a lot of media buzz. So like the the the, the I'll eat your ass comment, which has got a lot of traction. Yeah, which they didn't show on this. Which they program. didn't show. Right. But they but but I think one you know it's the argument whether Tony spends too long on Twitter and goes, well they're popular, let's give them a tag match. You know, you're bear in mind yeah. that Twitter, no matter how noisy it is, is only a small percentage of the people I, that you're I, serving. Yep, yeah, you're right. Tom. Tiniest percentage of the people that you're serving. And then if you're going towards them and you're going, hey, what do you reckon to that? Then everyone else is going to go, I don't know who they are. <laughs> it was so weird seeing Tony Khan replied like Bixen span. You're like, what did Bixen span do? Oh no, it was like this is like a while ago, but it was just like just like, Tony Khan's talking to Bixen span. Can you book the show? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Really? You're on Twitter doing this? Oh, okay. So weird. Um, then Shane Taylor interrupts a backstage interview with Keith Lee. Lee introduces new ally, Lee Moriarty, formerly of The Firm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Keith doesn't seem bothered. <laughs> Shane of us there down. And I don't blame you if you saw this promo and don't remember anything about that because all people were focusing on was the weird stylistic choice. And I still don't know or and can't tell because AW gets too cute for their own liking as far as I'm concerned. If this was deliberate, but this is one where they went, all right, take 22, click. 
Like, was the joke supposed to be that Keith Lee, who just goes indubitably, um, <laughs> had to do 22 takes to do this one promo or whatever? Like, I thought that might, might have been the bit. Most people seem to decide, no, these bollocks and bollocks, bollocks it up. No, I reckon it was a stylistic choice to go like, this is oh, a thank shoot. You. It's one yeah. take. It's like, yeah, you can see where we start and then there's where we end. It's one take. It's from the from the heart. Let's go. But then later in the night when Swerve cuts his promo that we'll talk about later, he had legitimate sound issues, which makes these stylistic choices look, look like mistakes. I but said not, that. Yeah. I, I said that. Who too? To me. Online. Online, all right. To the void. I was say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you echoed exactly what I said yeah. before. Thank you. No, Bob. I think that was what they were going for. But it was just a shame that they had a legitimate mistake in there, which ruined everything else. Yeah. They did it twice. Like, you, you can't be you can't be cute and doing stuff like that if you're then doing rubbish stuff elsewhere. It's like, oh, so your gimmick is the production's rubbish. <laughs> That's the difference between collision and dynamite. Okay. That's not a just, great just, gimmick just, to go down, is it? Yeah, oh, just, we're just, a bit crap. Hey. Yeah, just to make it look good. It's the red button, Brandon. Shut up. Before, you're right. <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, before his match of Anthony Bowens, John Silver reveals a contract which states that Max Caster and Billy Gunn are banned from ringside. Evil Uno interferes and helps Silver get the win to further establish that the Dark Order are bad people now. Don't take what they say on Twitter too seriously. They're playing bad people. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's friend looking like a dominatrix on a job, job interview according to Max Caster, which is a nice line. Evil Uno. <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Yeah, evil. Uh, sorry, Hunky. Still very likable as a heel, though, in the ring for me. I need, yeah, yeah, need to yeah. decipher from that. Saying, I googled Scissoring and you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God help me. I only just got what that meant. No. <laughs> right. He's yeah. been on the dirty okay, website. Right, yeah. um, I thought the match God. didn't get good until Bowen started his fight back. Um, Hunky's beatdown was a bit of a chore to get through because I don't. I'm... It's weird seeing him as a heel. Like, wrestling like a heel, because he is like, ah, let's have a line of coke and then wrestle from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Not actually taking coke, though. Um, so it's weird to see him doing these, like, long plod and beat downs like a heel does. Yeah. Um, but then he started doing some of his sick combos, and that fed into Bones' his comeback, and that's when the match really got going. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Eddie Kingston cuts a backstage promo on Claudio, hyping their title versus title match at Grand Slam. He says Claudio is right. Eddie always pushes his friends away, but he still has New York. New Yorkers are built on cold and misery, and nobody can beat him there. Claudio later gets a promo of his own, where he says he knows Eddie better than Eddie knows himself, and he'll beat him yet again. Eddie won the promo battle here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You're not, re- you know, all the, you're the rest of the world. You're not ready for the cold, and you're not ready for the misery of New York. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Castagnoli left potholes in the roll, that in the what in the roll in the road that they had to follow, and now he's supposed to fix it. That, that oh. I liked as well, but yeah. I think I think Eddie was just was very Eddie here. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what the don't edit this out bit was about. What thing have they edited out in the past? For, the, the <laughs> Probably a lot of them. <laughs> but um, it's just I don't know when they they did the sit down thing last week, and it's like all the other sit down backstage pre tape stuff they've done in the past, where it's clearly been hacked to pieces, and you're like, can you just play all of this? Mm. You don't have to have 120 matches or stuff. Can you just play this in full? But... Started with a take 23. That's how we'll know. <laughs> and then, Cla- <laughs> yeah, Claudio and Eddie going, all right, so we'll pretend to hate each other, right? It's probably more a fear of people switching off. I think a lot of a lot of yeah, shows are edited now in such a way that, like, quick, get to the things, keep them guessing, keep them moving, keep them mm. there, keep them there. Whereas if you, and, and I think there's a general intrigue in just having the camera and just filming it all, like warts and all, but I think the fear would be, oh, people will get bored. Switch mm. off. I said, "Well, you you know what? If you're putting on something compelling, you might be surprised what people will sit and watch." 
Well said, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point. <laughs> One camera, the whole yeah. show. <laughs> Don't want these to be two. Yeah, and then we did like, sorry, this week it's only one, and then everyone was just overwhelming, like, no, it's way better with one. And we're like, oh, okay, sorry. And Richard was like, oh no, I spent three hours hitting the two buttons to change the cameras, and people don't appreciate it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, sorry, it's a podcast, it's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> Hook shares some Doritos of Orange. That's a good, that's, that's a good Dublin impression. <laughs> I'm going to Japan. I'm so sad. Hook shares some Doritos of Orange Cassidy. They agreed to do a tag match or something next week. Shocked uh, it wasn't the orange pack of Doritos that Hook was eating because of his dad. No, because he would have kicked off. Yeah, he's eating a purple packet, whatever flavor that is over there in America. I'd take, I'd take a guess at Texas barbecue or something like that. That, that sounds American. Yeah. What about you, Tom? High flavor. Joel, could you Google American Doritos packets and see what the purple one is, please? It's the most important thing about this promo. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Joel's on it. Joel's excited. Spicy sweet chili. Oh, oh I said Thai. Oh. So it's I was a million miles off. Spicy sweet chili was the answer from Joel there. Mm. I keep forgetting he doesn't have a microphone. We should get him one. <laughs> I forget. I, I can't get him told. Yeah, thanks for asking when Joel says something. He was here. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, camera. I'm like, oh, right. You're yeah. like one of the teachers from Charlie Brown. You can't say that, Joel. Yeah, Joel, you stop swearing. Joel. You're a racist, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> What? I do hope that their tag team name is just something like a tag team. Hook and... uh, Oh, that would be good. Hook and uh, what's-his-face? Orange Cassidy. I forgot Mm. his name there for a second. Purple Cassidy. No, not Purple Cassidy. (laughs) Purple Cassidy! Rest in peace, Purple (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's going he's going into gyms and, and uh, looking nonchalantly no, 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 at people's no, no, muscles. No. <laughs> move on. That's open. why he does the oh, oh. <laughs> please move on. He's oh, feeling hey. people's calves, isn't he? I'll see you open squash some local like chaps. Squats, he just goes. <laughs> they want FTR to match your wrestle dream, whether the tag belts are on the line or not. FTR late confirmed backstage that they're ready for the work horsemen and Aussie Open. Well, as long as you're ready for the first one, <laughs> the second team should be easy. Uh, I liked Aussie Open's, hey, FTR, are you paying attention? Yeah. That was nice. And they went, we're going to take on Grayson Waller in Perth. <laughs> I thought it was another match. I know you have to do these sort of matches to further along storylines and set up bigger yeah, matches yeah. to come, but the overriding like emotion for me during this collision is, wow, this show has fallen off because it was just Aussie Open versus some men. And Aussie Open's finisher was nice, the sort of butterfly suplex thing into the spine buster, whatever it's called, I don't know what it's called. Um, but yeah, it was just another thing that sort of was just like, oh, we're setting up someone else. But it, it wasn't yeah. in a very like compelling way, if you know what I'm trying to say. That's fair enough. I'm all right. It sometimes just needs to be as basic as that. Hey, mm. how about I have this tag team that we're building up just beat some dudes and look cool? Mm. Fine. Does that have to be a million different things or, well, hey, silly gimmick time. I'm going to eat your bum hole with my wacky camera. <laughs> Take 22, going to eat your bum again. Someone I'm surprised you got any bum left. <laughs> no, it's just some dudes beating up dudes. If someone mind clipping that and just sharing it somewhere. Please do. <laughs> There'll be another cue. Next Wembley. Hey, Matthew, where's the bum in? <laughs> yeah, we've learned all about the queue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was quite the cute. Yeah. RJ City hosts a sit-down interview with Tony Storm entitled Portrait of a Star. Aww. Of course they got RJ City to do this. He gets all the references that Tony Storm does. <laughs> Tony denies that she's changed. This business has changed. She says AEW wouldn't know talent if it slapped their tits off. <laughs> this was wonderful. I love the Tony Storm stuff right now. 
It's so good. It was I love every, it. everything from oh. where the interview was with the view of, I don't know, it looked like Paris to me, but yeah. I doubt it was. It looked like Paris in the background, moaning about the lights being too bright, the garish lampshade behind her. The couple of quotes saying, is this an interview or not? Like, this is an interview, not an interrogation. Like people like back from then would have said, I imagine. Yes. I also think, so I hate to knock the production again. I did think they messed it up a bit. They already had the, oh, what's the term, the fuzzy picture or like Vaseline on the lens like they used to do way back when. It already looked like that. And she said, we cannot make it better like this. And it just looked the same as it was. So were they not they going to add that effect after she requested it? Or was it a joke that even if this fuzzy looking, it still wasn't good enough? Oh, whatever. She's that, she's that tapped, I believe the kids say. Yeah. That uh, she believes it's there, but it's not. That'd be funny. I, I like know. that. But yeah, you're right. I'm loving this because it's not anything like the previous thing she'd been doing, which was boring me. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon RJ could be her like butler or whatever. Oh, yes. What, what what would the phrase be? You know, some someone who follows some, an actress around from way back when. And a creep. Gives him a Harry bow. A creep. <laughs> a personal assistant. A PA. PA, yeah. yeah. PA. PA, RJ. PA City, yes. Hell yeah. PA City? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the nasty boys finish? Oh. <laughs> well done. Thank you very much. Speaking of boring, Scorpio Sky gets a video package where he tells us he's ready for his return he match. Back to back injuries. That's not boring. That's exhilarating. You could have fooled me. Uh, <laughs> he, he really he likes Scorpio well, Sky's new gimmick of being Scorpio Sky. That guy is not exactly amazing, is well, it? He reaches for the sky. Like and Woody. he missed. Like Woody. Yeah, like like Woody, yeah. <laughs> no, it can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buzz, isn't it? Anyway, Andrade, like like Woody, had no buzz. Andrade hey. shows Sky respect afterwards, visitor of the by Bullet Club Gold, who do have buzz. Jay White introduces all of the members in turn, including Cardboard Jay White, before challenging Andrade for next week. I like Sky's promo at the start, because the go-home, like, yeah, this is the full stop on the promo, was, this time I'm not coming back. I'm here. And then it cut. And he walked out. What does that even mean? You did come back, though. You're not, you are also here. It wasn't like... Yeah, yeah. I'm here. The claps. Look, see, told you. Yeah. Bit I thought it was supposed to be it. So the idea Crap. that he thought it was a promo for a comeback, and it was like, hey. I came back. Here I am. Yeah, just a bit underwhelming for me. Didn't quite slap. Yeah. I, like the, slapping I, my I would like the concept of it. I, like, I see what they were going for. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's Scorpio Sky, though. He, I remember that promo he cut a few weeks ago and he was waiting for his right moment to strike. Like, yeah, crack on. Let's go. I'm ready what to lose for? to Andrade in a match where no one will react, even to the Eddie tribute spots. Mm-hmm. But they did like the figure eight, so maybe they're all fans of Charlotte. I don't know. It was interesting how Andrade was like being the sort of baby face at the start and then Sky rejected his handshake, which was quite heelish. Because there's not much storyline from Sky and Andrade going into the match that would make Sky reject the handshake. So is Sky a heel? I don't know. He better go back to being one because <laughs> him as a face isn't working. Aye. Aye, it's not. Mm. You're right there, pal. Oh, thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> Tony Schiavone is backstage with Shabata. He uses the voice app on his phone to announce that he'll be at Wrestle Dream. He remember when Lutez announced he was going to take on Farmer Burns. <laughs> with that <laughs> old... Using a rotary phone. That's yeah, yeah. I'm ready to compete against Farmer Burns. You heard it here, here, folks. Remember that when you could text off your landline phone? Remember that from back Rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was terrible. Hello, Mum. I'm going to be at my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the day where to, to, to spell that, you'd have to like press four, mm. three times. Yeah. Five oh, times. that's right. Oh. It's just quicker just to ring you, man. Yes, it was. Uh, the Righteous win a tag match against the Hardys. They address Adam Cole and MGF afterwards, calling their friendship fake. 
I wanted to say before the Shibata promo, we had that little bit of the show where Kevin Kelly was on about where the returning Santana is a fantastic Jack, story. Yeah. Clearly gets a thing in his ear. Shut up talking about him. Uh, now we have to go and see things about Kota Ibushi and yeah. Kenny Omega. You know who I think is a great tag team? <laughs> Kenny Omega and Ibushi. What happened there? What was that about? I think he just lost his mind. <laughs> No, maybe there'd been a change and then they just... Oh, 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 we're it's not doing part that, of the fun gimmick of Collision is badly run. <laughs> the production's bad. Oh. <laughs> Tony, we really love the, the idea of the concept of Collision that is just really poorly put together. Yeah, that's right. It's a concept. <laughs> oh, it's so meta. We lo- The kids love the meta. Kids love meta. Mm. I'll tell you what, the, why is Kevin Kelly on commentary and not Big Ian? Big Ian Riccoboni. Ian has other commitments. Does he? He is the, I forget what it is, a guy who helps schools and stuff. Santa Claus. Basically, yes. <laughs> the baby Jesus. <laughs> yes, we get the nuts the, and bolts. Yes. He's the Santa Claus. So, like in September, he's just rushed off his feet. Oh, kids. I'm the spirit oh, kids. <laughs> oh, kids. Not even ho, ho, ho. He's, he's a Santa that's in a rush. Ho, kids. <laughs> That's all the heels in bloody December. I hate coming to Chicago. It's full of ho, kids. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> The Righteous, speaking of Ho Kids, win a tag match against the Hardys. Uh, they have a lovely theme song. Uh, don't know anything about them. Don't. Maybe it's a good look. I don't know. What do you mean, Matthew? They cut a promo after their match, which told you everything you need to know. It's meaningless Go gob. <laughs> he swore there. It's because they're talking about being prisoners of false icons and listening to the devil on their shoulder and other things. They're two believers who seek truth in the liar's eye. It's all bollocks we've heard a thousand times before in wrestling. Yeah. Um, also on the Scarlet Harry Potter titles. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Liar's Eye. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Two Believers Who Seek the Truth. <laughs> Harry Potter and was it the, one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Or were they called Kai's who look like Sunday Night Heat versions of themselves? Hey, Jeff looked good in this match compared to what he has done recently yeah. on, on, on keep, TV. Keep it nice and simple. Good. Because it, it wasn't matches doing all the work while Jeff just sort of stood there and gone, wee, swan ton, that'll be me done for the night. Uh, Dutch has got a lovely boss man slam. Mm. That's the bigger one in The Righteous. I feel a bit bad for saying <laughs> They're two definitive characters. Uh, I thought the finisher was a little bit weird, like a setup, step up cutter. So he stepped up off. Du- uh, sorry, and I said Butch there. Dutch's chest. Butch is in another thing. That's right. And he did a cutter, which was, I don't know. Mm. I think way too many people in AW do cutters. Sammy Guevara loves a cutter. Sammy, Andretti, Moxley, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. That's half the bleed roster. Moxie's doing cutters in every match. That's uh, uh, and in the main event, Chris Tatlander rolls up Britt Baker to retain the TBS championship and they shake hands to end the show. And I know a lot of people were surprised at this. They thought, well, it's Britt Baker, hometown, the dentist. She's going to do her thing here. She didn't. No, it was a better match than we've seen out of Britt Baker. I wouldn't call it. I don't think I liked it as much as people online seem to rave over it because she didn't look that bad. But she's not... She's not as good as she was last year. But Chris is, yeah, but Chris is awesome. I think she's hurt, isn't she? Or has been hurt. She was certainly in the... I thought she was been saying stuff like, oh, I'm not hurt. Look at this. Irish whip. But we believe everything that the dirty Yeah, but then when reports. they lie, you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Satlander's need... Not Satlander. I think um, Britt Baker needs something different. I think she yeah. I think she's she needs a fresh painted coat, as it were. Yeah. Uh, I think that she's been doing the thing for so long now. I want a, like a new story she can really get her teeth yep. into, hey, twist on her character. You. Like I feel like it, she needs something. I agree with that. Maybe yeah, Chris looked great here though. Just become the like, Isaac Yankum of the modern day. Just yeah. become the evil dentist. Go full in. All in. All out. <laughs> Shake it all about. That's it. Like 
Why, <laughs> where were those rumors? Your, your teeth all will be in. all out. Yeah. yeah. Pull all the teeth out. Wrestlers waking up with all their teeth missing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and a tenor under the pillow. Oh no! <laughs> Big Baker must have been round. Oh no, good boo. How does he do it without waking me up? I don't know. Oh, climb the ladder and get my teeth out of the jar. That's as better of the rings. Get your teeth with Danhausen. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. He loves teeth, that fella. I can team up with Danhausen. How I have velociraptor teeth. <laughs> Every I'm week. not going to pin you, Brett. I'm going to eat you. Every week, Danhausen's mouth gets like bigger. Yeah. By ten percent. One year down the line, he's just a full-on mouth. It's really crowded. Got a mouth for a head. Dan has asked how people cut promos for him with the phone because he literally can't speak anymore. <laughs> but I thought that uh, Baker made Statlander look really, really good because she she threw everything at her and there were a couple of kickouts where I was like, oh my god, she's gonna lose the title. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Statlander, but she kicked out everything. And then Julia, I've written down Julia Harry was uh, rock watching on from the Julia crowd. Harry, I was typing quick and missed. Oh, fair enough, then good. <laughs> yes, Julia, Julia Hart, Hart was watching. Um, but just before this match was the second example of the promos backstage, and this time we had it with uh, Starks and Big Bill. And Big Bill at the start literally goes, "Get out of the shot, man!" Yeah. So <laughs> people speculated that the first Keith Lee thing was a mistake, a genuine one, and this is their way of going, "No, no, silly, this is just because it like didn't impact at all." No. Like, it was the fact weird. that Big Bill tells someone to get out the shot is like, not the way it works is, pal. We do this and then we come out. And also, it's funny as well. Are people still using old school clappers like that? Is that just something that they have to keep around in production? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Joel, oh, okay. you're, you're, you're a man of film. Do the, are, the, are the clappers still used like they once were? I think so. Joel says he thinks That's so. just something we keep around? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Because I think because it's easy. It's like a digital clapper or anything. It's the like idea that. that you can put it on the screen and it tells you all the details. It's got a little digital. Oh screen. yeah, you got a visual like audio L- marker. It's just an LCD marker on there these days. So you can program yeah. it accordingly, and it's got the sound that it makes. Right, right, right. Deep, that so yeah, it's all there. It's just funny, like everything else is gets updated or changed and outsourcing something else, but we still use clappers. There's something about that as well. I think there's a there's a nice old school value to using a clacker yeah. clacker board. That was the main event of Collision we were speaking about there, and clackers were the biggest, the big issue of the day. Call the Holly Wrestling Podcast, clacking with the knackers. Kind of how Collision was a bit of clackers this week. Yeah. Well, some bits of it I like, with again, they are building stuff, uh, they are building people, again, in a nice normal way, like Aussie Open, and then it's just AEW being like, you know, what would be funny? What? What's that AEW production? If we were crap. (laughs) Right? No, that's a good look. If they, they start everyone with the clacker and everyone's ready and Big Bill's not going, get out of here. What are you doing in the shop, man? I think it'll work. It's just the fact that, you know, we said there was a legitimate mistake which blurred the lines too much. And we don't like blurred lines, do we? No, we don't. Robin Thicke is a dirty man. Hey, hey, hey. In which Monday Night Raw, in which a plucky young rookie by the name of Natalia <laughs> gets the chance of a lifetime. Ooh. I've never been more invested in Natalia in all my life after what she was doing on Raw this week. She was standing with NXT, and therefore I'm Natalia's biggest fan. <laughs> that, 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 what she called her? A gingerhead witch? Yeah, she yeah. is. That Becky Lynch. Be- it. Ben, ben Bexty. It's not N Bexty, it's NXT. It's not that doesn't roll off the tongue at all. N next BT. What? N Um, That's rubbish. That's a new t shirt. I'm not buying that. Yeah, me neither. Get her out there, the gingerhead witch. There's Natalia Calder, not just me. Cody Rhodes <laughs> opens the show, but is interrupted by Dominic Mysterio. He reveals that Rhea Ripley isn't here tonight because she was injured by Nia Jax last week, but he'll dedicate his win over Cody to her. Cody implies that Rhea actually has eyes for Jay Uso, and they argue over whether Jay will join the JD or not. 
Balor and Priest arrive to back up Dom in his match. Uh, with NXT's Dragon Lee watching on from the crowd, Cody beats Dom with the crossroads in about two minutes. The JD try to beat Cody down afterwards, but Owens and Sammy run down to make the save. And then this segues into Owens asking Cody why he thought it was a good idea to bring Jey Uso to Raw. Cody argues that the fans love Jey, and he deserves a second chance. Sammy agrees. Kevin isn't so quick to trust Jey. However, he does trust Sammy and Cody, so he hopes they're right. Oh, this was a nice way of getting a bunch of stuff done at once. Yeah, a nice yeah. way with people acting like human beings. Yeah. I suppose a SmackDown where it's all speculative. And you can all see where they're coming from. Every single one of them. Kevin Owens is vindicated and not like a Jay. Jay is vindicated and being like, oh, well, I've changed. I'm not who I used to be. I'm fine now. Mm -hmm. Trust me, please. Um, it was interesting. Well, bruised ribs is why Ray Ripley's injured. And Raquel Rodriguez got whiplash because of the Simone drop. That's what they said on the air. <laughs> injury, mm. but I think <laughs> I think uh, I think I think they are not real. Luckily. No, no, I'm just saying that's the Pick reason they gave him oh, yeah. whiplash off a Samoan drop. <laughs> Do you think that's Anyone it? Anyone else delivered a Samoan <laughs> drop? I think it was cobblers, but no, Jack's doing yeah. it. I kind of get it. Do you think that's because the WWE tag team division is so cursed? They're bringing in Nia Jackson, going, "What's the reason for this?" It's Nia Jax. <laughs> it's now just nine one one and ECW. Yeah, in ECW, we never like, oh, that guy's leaving. All right, we'll have nine one one choke slam him. That's it. He's never seen again. Just shoot nine one one. Nia Jax is the thing that wiped out the dinosaurs. Nia Jax cancelled uh, Hannibal. <laughs> I said, oh, first TV series I could think of. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> 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 All right, let me show you. There's Hannibal the elephants, Hannibal the TV series, Hannibal the film series, Hannibal the books before that person's ever mentioned. There's a Manchester United player called Hannibal as well. All oh, right. Hannibal from the 80s. Why did you call me your son Hannibal? That's right, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible Hannibal. No, Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal the Incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting how Cody made that little quip from uh, the Judgment Day last week about Rhea having eyes for Jay, like it's an official thing now. Or was it just mind games for Dom? Because it needs to games. be. We need to define their relationship games. now because apparently Mammy's more, sorry, Mam, Jay, Dom's Go more on. into Mammy than Mammy is into Dom. That's just, how it. dare Cody <laughs> say that? My God. He's just making stuff up at this point, isn't he? No, he's clearly jealous because they've got a proper relationship, whereas him, him and Brand, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't do the, don't do the me, me, me saying about uh, bloody Rollins and Becky. <laughs> Let's will it into existence. Let's have Rhea come out and then have Brandy come out calling her a ratchet or whatever. That was great. Let's Who told that. you it was open mic night, bitch? <laughs> and Rhea just power slams her through the stage. She's never heard from again on and television. And then Nia, Nia Jax just shows up and goes, "I did that." <laughs> In that voice as well. <laughs> I did that. Hello. <laughs> it's Rhea. Yeah. You did that for the Naya. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I liked yeah, Kevin going out. Wait, that Jey Uso. That Jey Uso that cost me the title like five times. That, I'll just that pretend guy. that didn't, didn't happen. That's what Kevin said here. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm just Thank you, that's how Kevin Nia, talks. I just had a thought about Nia Jax. Can I share it with you before that oh, my head? Uh-oh, Tom. Right. We are so recording. Nia, Nia Jax returned on Monday. Uh -huh. The Rock return on Friday. Uh -huh. I think they went, Rock, come see us Friday. Yeah, you know what? I'll come back. I can't wait. It's a good excuse to catch up with, with, with Nia Jax. I've not seen her in ages. I'm like, oh, no, we sacked her. Oh, no, we, we can't tell The Rock that we sacked her. Quick, hire her back immediately. <laughs> there, there, there she is on Raw, where she's always been. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Keep her away she, from everybody because she's not faxed. <laughs> she must oh. be now, though. You'd think so, right? Unless she's, if, if she's not on an overseas show... Then you'll know for sure. That's right. Yes. Mm. Will she be a Perth? 
Let's find out when it happens. <laughs> Will she be it? Yeah. But I, uh, on the, the the thing's making sense. Cody's also making sense with the second chance thing because you know he rizzle rizzle Cody at one time as well. He's like Kofi, that's a different man altogether. And then Sami Zayn's always like Jay. So he's got Jay's yeah. back. It's nice to see every. It's all laid like an onion. They're serving lots of onion. masters. There's a former creative commentator called Michael Holden who, yeah. when Graham Onions played for England, he would say, Graham Onions, That's running right. in. And I've just in me, in me head now forever. I remember people, someone saying it like <laughs> that. Like the Sonic 1 Chico from before, but like, I couldn't tell you who it was or why it was said like that. Graham Onions. Thank you for translating. Fantastic. Adam Pierce tells us that the New Day, sorry, tells the New Day that Eric isn't cleared to compete. Oh, so the tag match will be... Uh, like a dodgy wrestler, cancelled. And it'll be a singles match between Kofi and Ivar. That match is right now. And Kofi wins with a trouble in paradise. And that sentence doesn't begin to sum up how good this little oh. match was. Mm, was not expecting great. this, but bloody hell. We had the Big Bear Splash, the Big Bear Irish Whip, where he's falling <laughs> over, the Big Bear Moonsault. Grr. It was all here, and it was all big and hairy and fat. And I loved it. And I'm like, oh, I forgot these guys could actually probably wrestle. We're not going, yeah, I'm a Viking. From the Midwest. Um, actually, like, <laughs> they can like, be quite competent. And Kofi uh, held his own. Crowd were really into it as well. Win with a sunset flip powerbomb. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah there was the, the spin and heel kick as well, which Kofi yeah. made look like a finisher the way he sold the thing. Mm-hmm. Like a decapitated, like a Viking spear through his head. I try to make it relate to Vikings. not worth that, yeah. Uh, the double underhook powerbomb thingy from Ivar in the midst of doing a thing as well. I'm really good at wrestling analysis, me. And then Valerie You need Haller- to be so negative about yourself. You've been really negative this week. Ah, You're being great, I'm Ross. I'm tired. Uh, Valerie Haller actually did something as well this week, which mm. she never normally does. Uh, she made. She, she was like, Ivar, don't do a, a, a splash. Do the moonsault. And then- That's what Jim Cornette did to Vader at SummerSlam 96. <laughs> I was about to say, she was every bit of Jim Cornette this week. That's Valerie Haller and Jim Cornette. <laughs> Jim Cornette and Valerie Haller. I can't think of anything they'd have to talk about. <laughs> and anyway, the reaction from the crowd, when it, they actually met, we, as we, all, we, we watched War Machine and people have, have teams yeah. like, well, like them before, and just to see the crowd go like, whoa, you got a Bobby Lashley pop for doing the moonsault. Yeah. Whoa! That's what they did. Kofi shouldn't have kicked out from that, though. I'm putting me Jim Cornet Cornet hat on. Cornet hat on. That is a hard thing to say. Jim Cornet hat on. He should not hat hat hat. Kofi. Oh, let's end the podcast. That should be able to pin Roman Reigns and moonsault from bloody big Ivar. What, from Jim Cornet? I'm still thinking about a Jim Cornetto. Jim, Jim Cornet hat. It's like those goofy hats he's get from Disney with his eyes here. <laughs> Jim Cornetto, you take a lick and then you're a bigot. <laughs> I was going to say, don't eat it while watching Dynamite because it'll repeat on you. <laughs> it's actually just Sprite and the OD on it every time you take a little sip. Was it Sprite EOD done back in the day? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he was working for WF back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. He had to go to hospital or something, didn't he? I had forgotten that story. Yeah, he, he drank so much Sprite. The doctor was like, you're more Sprite than man. <laughs> As he's drinking more Sprite. They're going to drain blood and it's just, wait, hang on. <laughs> that was walking that? around everywhere like this. He's like, God damn. I thought people were just saying I was nice and sprightly every day. <laughs> no, we said you were nice and spritey. What the hell? <laughs> That server guy turns up. <laughs> oh no, is that seven up? No, seven up. <laughs> cool spot to have seven up as well. No. No. Sprite didn't have a mascot, did it? <laughs> should we make it a... should be Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. doing business. Imagine drinking a Sprite. Cornette's face on it. They had a lemon, didn't they? Could have Jim Cornette is like a human lemon. Hello. 
Some say you're an idiot. <laughs> drink some Sprite. It's just a <laughs> drink some Sprite. You beep 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 beep. beep. Jim Cornette <laughs> drinks Sprite. <laughs> And he's getting, re- getting paid. The same recipe it was in 1985. <laughs> which means it's great. That's why I like it. Not, these, not like these modern pops. <laughs> 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 this is a pop we used to get in the Tennessee. That's why I like I'm Brew. My, my to Jim Connett sounds a lot like Michael Jackson for some reason. <laughs> get yourself some Sprite. Shamon. <laughs> If you want to do the time, think about the crime. <laughs> was post selective, wasn't it? Michael Jackson on post selective. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Jim Cornette. Drink the Sprite, Shimon. <laughs> Molly's favorite wrestler of all time is Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> there was an attempt. <laughs> In a backstage interview, Ricochet says, "If Nakamura wants to play games, that's fine with him." If that's this is look, we, <laughs> this we take is the piss. Fantastic. We take the piss, but this is actually what he said. You should say it like Jim Cornette would say it. This <laughs> line here. I'm a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like my, my promo is bad. Because I'm a cheat code in tonight. It's game over. <laughs> then <Shut> he lost. <laughs> <laughs> you bum. Before the match can begin, Seth Rollins charges the ring to attack Nakamura, who bails the outside. Mm-hmm. Agents and officials drag Seth away. In the match itself, Nakamura tries to use a chair on Ricochet, who ends up hitting Nakamura with it <laughs> instead of the DQ. You're lost. Ricochet argues with the referee afterwards, but is blindsided by Nakamura, who destroys his leg with a chair. Seth reappears and tries to pedigree Nakamura on the chair, but he reverses it into a backdrop. Officials try to separate them, but Nakamura still manages to suplex Seth onto the announced table. Backstage, we see Seth struggle to walk to the medical room. Yeah, I'm cheers, big, Ricochet. Big fan of this storyline now, because we were sitting here a couple of weeks ago and saying, Nakamura had a title shot on a plate, and he said no. But now, he's doing everything he can to injure the back even more. So when he's ready to have the title match, Rollins will be more knackered than he would have been a couple of weeks ago. So yep. it's all come around and makes sense. Up the Monday Night Raw. Yeah. <laughs> and he almost wants Rollins to make the match himself. Yeah. Like, right, come on, we're having a match. He wants Rollins to just almost beg him for a match because he wants to get his revenge. Yeah. Like, I'll just keep hitting you in the back until then. Yeah. Oh. He's going to hurt him physically and now mentally. Yeah. Oh. Raw is and telling great stories and a lot of stories, but, but they're able to tell it in a simple way. I think this is sometimes where AEW goes a bit wrong, where they're telling lots of stories. It's quite convoluted, and you almost get you almost get punished for not paying yeah. attention. They're overthinking it. They overthink. Yeah, and WWE are really good at just sort of guiding you through the story. Yeah. And sometimes even when they overlap, you've still got a vibe of where everything is yeah. and how it all. It's not the bloodline one anymore. The bloodline <laughs> yeah. one is That's slightly got... less so. That's yeah. a too much pride. Yeah. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, plus, like you don't join it going. Ah, oh, missed next. I missed last week. What happened? <laughs> Don't worry, folks. Here's some recap packages. Here's a nice, sexy video package. Here's a hey, did you miss that thing earlier? Let's replay it. So, like, oh, I know exactly what I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> Apart from with this, I gotta stop doing that. Easy, one, two, three. I actually, <laughs> but Nakamura's reaction, <laughs> Nakamura's reaction when Rollins' theme hit in the rings. He's doing the old Nakamura pose. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. it was it was meme worthy. So yeah. it was. So he's upside down doing the oh look how hot I am, and then yeah, Rollins music plays like. And it was good that Wade on Currently as well was making a note of saying Nakamura never was going for the win against Trevor. He was just trying to hurt Trevor in the back. Like he wants to hurt Rollins in the back. Hmm. God damn. All the while Trevor's there going up, down, left, right. <laughs> <And he's>, oh. <laughs> Oof. 
Quick load the sound test. Why would you 1965 The script writers of Raw have given Trevor a hospital pass there because why would you like I mean that is in the football term that might sound like a oh a free oh, pass. Oh you said this before, I remember yeah. now. I thought yeah, like yeah. what they injured him. <laughs> it's in football, you like you pass a bitch uh, like, pass a bitch. Did that come up? Pass a bitch. You pass the ball a bit short, which means the player gets tackled as they're receiving the ball at the same time. Right. So why would you give Trevor, who's not really, you know, good at the promos to begin with, a line like it's game over. Please. I feel like they've done that with Trevor for a long time. I remember during the during the the lockdown era of Raw, and Ricochet would walk down to the ring cutting a promo, and they'd always be rubbish. Flip. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be little puns and stuff. And I feel like I don't know whether they're just trying to get Ricochet to be good at promos naturally. The it's not going to work. The best time, the best bit of promo work Ricochet ever did was everybody was challenging Brock for the title at the yeah. Rumble, and it was like everyone thinks I'm going to lose, but what if I don't? And it was like, the whole thing was like, hey, you know what? This could be that one time. What if I don't? What if I do it? Mm. And I went, oh, he might. Oh, no, he's lost within a minute. <laughs> but you had me mm. in that promo. Like, oh, okay, I like that. I like Ricochet existing like this because Jack looks at him and go, but he's an alpha male and he's so hot <laughs> and cute. How's he this bad at promos? I don't get it. How is Ricochet an alpha male? Well, because he's, he can smile, I guess. <laughs> is that the bar now for Alpha Bows? Uh, apparently. Smiling. Hey, would, it would oh. be, smiling on command, I think, is an underrated skill because I can't do it. Make it convincingly. Yeah, it's hard, man. <laughs> you don't look, feel like Tony Blair, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rose, take a phone with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rose, like that one you had last time I was on. Take him at the old Zoolander. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, now. the one I did where I look like it's on the Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, where we at? It's a, worry, it's a worry that Shanky has more like on-screen chemistry <laughs> with your soon-to-be wife than you do. Who? Oh. Yeah, yeah. What? Um. Oh, right, Samantha, Samantha Irvin. Samantha Irvin. I think we're talking to one of us. Too. No, no. <laughs> well, we all have on-screen chemistry with Shanky. Oh, I'm a fan of Shanky. No, like. So Samantha, so, so the, the the shorts and TikToks of Samantha Irvin doing the uh. fantastic announcement. She is the best on the planet right now, uh, and I love her work. But then, so my so therefore my algorithm became like Samantha Irvin announcing videos. I'm like, great, I like watching her do that. And then one popped up and it was Shanky getting Samantha Irvin to dance with her, uh, Smackdown taping. And it was, it took a bit, it was a bit too long. Like he was dancing with her for like about four minutes and you could tell this was meant to be like a short bit. Four minutes it dancing? Felt, it felt like four minutes. Workout. And then my algorithm <laughs> maneuvered again and I, there's, there's loads of videos of Shanky dancing with Samantha Irvin at different episodes of Smackdown. Aww. So I'm like, there's more. I've seen more chemistry out of those two. There's a storyline though. Tre uh, Trevor getting cheated on by who was Shanky? By Shanky. Yeah. Trevor and Shanky in front of him in, in, in plain sight. Uh, Trevor and Shanky. Speaking of the algorithm, I think someone on one of the unsuccessful, unpopular wrestling memes posted that they watched uh, Maven, obviously king of, king of YouTube right oh, now. Yes. But one of his videos is like like how to get women or whatever or his love life, and he says yeah. But you click that, and all the like if you like this video, you're like this was just like incel videos oh, going. No. This is why women suck and it's <laughs> terrible, and they'd be blamed for everything wrong in your life. It's like yeah, cheers, Maven. <laughs> cheers, Maven. You ruined my algorithm. Yeah. Uh, Byron interviews Chelsea Green and Pe uh, Piper Niven. Chelsea says they're best friends. Piper asks if she knows which country she's from. Chelsea has no idea. She she guesses. England? Ireland? Florida? Yeah. <laughs> they have a tag match against Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark, but Nia Jax runs out and beats everyone up. Oh, no. Yeah. She gives Chelsea Green a beal that frightens me. 
Yeah. Like, like oh, I got worried. I everything she does, people go, oh, oh, God, here we go. I, I get nervous. I don't like how this... You go back to Trish Stratus being uh, betrayed by Zoe Stark, which is then set up the tag team of Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, of course, beat Ronda Rousey mm. at SummerSlam, and mm. now we finally get them together in a tag team match, and it's used to make Nia Jax look good. So we've sacrificed Trish, Ronda, <laughs> and built for a few weeks to make Nia Jax look good. Uh, uh, and to make The Rock come feel back. comfortable. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing you're looking at. It's just such a shame, I think, just the way this segment panned out, because it was all about Nia when it should have been about Shayna and Zoe and how they've you know, overcome their biggest rivals or whatever, yeah. and then they've, they've come together and, yeah, whatever. You say that, and you are right, but the other, the other thing to think about is it is the women's tag team title division. But it could be good. It could be good. They can make it good. They don't have to make it bad. I know they're not yeah. the best of luck, but... Do you remember during the pandemic and it was Bailey and Sasha as women's tag champs? Mm. And it was amazing. Every week on every show, yeah. they were going for it. Was that the one run we've had that was good? Yeah. Because, okay. <laughs> yeah, iconic. that's what I mean. Like, we're, we're all talking about, oh, the good old days of Shayna and Nia Jax holding it for like oh, a year. Oh, that oh. was lockdown. <laughs> oh, that's why she came back? Oh, no, yeah. no. We'll come that again. Like she gave a little like... Towards Shayna when she was attacking folk, didn't she? Denier. Uh, the callback that everyone appreciated around the world. But yeah, you think about the iconics when they got the titles, like, oh yeah, here we go. Now they're gonna get going. Oh, Didn't that was because going. of the Ryan Satans of the world saying, and then yeah. Sasha Banks was blocking the entrance to the locker room at WrestleMania. The floor, crying. crying with the tears flowing like Alice in Wonderland, and certain <laughs> wrestlers having to fight for their lives to smoke the arena because she was crying so Cry much. Cry like Snoopy with his hair Yeah. Right. <laughs> perfect rain. <laughs> 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 the ring go, wow, look all sweaty and ready for this match. Like. <laughs> but I tell you what, Chelsea Green is on fire at the minute, I think. A promo where she's yeah. on about Brian instead of Byron. Just on about friendship when it's not there. Getting the the, the, the questions wrong that was asked of her in the, in the promo. Then her selling in the ring as well is a big thing for me yeah. as well. Just, I think she's she's one of the better things on Raw at the moment yeah. is Chelsea Green. She's the highlight of a non-existent division. Yeah. Backstage, Chad Gable, emphasis on Chad, asks Adam Pearce how Seth is doing. But really, he's angling for another shot at Gunther. Bronson Reed walks past and tells Chad to get to the back of the line. Chad says he made his name suplexing big boys like Bronson. And they argue until Pearce books a match between the two. Fair enough. You say uh, Chad on the emphasis, the emphasis being on Chad, the way he was like, if you want to be next in line, brother, it'll be my pleasure. Why did he say it like that? <laughs> As someone who's uh, mispronounced nearly every word this podcast, I'm going to refrain from comment this time. No, he did it on purpose. I just didn't know what the ref- if it was a reference from a film or something. Brother and pleasure. Oh, that'll be a uh, brother pleasure. The 1973 <laughs> sex comedy starring Arthur Askew. It was a, a lesser-known gimmick change for brother love. Uh, <laughs> the, the His was... non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> there was a strike on in '89, you see, and he couldn't use him. So, brother pleasure. And the Rock wasn't available that point, that time, so they had to use him. I shag you. <laughs> Damien Priest meets with Jey Uso backstage and tries to convince him to join the Judgment Day. He says that they could be the family Jay has always been looking for, and he wants an answer from him tonight. I bet he's not getting it. Later, Kevin Owens can't bring himself to be in the same room as Jay and storms off. Sammy tells Jay to relax and hopes he makes the right decision. Just funny how Kevin was like, I think you're with the JD. Or will you be? Or won't you be? You can't do anything by yourself. P- 
piss off. <laughs> Justified. Owens is fair. Jay is fair. Um, we need to have a segment with Dr. Shelby. That's what we need. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, Obviously. Yes. No. Do you remember? It always takes me back to when Sasha and Bailey were having their big feud on the main roster. Yeah. It's all good. Health for leather. Personal jives. All sort of stuff. And it builds to Dr. Shelby. They completely misread the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, no, that's not what... No. Wait, what are you guys watching? Yeah, but Ke- Kevin and Jay could make it work, though, I think. It's not that serious of a feud yet, is it? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Kevin Owens can make anything work because he's either really good at being really annoyed at somebody like uh, an Ezekiel or an Elias or, or a Riddle, or, yeah, it's just him being the one sane man going, no, I don't like Jay because these <laughs> are very normal reasons. And him being mad at Dr. Shelby could work really well. Yeah. Hope Dr. Shelby's okay. What does he do? What is he? He's a doctor. I thought he was an actor. <laughs> doctor actor. Doctor actor. The sequel to Brother Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of them. They weren't very good. <laughs> Chatty Daddy loses against... <laughs> Chatty Daddy. Loses against Bronson Reed. Backstage, Tommaso Champa also wants a shot at Gunther and says he'll get one after beating Vinci tonight. Bronson, works, mate, Bronson was amazing in this match. I, I like this. His yeah. power slam, the whip and the snap. I've written down the nene as well. It was great. Uh, um, Chad taking nice bumps off like the, the Brett Turnbuckle chest first bump. He was yeah. took, taking this beating very well. There was like a piggyback slam, I've called it, where Bronson just, I think Mankind used to do it back in the day, and he just fall backwards. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bam Bam and Taz, that sort of thing. That's what That's I'm talking right. about. Yep. Um, that was very good. And then Reed won, which was a massive... WTF moment. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, Chad's been on a roll. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's had his shots against Gunther. But his he's kids lost. were crying, Matthew. He's going to fight back. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to fight back and avenge his kids. Not right now, he ain't. He <laughs> should have wrestled harder then, eh? Clearly not wrestling. Uh, sorry, losing matches like this one, yeah? Yeah, Might but you... I mean, we can't, we can't do this over and over again, surely. I mean, if we're going to save it for a bigger pay-per-view, or, you know, Gable can't go to Perth, um, <laughs> then, yeah, it makes sense to live today and have something else. Don't run it in the ground. They're going to knock him right down, aren't they? Have him lose to Chelsea Green. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who's Akira Tozawa. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I'm back no one again. does that. How dare you? <laughs> I think Wade Barrett was the true winner of this match because for the first time, I think in three years, he got to call a tsunami. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't done it since Bronson's NXT run. He does it every night when he gets in bed. Why? Oh my God, Mrs. Wade, I'm coming to bed. Is that I'm his... gonna have to wade through the tears. <laughs> Like oh Sasha God. Banks at WrestleMania 35. Got, that asks a lot of questions. I've got to wade through the tears. I didn't to think come this one through before I said it. <laughs> when you say he says it in bed, is it like as as they've had a nice night together? And no, just, no, just, just jumping off, the, jumping off the chair. I've got my PJs on and I'm ready for That's a good slap. Yes, nap, nap. A good slap. <laughs> I said sleep and nap at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I need some sleep. Tsunami, anyway, Mrs. Wade Barrett. If you even knows. If you were a VCR, my granddad would take his slipper off and hit you over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you are right though. Every wrestler clearly, when they get into bed, jumps from a chair or whatever things that walk around uh, to jump off and go, wee, yeah. pretend it's the ring. There won't be a single night in the history of man that Jeff Hardy hasn't swantons bombed himself into bed. <laughs> good every night. <laughs> good, Hardy, good night, Mrs. Hardy. Matt, Matt Hardy every night as well. He goes, oh, does the old leg drop? That's why Rebel, whatever the hell the name is, that's why she's like, she is. Rebby. Rebby. Re- Rebel is Jim Ross's oh, wife. Yeah. Boomer Suda. <laughs> what a lovely ass. His words, not mine. Boomer Suda. Spoke... What a lovely ass. We spoke about last week on the podcast, in case you missed it. Uh, Rebel shared a picture where her booty was flowing in the wind. And Jim Ross quoted it, saying, Boomer Sooner. 
Just to happy set the emoji face oh, with yeah, the cowboy, cowboy hat. Yeah. That's how you know it's Jim Ross. I like to think he was sat next to her when he said that. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> makes it even worse. It makes it even creepier. I like it. He's just going, hey, rebel. Look at this. <laughs> Show us it about your ass. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, man. We'll enter. My ass. My ass. Yeah, so good match there. Becky Lynch wants to give a title shot to someone new. Stop it. Someone who hasn't <laughs> had an opportunity like to stop it. The challenge is answered by Natalia. Although reports indicate it was meant to actually be Tegan Knox. Becky says she respects Natalia, but she wants an opponent who hasn't already been here for 15 years, which is true. The longest, uh, the longest run of any women's wrestler in WWE history, I think. Yeah. Natalia? It's got to be. I can't think of anybody more. They argue. May Young. Thank you. Oh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Natalia, uh, they argue Natalia shoves Becky, starting the match. In the end, Becky amazingly, somehow, against all odds, wins with roll up to retain the NXT Championship. Uh, good for her. Uh, I did like Becky going, you know, there's no better, there's no better place than now, no better time than mess that up. It's just Natalia who's <laughs> explaining. But it was the, the Tegan Knox thing is intriguing because apparently, until like 10 minutes before they started letting fans in, Tiger Knox was down to do that match. And then somebody backstage went, actually, no. I have a feeling that this might have been a reward for Natalia. That's what people have been saying on Because, because like, she right. stepped up in India to do two matches for that night when Becky couldn't um, travel. So I feel like it was a little something for like, hey, Natalia will give you a title shot on TV. And yeah. make Which she brought up, that kind of, didn't she? Like, I've been working hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it might have been to do with that. I think there's at the moment, like, I mean, it would have been something that certainly would have relaunched Tegan, but whether or not they had any plans for after that for Tegan. Right, that's what I mean. If, if, there's, if there's no current plans, it's just a match. Yeah. So might as well just have Natalia out there. Because Tegan's doing hardly anything. She's popped up like two or three times on main event. Yeah. She was last on Raw in July. I don't even think she's doing many live events. So I think that she's, I think they don't quite know what to do with her. So unless they had a solid idea of what they were going to do with her, they, uh, they decided, I'll just take her out of the match until we know what we're doing with her. You know what? I can agree with that. Yeah. I thought it was a nice little segment, though. Like, Becky started off saying why she went after the NXT title, saying, like, you got to take things while you can. And it was, like, a pregnant pause. So it's obviously, like, a reference to Bray or whatever. You know, got to take things while you can. You don't know what's coming next. Oh, sort of thing. okay. That's I didn't think I read it. that, but, yeah. Then she puts over NXT like nobody else has on the main roster ever, saying it's the hope, the hunger, the passion, the progress. It's the future of the business. I'm like, yeah, Becky! You yeah, get it. She said that because she saw the uh, the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Over a million, wasn't it? When she, the first week she was on, 800K this mm. week. I saw. So it's nearly on dynamite levels. And Kaboom. people say nobody watches, eh? <laughs> yeah. Eh, eh, eh? Uh, Becky spoke about last season, never got an opportunity. And then Natalia <laughs> showed up and cut the promo of her career where she's on about Becky being hypocritical, taking opportunities from people waiting patiently. And the next team, yeah. the hypocritical ginger witch. Open the Natalia. Oh. I stand with Natalia. That title shot was Kiana James's, not Becky's. Or someone, I don't know. Mm. Insert NXT wrestler here. Yeah. Well, when you sold it to me like that, I well, I agree. And yeah. I'm just saying that because Natalia follows me on Twitter for some reason. Does she? Yeah. No idea why. She must appear fair about on there, does she not? Oh, you bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I thought the match was good as well. Like For as short as it was, they, they laid it in, brothers. Mm. Brothers. Yeah, they give it to No us. pleasure, it, though. <laughs> Just hurt her. No pleasure. Why did Chad say that like that? If you know, write it down. In the comments. <laughs> write, it in the comments. Down. <laughs> write it down on a piece of paper it and throw it away. Yeah, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's all that matters. Throw it away. 
<sighs> and then Dom Dom interrupts a meeting between Dragon Lee and Adam Pierce. God knows what they're talking about. He complains to Pierce that he only lost tonight because Rhea Ripley wasn't there. It implies that Pierce hasn't punished Nia Jax heavily enough for attacking her. It's a fair point. Dragon Lee tells Dom he's going to take his title next week. And Dom Dom's like, who are you again? Oh, yeah, you have that mask. That reminds me of my bastard dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a direct quote there. Yeah. But it makes no sense, though, does it? Dragon Lee being the guy. Because Dragon Lee, he just Ali should be the guy here, not Dragon Lee. Ali won that match where Dom was the ref. Ali does bring this up on exactly, this week's NXT. Yeah, this makes no sense. No, the, 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 the sliming heel politician it was actually right. He said, <laughs> yep, great. NXT. Yeah. Where the impossible becomes possible. <laughs> Politicians speaking the truth. Where the unwritable the the gets written. <laughs> Chamber beats Vinci with Gunther watching on from the back. Afterwards, we've seen an interview with a pained Seth Rollins. He says maybe it's time to put the ball in Nakamura's court and lets him pick the date and stipulation of their rematch. I thought Vinci and Chamber was one of the ma- one of the matches of the week, not the matches of the week. Oh, you think so? There I was mean... an uppercut, sh- like a shootish uppercut from Vinci, which mm. made Champa gob all over the front row. He saw a spit fly oh. towards the crowd. It was gnarly. Sounds uh, then there was Vinci using a shoot lariat, like his modeling work is clearly drying up, so he's mm. taking out his frustrations on wrestlers in the mm. wrestling ring. Then we had a shearer, which I like to call it, from Champa, where he just kneed him in the head, like he was Neil Lennon playing for Leicester in 1990. I love it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, I like the Sicilian stretch being his finisher as well. It's very regal. You know, it was technically a good match, but after the Bronson Reed and Ivar match previously, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. That was like the third but, filling of the sandwich. Yeah, you're Ooh. like, I could have done it. I'm like, oh, Chala, Chala, you know. You got the bacon in there. You got the Tommy K. Yeah, this you, was the cheese. Yeah, you, the waiter's looking cheese. at you going like, hey, <laughs> mate, are you going to eat it? Or can I take it off your plate so I can eat it in the back in between my breaks? You know, that type of thing. But it also feeds into Vinci potentially leaving Imperium, which has been a slow burning storyline for a while now because they're getting fed up with it, aren't they? Gunter and Ludwig. Yeah, because he's, sick of, the he's sick... one of the closest to being out the door. Yeah. They're sick of the people coming up, they're going, hey, Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's like, enough, enough. He's like, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. It's you. We blame you. But as for the Rollins promo, I like how he's going insane, but in a, in a different way now because he you know, went insane the sort of joker you know, wearing flamboyant clothes and whatnot and making annoying noises and yep. I was just going proper mad like when he's looking down the camera I was like yeah you are a bit bit tapped aren't you is tap the right word I hope it is because I've used it, used it twice now in the podcast I'm going to let you keep yeah. on doing it I, I don't know if it's right we'll see it's like I used the word spackling um, like Ryan Dunn uses when he's shoving a toy car up his arse in Jackass 1 to display how I was feeling like I was, I was excited to see what was coming like I was spackling and I learned it doesn't mean that it means something completely different it means to shove a toy car up your arse <laughs> yeah I was just saying like, that's a term for that it's just the way when he's got his legs up and he's I shoving remember. the toy car in there it's just like oof how are you feeling Ryan ooh I'm spackling <laughs> I was like, what does that term mean? I don't oh. want to say on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I learned what it meant, and I shan't use it any longer. Well, that's so good. You only said like five times there, so <laughs> no worries. If you enjoy spackling, write it down <laughs> on a piece of paper. Not the same one, away. though. That would be weird. No, write it down on a telephone box with your phone number. <laughs> Someone will come calling. Write it in the dog and handgun in on Leicester Road. <laughs> Just in the third is that a real pub, is it? The dog and hang. No, I was going to say. It's a, bo- it's a bottom reference. <laughs> oh. It's a bottom reference. I'm not familiar with bottom. One of the pubs next to be. the lamb and flag. Uh, Ryan Dunn is. <laughs> <laughs> so is that lad off AW Collision. <laughs> <laughs> the Judgment Day are ringside for Jey Uso's main event match against Drew McIntyre. Eventually decides against joining the group and super kicks them off the apron. Oh no. This allows Drew to hit Claymore for the win. Oh yes. The JG beat Jay down afterwards while Drew is conflicted about helping him on the ramp. 
Cody Rhodes is good and American, though, so he'd run it down instead to save the day to probably give us a few more six-man tag match against the JD until, I guess, Rumble season starts. Yeah, the JD being down there ringside didn't do much for me because I don't think there's any chance that Jey Uso will actually join the Judgment Day. Is it just me? Oh, after, oh, after, after he superkicked them, like, no. Well, no, but like at the time, we didn't know that he was going to superkick them, did he? Did we? That oh, did we? Well, that was oh, there. Oh, did we? Nah, I, I didn't think at any point no. was gonna, it would be such a stupid fit. It would. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoyed the story of like the, the heels you know, try, just courting the new talent. Mm. But it was never going to be that way. But again, it's those layered onions. Once again, because Drew McIntyre is fully justified in not helping Jey Uso while he was getting his ass handed to him by the Judgment Day. Mm. It all makes sense. Lovely. Yeah. And they, keep, they bring up on commentary again. We're saying before about to be like feeding you and going, yeah, Clash the Castle happened. Guess what? The Usos and everybody else ran in to make things bad for him. So but why I'm, would he not want that? I'm, in his hometown city of Cardiff. Try this on for size, right? Imagine, right? Because Cody was the one who came out to save Jey Uso. Imagine now for the foreseeable that Cody takes care of Jay. And then when Cody's just about to finish the story, Jay whizzle-wazzles him. (laughs) (laughs) And we go on for a third WrestleMania of Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Imagine. No. I don't want to read any more of the story. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go to bed now, Dad. Yeah, Stop Dad, reading me this. I don't want any more stories. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy, no. I think I'll have a small that break. Piss me uh, off. There you go. <laughs> We've had a little break. And guess what? Mustafa Ali has just announced on Twitter that uh, he has left WWE. He's no longer with WWE. What's that effect? And we are now scrambling. We now have a backup mic. On Joel, which we're going to test now. Hello, Joel. Hello. How does it sound on the podcast? Are you test well? Test one, two. I'm very well. Joel finally has a voice, but not yet a human body. He's really <laughs> just a presence in the yes. distance. But he gets stronger every week. And he will get stronger with the amount of vocal cord use he's about to do, because if, if another release happens, there is rumours going around today, wasn't there, Tom, that uh, mass releases could happen? It was expected that some releases were coming as a result of the uh, staff releases from last week, and it's a potential that it may start now as we're recording the podcast. So we have Furnace Joel. With I'm on it. Mike. I'm ready so for the breaking news. So when he sees something, Joel will just shout, Hey, up! It's happened again! That's oh, too up. playful. That's, That's too playful. Too playful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Well, Joel will interrupt us. We're Joel's going to sing another one bites the dust to get our attention. Bye, yes, I cannot believe it. We're going to carry on the podcast as per, but then should things Aye. happen. You know, this is, this is you know, and, and it's, it's awful things happening. We're sending best wishes to people who will be affected possibly now, then or later by the releases. Um, but this might be the, one of the very few times that we somehow uh, meet the meet the podcast curse. Catch the, the curse, yeah. yeah. And because all news is done on a Friday, the fact that they're doing them today would suggest that they've got a big two days lined up. This is recorded on a Thursday. So, mm. yeah. Mustafa Ali, uh, what a damn lovely man you were when you had the chance to shine. It's not your fault you had to deal with retribution. Uh, yeah. Bless you. But, yeah, he was given a few chances and then had those chances taken away from him. I think he did a little... Sorry, I did a lot with a little, I should say. And God, he's a handsome man. And he could have done a lot more, couldn't he? With his, I remember back in the, the SmackDown, like 2016, 17 sort of times when he was cutting those promos in the garden. Yep. I remember being a shed and he was just cutting these lovely wholesome babyface promos that, you know, didn't feel forced or anything like that, but they never really utilized them on there. I was excited about his new gimmick on NXT and where that could have gone. Because my initial first thought when I... 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I saw that tweet was like, is this part of the the, the, the sort of lying politician thing going like, ooh, I'll just say something. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. yeah, but though it turns out that maybe it is real. Uh, I don't want to fully commit in case he turns around and goes, ah! I'll commit. <laughs> I'll use my my little rep. Yeah, yeah, he, this, is, this is real. <laughs> well, initially we did because the, the, the first tweet that he put out said, I am longer with WWE, which which we interpreted as maybe him playing a bit of silly buggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he would later, you know, a mo- moment or two later go on to put, I am no longer with WWE to correct it. Uh, apologize for any confusion that was caused. Because it's a shocking timing as well, because he's got the appearance on Raw next week. He's got a title match at No Mercy. Mm-hmm. He's just been given the new like uh, politician gimmick on NXT as well. So, yeah, odd timing. What a shame. Yes, also in related news, TKO stock has not reacted well to SmackDown news with a double-digit decrease in trading of $90. And someone's just done a picture of it. <laughs> it's, it's, eh, eh, eh. What's the SmackDown news? Um, apparently, they it did good numbers because I had the bloody rock on, but they said it was going to be even more. So uh, even well, though it was an increase, it wasn't the increase that they said it was going to be. You can't see the stock numbers that, 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 that Matthew was talking about here. Uh, imagine Oblivion from Alton Towers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It looks like that. Uh, Anyway, it shall begins. we, anyway, shall we so, crack on with the podcast? And then yes. obviously as things break, we roll with the punches and we do what we do. Yes. If you hear a Bayek, you know what's coming. <laughs> yes. Joel's got to a good pick of the book he's reading. Um, where's my <laughs> NXT? Not, here we go. So do we just want to skip the Mustafa Ali bit? How oh, we're talking about him? Yeah, we're mate. Well. Up, so, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we'll just do oh, an order because we'll he, he has multiple appearances. Oh, God, yeah. I've got a long NXT years. Uh, Becky Lynch opens a show, sorry, on NXT. Say you will, say you won't, say you'll do what I don't, say it's true, say to me, NXT. NXT. Racial profile from Jack there. Oh, God, that had a stroke saying that. <laughs> 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 Richard Nixon. That's how he used to present through the keyhole. Yeah. That's oh. Becky Lynch opens a show by calling out the NXT <laughs> women's locker room in rhyme. There was no excuse for this. There was absolutely no excuse. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen on NXT in all my years of watching the rainbow. This is worse than come Tuesday's initial uh, babyface run in the woods with Kyle O'Reilly. There was no excuse for this to happen. <laughs> the man has never looked like a bigger nerd. She's meant to be cool and badass, but no, she's out there making rhymes. The nerd is back. That's yeah. what she said. Ah, yeah. oh, well. 
Unless she she spit in with NXT. The Irish jig was more palatable than this Ooh. promo for me. Uh, Becky brags about beating <laughs> Tiff Strats, although she admits she pushed her to the limit and has earned a rematch. Ooh. She did bring it round the end by calling Tiffy an arsehole to give it mm. the full be- beans there. Um, but yeah, Tiffy's right as well when she came out saying if she never mentioned Becky, she would never come to NXT. And then she's just looking to, uh, she would have been looking for another Hall of Famer for the clout. Trish Stratus, that mm. sort of person. So up the Tiffy Stratus. The Becky Ryman thing kind of really instills the fact that it is a completely different set of writers <laughs> for NXT. And they, and you, they just sort of drop characters in and they just write them how they feel they would be yeah. in NXT world. I reckon this was real life Becky getting to do her own stuff because she is quite, she loves a pun. She does love a pun. So I reckon this would be her going like, I'll give it a new try. The yeah. college try. But now, now I'm not being monitored. I'm just gonna. But when you're the man, you cannot be making yeah. little rhymes like that. She tried harder than two men with a plastic spade between them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do for an afternoon. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Tiffin Rub says Don't wait, wasn't want her rematch tonight. She wants it at no mercy. Becky agrees and says Tiff won't win because she isn't hungry enough. Becky starts a brawl, but Kiana James runs out and helps Tiff beat Becky. Becky grabs a chair and fends them off. She did do that. She did do all that and more. Interest to see Kiana out there. Mm. That would be allegiance we'd ever see in NXT, Matthew. No, I'd be neither. They seem two ladies cut from too similar a cloth to get along. (laughs) You nearly had it. You nearly had it. It's happened again. I've lost faith (laughs) mid-sentence. Tony D and Stax are deciding on their next challenges and say they're going to offer all their worthy opponents a seat at the table. Presumably not the one where they give, you know, free breadsticks and uh, lasagna other meals like that at a, just saying Jack just saying just because Tom's was, not uh, covering for you this week believe, doesn't mean we haven't forgotten about it I believe it. it was two years this week Matthew You're two years two years this week don't be daft it can't be I've read that somewhere it might be in this two week's years. mailbag I can't remember but I've definitely read two years since he said he would do the thing that's shocking that I, I feel horrible we need a kid <laughs> we need I a kid him and take him year. two years yeah we have to make anyway. him do it god uh, have to pin him down. Give him a give, give him a good die jack treatment. Force him some gabagoo. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried he might enjoy it because I personally like going to the restaurant on my own. <laughs> no, but he's not going to a restaurant. He has to go to the restaurant, open his laptop, order a drink, and then leave after said drink. He can't have a meal. He's got to do something. Because I think in his head, the owner's going to come out and goes, "What? What? 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 <laughs> you don't. You don't want the food." <laughs> <laughs> How is dare it, you come it, to my restaurant like that? Like, Super Mario? Yeah, like, the, that thing, that's what he thinks is going to happen. Like, how dare you? You come to my restaurant and order the drink. It's like, th- that's not going to happen, Jack. They're going to go, okay, thank you. <laughs> Cheers for your money. Piss off. Yeah, exactly. Clear, for the, clear the table. But will Jack get some tortellini made by Uncle Cesare? Who knows? We have an update. Oh, Joel has made a noise. Sean Ross Sapp has tweeted, I am told by WWE that Mustafa Ali saying he's no longer working with WWE is not due to any broader talent cuts. Oh. oh. So he's yeah. left of his own accord. Maybe. So, okay. so it may not be anymore today. Well, that's good news. It Do you think we are going to go, oh, yeah, we'll show you Sean Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Wait, wait. We can make you look dumb and fire somebody at the same time. Well, don't see any <laughs> negatives here. Ooh. That was Joel's so, voice on the podcast for the first time. Thank you, Joel. Do people hear that? Is that going to be heard? Yeah, it's because that's going to be so bad. It was just wow, great news, Joel. People just furious going, This is the worst podcast that of all time. That is just my normal voice. Shall we, <laughs> should we repeat it in case there is a microphone issue? Uh, Sean Ross Sapp said uh, Mustafa leaving WWE today is not a sign of wider cuts to come mm. that is the, what Joel said which you might have just heard already but just in case you didn't just there sure, it was yeah. well done 
champions. Uh, anyway, they let they decide to let the last two teams fight it out: Hank and Tank and Nima and Price. They're weirdest champions, aren't they? Because they like all of their challenges. Yeah, because we have to be <laughs> we have to be told that they're good guys, despite the fact that they kill people. Well, I try. <laughs> <laughs> they're bad at what they do. Pretty deadly followed through. But um, oh, I hate oh, it when oh, it happens. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's a shame for him. <laughs> but what's his face didn't. Two dimes. Oh, yeah, he's dead, dead. Yeah, two dimes is dead. So, yeah, they do kill people. Yeah. I'm talking nonsense. Yeah, thank you for backing up what I said. Yeah. In a backstage <laughs> interview, Elliot Dragunov, who's looking sexy every week, says he's keeping an eye on Kamala Hayes' match with Dominic. Becky Lynch interrupts to call out Tiffy and Kiana. She wants a handicap match at the main event tonight. And I like the fact that, because they're good guys, uh, Becky Lynch says, I need the time. And Elliot went, okay. Yeah. At this point in that, I was fuming. I was fuming because this oh. was feeding into the narrative of the hypocritical ginger witch that Natalia was speaking about on Raw, that she was taking opportunities from the people who were waiting patiently in line in NXT. This is the title feud, Elia Dragunov versus Carmelo at the moment, and Becky just waltzes in there and takes his TV time. That's what I was thinking at that point in the night. It obviously brought itself around towards the end, and I'm fine with it now. But at this point, in the words of Jack the Jobber, I was fuming. Fuming. Yeah. And then she said in the promo, Matthew, which I think you might have been just about to say, were you? Because I've cut you off because I'm doing a Becky Lynch impersonation right you're, now. You're so fired up. I'll let you do it if you want. <laughs> she said she's going to take on Kiana and Tiffy, two of the biggest names, the Sisters of Destruction in NXT, or the Sisters of Construction, because Kiana does the buildings, doesn't she? Oh! Um, two of the biggest stars the in the game. of construction. They love building. Uh, the two of the biggest stars in the game. And she thinks she can beat them both at the same time in a handicap match. The goal, the gumption, whatever was said on Drag Race back in the day, I'm too tired to recall it in full. The I lion, the witch, <laughs> the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> That's a good stable name. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it from Becky. I was like, you're burying the entire roster at this point in the night. At this point. Well, that She's trying to bury them, but they're all right. They've got the digger. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have the keys there, please, Kiara? <laughs> the sisters of construction. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Oh, my God, that music could mean only one thing. The it's sisters of construction. Damn it. <laughs> there were, this is a construction a segment this week where they go hey that was a good trip to Ireland that we had hey I enjoyed digging that hole uh, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that segment was silly the metaphor up on the crowd platform dressed as the Matrix now, now I imagine Noam's promo was spot on but of course like most films I've never seen the Matrix <laughs> Not even the first one. Not even the first one. You don't need to see that. That's I'll, well worth a watch. I'll put it on probably. my list. I've got a long list that's growing. We're currently still That happens if you ignore them. I know. We're, <laughs> st we're, still, we're, still, we're still going through Harry Potter's at the moment at home. Me. What, what, you've been doing that for a while now. I know. <laughs> You're like neck and neck with like Jack and Italy. <laughs> what one are you up to? Uh, the sixth one is the next one on the list. I've been... Uh, right. After number five, I was so like let down by number five. It's put me off a bit and now... Yeah. Now Saw has been added to Netflix, and apparently I watch all of them before Saw Ten or whatever comes out in the cinema. What? So Caleb doesn't have to go by herself. Because oh. I was like, I don't like Harry Potter and Saw. <laughs> oh yeah, they go grey together. <laughs> Wait, do they even follow a thing? Saw? I don't know, but apparently I need to see Saw them all One and before. Two, kind of, and then it doesn't it just go off the. It's yeah. still like the memory of or in, inspired by Jigsaw. So Jigsaw yeah. is sort of the, whether he's there in person or not, he's kind of the overarching 
antagonist. I told a random memory when I worked at the Odeon Cinema. We had a big old picture of Saw V, the big Roman numeral and Dyke Jigsaw's face there, and some some lad walked past and went, get in, Saw 6. He <laughs> 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 realised realize what he said and went, oh. <laughs> he then dissolved into the earth. Yeah. That embarrasses lack of knowledge of Roman numerals. <laughs> Caesar, Caesar and Horatio just off to the side going, yeah. <laughs> get a load of this tweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the metaphor, yeah. So the, the Matrixes are... Oh, the yeah, Five right. are on the crowd. That's it. And the platform. Can I that, show you what I wrote down for me? No, Oh, there. God, uh, what? Read that out. That they're metaphor. dressed like... the Quote. They're dressed like the Matrix, and I imagine Noam's promo was spot on because I've never seen the Matrix because I'm a massive virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but your reason for not seeing the Matrix is Joel's laughing. <laughs> Joel's laughing at the microphone. <laughs> so, sounding like a moose maiden. Yeah. The, the reason I haven't watched the Matrix party is that me and my lovely lady are too busy having fun together. It's like, hi. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love well. a tsunami. Yeah. Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, but they were there. Uh, they both. They all looked fantastic. They did. I like. The, uh, actually, like the idea of you trying to say, "Of course, the Matrix." She went, "Oh, it's not violent enough for me." <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't matter if the torment winner comes from Group A or Group B. It's if they take the red pill or the blue pill. It's a bit forced that reference, to be honest with you. But whatever, the result will be the same either way. Losing to him. That's not what that means. He's entered by the entrance of Booch, whose match is next, and uh, it's good because like. Vic's like, oh, that was no, I'm da. And Booker's yelling, Neo, Neo, da, Neo. Because <laughs> Booker must be like, I know that reference. <laughs> He's um, so excited. He, he, yeah. he spilled his chicken. The, 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 no, he was ordering a coffee at the time. And he was like, <laughs> Neo, off Nero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Nero. Oh, there you go. There you go. To which Jeff Hardy turns up. <laughs> Brother Neo. <laughs> Cafe Nero, yeah. I knew you'd come. <laughs> hey, they're white chocolate mockers are like said substance because they are fantastic. <laughs> Hang on, <whoa. laughs> White chocolate mocker from Cafe Nero. He said are they come. Nice? Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. Oh, well, I've, I've heard that rumour. Um, backstage, Dom tells Trick he knows how he feels, living in a shadow. Trick doesn't rise to Dom's mind games, saying nothing will come between himself and Camelo Hayes. Dom says he used to think of that same thing about himself and his dad. And I love Dom. Just having it like, ooh, and no one falling for it. Anytime I was like, shut up, Dom. Yeah. It was good, like, because when Mello uh, tricks on the phone at the start, and he's like, he's, he seems disappointed that Mello doesn't want him there by his side. But he's gonna he's gonna carry on, dog. Because Trick can't fit in no shadow, dog, to give him a because he's big. There. Yeah. Big yeah. boy. And Dom's a little little. <laughs> Except he's not, he's bigger than the man meat, whatever. Anyway, uh, Booch beats Tyler Bate to win Group A of the Heritage Cup Invitational and move on to the final. And uh, it was funny last week, they went like, that's right, are you ready, kids? Match of the year, back, we're doing it. And crowd like, oh, it's Butch. Right, yeah, I remember who you are. Um, and then they had this lovely match here, which the crowd were a lot more receptive to. Yeah. Because in the next tee, Butch isn't Butch, is he? Butch is Pete. Butch is Pete done, yes. Butch is Pete. Up oh, the Pete. But I know there's so many highlights in the match. Like there was a head scissors takedown from Tyler when he was in the middle of an arm drag. Mm -hmm. Don't know how that works, but it did. The chops from Pete were sensational. Gunther levels of noise. Mm -hmm. There was a delayed suplex from Tyler, which is great. I've written down, Shame's character is whack, yo. Because <laughs> that's how I talk now. That's how you say um, it. Joe Coffey is ready for a match in the background of the, the, the viewing party thing. And he's still got a massive yeah. style in his hand. The man's got a problem. Help him out, Sean Heckenbottom. 
Heck and bottom, get the beer away from the man. Um, and the end of like hicking bottoms up. <laughs> That's what he wants to see. I like the ending as well with the bitter end failing. So he went for what Vic yep. called the better ending. <laughs> I wasn't sure Slightly if that was different. deliberate or not. I thought oh. it was just, I was like, that's the, the variation. The bitter end didn't work. How about the better end? Fantastic from Vic. I reckon the best bit of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like 11 seconds left on the clock. So you yep. went for a slightly different variation of, I guess, the same move. And it was, yeah, it was, it delivered. It, like the better end, it delivered. Yeah. yeah. It, like Postman Pat. Or Cafe Nero. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Lovely. Um, I don't think it's going to matter anything in the long run, bless them, because it's just matches, matches, matches. But it's like, oh, yeah, remember these lads and their lovely matches and the nonces. Uh, <laughs> JC Jane takes Thea Hale shopping for new clothes. Where, where's the nonces coming? NXT UK. All oh, right. Sorry. I thought you were. Yeah, right. They're not nonces. Tyler and. No, 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 no. God, no. God, no, no, no. Tyler Bates too busy like having ham, ham and jam sandwiches with the toads to be doing that type of Toad thing. Toad nonce. And Boots just goes when he's on the main <laughs> roster. So what's that going to do? JC Jane takes Thea Hale shopping for new clothes. JC picks out cool leather outfits for Thea. <laughs> Although she, we don't see her favorite one just yet. Yeah, yeah we so, did. No, no, what? no, because right at the end. So like, so they try different outfits on. And I noticed that they get more, uh, they, they get less clad. As the yeah. as the ones reveal. So the last one we just see sort of Tia's head poking through the curtain, and then we then she steps out of the curtain, and we just get Jay-Z's reaction, which is wow. Uh, and I thought we did see, and she walked out. And I no, thought she was... watched, we saw a few of the outfits, but then the last one no, we I know, don't I know. see. But I thought she walked out, and the thing was, the joke was it had the U on it, like the university thing. And the joke was she was wearing an evil. Did I dream this segment or what? I think you dreamt it. Oh, 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 oh. I can't really? remember. I thought that was the thing, Sean. <laughs> All right, whatever. I was just looking. Oh, for... My dreams about NXT the, the UK. Time... I, I'm, I'm quitting, I was sat there like this, this the podcast. entire segment because I thought it was disgusting. This is a children's show. I watched it. I thought it was supposed <laughs> to be the last. <laughs> I thought the thing was the final outfit was an evil version of the, just the U. Well, no, the thing. last outfit she had on was. Oh, like look at me like looking a, into this. It was like a short it's... skirt one with like a. a like it was almost like an Austin style vest. I believe the subtext the, of the yeah, red lazy it. outfit was that she's becoming a bit of a slag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a march to the Kurosawa film, my wife's a slag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> this is what she screamed. I'm not. I'm not a little kid anymore. And I'm like, you're at uni, you tits. You're not a little kid anyway. You're at the chase. You. You've worked hard to get there, and you're throwing it all away to dress in a saucy manner. The subtext is. Does, does your mother know? Like Abba said. Do, do what a tune that is, by the way. Butter, 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 butter. It's the it's the sisters of deconstruction. Oh, I'll never call them. I bollocks it up. Dival Hudson heroically beats. The sisters of deconstruction. They're the sisters of the construction's arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they build up, they slowly. No, we take... just made the building. They've taken it down. You put all the pipes in a neat pile to the left. <laughs> there he was laughing. Ha ha ha. Dival Hudson heroically beats Joe Coffee in Group B, meaning it's a three-way tie between Hudson Coffee and Nathan Fraser. Thank God they signposted this last week by bringing this up in that mass promo. <laughs> and yeah. the minus is bloody happening. I would have been like, oh, all right. Fraser was interviewed and can't wait for the signing triple threat match next week, but learns that it's actually tonight. Uh-oh. He runs off to get changed and look even more miserable than he did before. He is a child. <laughs> Thea Hale's going, I'm not a child anymore. Nathan Fraser, the way he writes his character, the way he writes his character is very, very... Unlikable and forced and childish and horrible. The way he runs off at the end. Ooh, 
Got a batch. Whee! He's, he wants to be a YouTuber, doesn't Get he? In the bin. He wants an NFT. He wants a bit. He wants to be in Coffeezilla in a bad way. So do he wants I. to be that type of YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything at this point, Matthew. We're clinging on. Um, but as for the Duke versus Joe match, what a slobber knocker this was. Did you like it? Duke did a shoot Hurricane Rana, and I don't say that lightly for a man. Who oh God, yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Six yeah, yeah, yeah. foot five, Matthew, a shoot Hurricane Rana. Mm-hmm. And the other bit I really liked was uh, Joe Coffey does this like running spear thing, but he doesn't do it like Roman and everyone else who does a spear. He does it like with his head first and goes eh, and doing it on Duke who's massive and big and strong it looked really silly and I thought it was very funny oh it's almost I like a junkyard him... dog thing but yeah but a bit upright but I, I, I was like... going to go with the Zinedine Sedan special but I mean that coffee's goes. built like a French bulldog isn't he not like junkyard dog Rawr. oh no it's my nemesis the French bulldog <laughs> <laughs> Cousin of the British one, of course. Um, I'm JYD. I'm coming. I'm coming for the title. Je m'appelle the title shot. <laughs> Je dois meat pies. <laughs> J'adore le crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was JYD. A big pun. Um, Robert Stone provides an update on Vag Wagner's condition. Quote. It, it says, Robert Stone says Von Wagner, not good. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this is Terry That's, Spunk we're talking about here. This is, it's We were talking about him. It's, um, <laughs> quote, not good. It's not good. I think that's a direct quote from Von Wagner. Not good. Stop it. Skull sad. Stop it. <laughs> that man had his head squashed by some steel steps. <laughs> No, not my, more than two weeks ago. My brain hurt that bad. This this week's podcast made sense to me. <laughs> brain doesn't cry. I keep getting wrong cucumber. How did Alien go to Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> I like that dog in Newcastle shirt. How did it get on the plane? Does he have a dog passport? <laughs> I feel like leaving the podcast. <laughs> This is one of the four pillocks of NXT. We're the talking. four pillocks. <laughs> four pillocks. Yeah, four pillocks. We had Cub. We had who was it at the start? Tony. Cub. We had Tony. Who was the fourth pillar? It's been that long. I can't remember. LA Knight. Yeah, are you saying pillar or pillow? Pillock. I, I said oh, the, you, the yeah, four yeah. pillocks of NXT. Yeah, that's that's right. what we used to call them back in the day. The four pillocks. I had forgotten we said something that funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That. It's all from me. I'm the funny one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ross, no. we all we all believe that. We, we support. Who were the other two pillocks? I can't remember. Tiff Strats at the start of NXT. Oh, oh, Joe, Joe Gacy, Joe then. Gacy and yeah, Andre. Yeah. That's who it was. The four pillocks. <laughs> look, look how far they've come. <laughs> Bloody hell! How far they've come? There you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, thirty yards. Anyway, <laughs> take care of yourself, on. Yeah, be right. better, mate. God, that the way he said, not good though. <laughs> not I, good. I nearly started crying. Nearly started crying. I do that when I have to watch NXT as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Roxanne Perez beats Lola Vice with a roll-up. Vic Joseph says Lola was close to causing an upset, but Roxanne overcame the odds once again, contradicting himself entirely. Lola was like prime Farouk at the start of this match because <laughs> she did the old... What Farouk used to do, the old pick-up and... Bah, that's all oh, slam. She yeah. did one of them, nailed it, fantastic. I thought it was a decent little match where... Lola, you know, I, I assume she's relatively inexperienced. Uh, yeah. She didn't look out of place against Roxanne, but uh, who had, of course, had to resort to the shoot pin to win the match. Mm. So fair play, Lola, with your Farouk-like mannerisms. 
Yeah. I do I do miss the another update. Oh, Joel's back. <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp, going back on what you just said. I I've love been, it. Yes. I've been told there was a misunderstanding and there are rumblings that there will be some talent cuts today, unfortunately. How very He's covering his ass. How very melted. No, 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 nothing's happened. Sean Ross Sapp has gone. I'm gonna go right tit if someone gets released now, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. That's like when Dave goes, here are the plans for this wrestler, but Plans may change. Da, 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 Thank da, you, John. And now we're going to Anfield Park, where they'll be told by uh, there's been a red card. John Rossap. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> Go to the NXT locker room. Sean Ross Camara. And how many people are there? <laughs> Sean Ross Camara now is it? <laughs> oh well, Joel, if you just joined us, Joel is keeping tabs on. You just joined uh, us. Some breaking news. <laughs> I mean, I must admit... Flicking through channels. <laughs> well, I, I say that because sometimes I fall asleep listening to podcasts like this. Oh, so people do. So I miss big chunks of it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> there will be people that fall asleep listening to this in a nice well, way. Well, obviously, we create babies on this podcast, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember? Who was it again? I forget the name. Devil Morocco. Devil Morocco. I'll never forget that name. That baby must be about two years old now. Oh. That, that that kid's first words are, why, Jack? Don't go Italian. <laughs> <laughs> His first words are, not good. <laughs> First word is come. come. No, 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 no. Don't come make it weird. Come on, Dad. No. Joel's back. I'm back. Emma's gone. Emma's been released. Oh, dear. They are doing mass Carrying crosses. Emma. Emma. Australian Emma. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Scarlet. You're thinking of. No, no, no. That's IRL on TV. It's. Emma, Emma, Madcap Moss. Sorry, Madcap <laughs> Moss. There we go. Tenille yeah. Dashwood. Yeah, Tenille Dashwood. Yeah, Tenille Dashwood, otherwise known as Emma from the SmackDown. Yeah, Moss I remember her appearing on TV, and I think I, got, I think I read one comment. I was like, Matthew's an idiot because <laughs> she appeared on TV and goes, "It's me, Emma, the first Australian WWE superstar." And I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> was this? Was it this year or last year? Yeah, but she like, was brought back by the Triple yeah, H. Yeah, she was brought back, yeah. and it was just like, "Oh, hello." The most TV time she, she got was like becoming Mad Caps both in real life and on screen girlfriend. Yeah. And then she was a bit heelish, he was still baby faceish, and it went nowhere. Yeah. It's a shame, like. He was a moss, she was an Australian. Alright, well, sorry to hear about that. In fairness, it not sounded like a dick, but she hasn't been doing anything for a while. It's yeah. like, like, I can't remember. On a day where you announced like you're doing this super show in Perth, you could maybe. You know, it's oh yeah, year. right. Yeah, you know, you're doing one in February, and there's a lot of time between now and February to sort of to build up some some local heroes. But that's it. Don't they go and go? Well, we've got Bronson Reed now, and Grayson Waller. Yeah, they're from Rhea Oceania. Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea bloody Ripley. Well, Rhea Ripley by headline. Dakota's also from you know over oh, the God, water, yeah. over the water of course. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, hmm. okay. So that's it. If you like, oh okay. We'll Joel will keep us uh, keep us moving. Oh, now. yeah, Thank cheers, Joel. Oh, this is going to get worse and worse. This podcast yeah, goes is, on. And we'll ruin the NXT. We're doing kangaroo years. jumps down this podcast. What are you on? We stop, start, stop, start. Uh, Eddie Thorpe. Eddie Thorpe goes to check. Goes to stop. <laughs> Eddie Thorpe goes to check on his tree. <laughs> is his tree next to the schism tree? We were thinking that last yeah. week. Yeah, it must be in the same forest. You said a while ago about doing like an NXT map. Yep, there's someone who is in the mailbag this yep. week who was responsible for said map, yeah. yeah. I hope it looks like the Alton Towers map they give you. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Where, like, you can do... <laughs> there you go, oh, oh, oh. Ross, look at the reference I've missed again. <laughs> All three of uh, my friends will know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dijak whipped a tree last week. Eddie Thorpe is upset. He says Dijak desecrated sacred land and he's desecrated his culture. So now he's challenging him to a strap match. And the way he set up the strap match is by saying, I will whip the flesh from your body like you took the bark from my tree. 
it's a I don't tree. know much about Native American <laughs> customs, but I don't know our trees. Oh, God, I, there is real life implications, isn't there? I shouldn't be laughing as yeah. overtly. I'm as only doing this because I got that message one time and it was just me. By the way, last few months we've been calling him DJ Yiff and then someone went, how dare you? We. <laughs> we, the collective we. The same way that the, the French Bulldog says it. Um, I've been saying... That, oh, yeah, DJ Yiff. And then someone said, oh, dare you desecrate the Native American people. They've had a lot of hard stuff. I was like, no, 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 no. Make fun of him being a furry. Oh, yeah, I don't mean that. I just mean, like, we had a funny... Maybe because he's a furry, that's the, his favourite tree to urinate on. The words of Matthew. There though. you go, Matthew. I was that's just laughing uh, because, No you know, issues there. We had a fully grown man, a six foot seven Croatian man, uh, whipping a tree with a belt last week to set up a fight with, a <laughs> with another man. What, what's wrong? Are you all right? What's wrong? <laughs> What? <laughs> You've awoken a kink in him. <laughs> no, it's just it's because it's so like this is your favourite tree, isn't it? I'm gonna whip it. Him, him at home going bastard. <laughs> yeah. Not my favourite tree. <laughs> Love that tree. <laughs> Alan Titchmarsh at home. Oh, I don't like to see this. It's a it's a bloodbath. <laughs> Charlie, do this. She's a channel, Charlie. It's a bark bath. <laughs> The thing is, because this is wrestling, I'm expecting the tree to run in and attack DJ Yiff. <laughs> Played by Kevin Nash. <laughs> it was a setup all along. The tree is with a die jack. In fact, no, I want to see the great Carly play this tree. He made a very good tree. <laughs> the great Carly. Oh, as Cole would say, the limb like legs and arms. <laughs> the limb like legs. The limb like legs. <laughs> to be fair, the box-like structure that is the great Carly these days. He's, he's like that now. He's a unit, isn't he? Uh, the box-like structure. He's like Mr. Strong. <laughs> but with the deafness of a Mr. Tickle. That's the most important thing about the great Carly. <laughs> deaf man. Alien Dragon Ops, it's a ringside phase, Mrs. Dominic. Carmelo throws Tom into Italy. Stop it. So Tom does his hair to Carmelo. Just think about being tickled by the great Carly. <laughs> By the way, there was a segment with Becky. That's on someone's hit list, that is. Is the Becky and Roxanne segment in here because my hatred towards Becky at this point in the night got even worse. Oh, I know the one you mean. Uh, uh, Roxanne offers her services later to Becky. In, yeah. Oh, yeah, later in the locker room, Perez offers the team with Becky in the main event. Becky appreciates the offer but tells Roxanne to get her injured arm checked out instead. It's the way it's she said enough. it, though. It's like, no, I got this. They don't call me yeah. the man for nothing. And she looks off as Roxanne walks away like, yeah, it was really you know, like cringy weird. superhero does. Um, but yeah, so between the rhyme and taking an Elias TV time and then just telling Roxanne to piss off, this was there. Uh, I was fully against. I was fully Burying. with Natalia at this night, yeah. Burying the roster. She was. At this point in the night. <sighs> <laughs> That's enough for Dragunov. He interferes in the match and batters Dom. He sets up for Torpedo Moscow. You'd think we'd have named that something else by now. Uh, yeah. But Dom pulls Hayes in the way of the move and bails to the ramp. Dragon Lee comes out and super kicks Dom before raising the North American title. Later, as Carmelo leaves the building, he says he reminds Ilya who the champ is at no mercy. Okay. I thought Dom started off the match really well in his opening flurry. He was just going like, like the clapper, so he was. Mm. He did a lovely shoot DDT after a stiff kick to the gut, did Dom. And then Melo, the way he threw Dom into Ilya's head. There's no wonder those veins were a-popping, because hmm. that must have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> His face was a picture, though, Elia. He always looks like that. You ever seen that Randy Orton thing where it's like how Orton turns himself into a heel? Like when he like holds his breath and like makes the blood goes to his face and all that sort of stuff. He told me about it before. Yeah, that was a sort of... 
Illy just does that all the time. Must be close to fate then, though. Illy's tag partner is the vein on his forehead. <laughs> like plankton controlling him. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that, the vein? Go get me the secret formula of NXT! <laughs> <laughs> That's just the kind of fosters the right to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Oh my God, that's Ilya Dragunov's music. <laughs> SpongeBob scum cock, as we established beforehand. <laughs> the German, the German dub. <laughs> Making a welcome return. Who lives in a pineapple whipping a tree? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Yif Yif. <laughs> In the locker room, Joe... Oh, see if the stupid shows are getting anymore. Joe Gacy and uh, Ava Rain. Hang on. What's happened with you in NXT? I feel like you're being very scathed towards NXT. What's your week? malfunction, sir? I know. <laughs> Take that tree. <laughs> we have long been the only podcast in the world that gives NXT the only time of day. The time of day it deserves. The coverage... I it, agree. The, the coverage it deserves. We are the only podcast hey, who do it. What's when happened? When it's good, I'll say it's good. When it's bad, I'll say it's bad. Oh. So, so it's only been good, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Gacy and Ava Rain tried to recruit Trick Williams. He says that just because he decided to be his own man doesn't mean he's alone. He tells them he's staying loyal to Carmelo, although he looks uncertain about it. Yeah, right. I thought that uh, the way Joe spoke last week at the funeral for the tree that had fallen over. Um, <laughs> Why is everybody feuding with trees? Yeah, because the, the two... There was a sale. Two of the... <laughs> two, top, that's a tree shop. <laughs> The 99 tree store. <laughs> We're cutting our prices. <laughs> Can we get serious? Because last week at NXT, two of the four roots that made up the schism tree Yeah, left. they made like a tree and split. <laughs> Leaving only two of the four roots in place, and Joe seemed very down on the idea of sticking around with only one of the roots. All the good ones have gone. All the good roots have gone. <laughs> None of the good people came. <laughs> exactly. He's like, David Brent sat with Swindon Brent. <laughs> but then this week, he wants to recruit Trick, so he believes in the tree again. The tree's coming back to life. Well, because his name's vaguely similar to Tree. <laughs> <laughs> you could be Tree oh, Williams. Tree, I'll think about it. I'll think about tree it. Tree Quilliam. <laughs> Lyra Valkyria is like, there's three of them. What? Which <laughs> is <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Oh, Man, dear. that was just a combo of crap there, yeah, wasn't it? Oh, my God. God. Uh, <laughs> no wonder people fall asleep I feel like whenever I'm on this podcast, it goes into a different stratosphere when NXT comes around. We're, we're, we're fitting the... We're like chameleons. We're adapting to the, the weirdness of this show. Two feuds with trees. <laughs> yeah. Delightful Hudson is exhausted. This I, is I where we get feels. No, no, no. <laughs> this... Almost brought a tear to my eye as well. I was sat in my seat this morning. <laughs> I was at the left of that NXT, the, the, the tears and watching the, the this this I felt like punching a hole through a wall after <laughs> watching this. This was fantastic. Right, serious. Be, be serious, Tom. <laughs> Delightful Hudson is exhausted before the triple threat tiebreaker. He doubts he'll be able to win, but Andre Chase reminds him that he's the MVP. MV tree. He... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no trees involved in this one. Most valuable tree. He gives him a pep talk and tells him to get out there and win one for Andre Chase University. Yay! You can see why he's the dean of the university and how much of an idiot Thea Hale has been by passing all this up to dress like JC Jane. That was unbelievable, this promo. He was talking about uh, Nathan Fraser being faster than Usain Bolt. He's known now as the spoiler. It was a rip-roaring speech, and I reckon I could run through a wall for Andre Chase. Yeah, he's the spoiler. He spoiled Thea Hale's run. 
No, Duke's it's the, the spoiler. Tolan. Yeah, Duke's the spoiler, not Andre. Oh, sorry, that's making sense then. Andre I tried my statement, Your Honor. The leader. Andre's the leader. I wish he would leave this office. Leader. We need a new leader. Oh. Andre's the man. Yeah. To take Coldaholic forward. Andre's, <laughs> Andre's less right wing. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, Atom is. Adam Patrice uh, is not. No, Tom, no. <laughs> Scripps, Nima, and Price with a game of dice in a shady back alley. It's Scripps with his people. It's they... Scripps with his people. What more do you want? They count he the... rolls the dice and he says, lick ice. <laughs> they what count... does that even mean? What? The Simpsons reference oh, that right. makes me smile. They count their winnings and talk about succeeding despite a life of hardship because they all have a close bond. <laughs> Hank and Tank are interviewed backstage and say they might be easygoing guys, but they're looking forward to feasting on the opportunity presented them by the. They blah, have blah. quite the appetite. They finish off that promo by saying, so they're ready to eat. It's good. They're big, muscular men. They're called Hank and Tank. Their names rhyme. What they're, more do you want from a tag hairy. team? They are hairy. Hank and Tank. Yeah. Anyway. So they having, they're having a match to determine who sits at the table. No, to determine who fights... Um, Tony uh, stacks. Yeah, I thought, the, not winners, I thought the winners would go to have a dinner with them. <laughs> no, they're going to have dinner you know with what? Jack. That's the same for next week. Well, we won. He goes, yeah, he goes sit at the table. Yeah. But the thing is, no in NXT. It's not out of the realms of possibility. You know what, yeah, a team yeah. would have a match where the winners go for dinner with the tag champs. What do you mean no in NXT? It's the best promotion in I the never world. Said, I never said it was a negative. They want, so yeah, Hank I goes, just know I the rhythm of the show. You're right. I do like how they've got a new name now. Scripps and his boys from the street who play the Cribbles or whatever the game was. Not Cribbles. Bernard Cribbins. That's what they were playing. They Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> to oh, win lots of money. He's really popular over there. They're OTM. That's the new stable name. OTM. Like oh, him. Tree Man. Oh, dear God. Shut <laughs> up. I nearly swore at the time. <laughs> <laughs> nearly did. <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe. Swear I'm not on the earth. Off the earth. Right. <sighs> no more trees. I'm trying, man. No I'm more trees. Grinning. No more trees. And Ozzy Osbourne, wasn't it? Yeah. No more tears, that's good, yeah. Trees. Yeah. No, no don't, trees. don't, you dare. Don't. <laughs> no more You're trees. the sensible one. <laughs> Joe Coffey wins the triple threat match against Duke and Fraser. Butch comes out for a stare down ahead of the final. Yeah, he does. It was brave that they put uh, no time limit on this match with Becky Lynch's match coming up afterwards, yeah. which I thought was brave. I've said that twice in the same sentence. I'm good at talking words. I thought it was a really good match that was really well put together, but because you, you couldn't see who was going to win because of the nature of the tie-break situation that was mm. at play. Uh, Dull had a lovely spinning Uranogi thing. I don't know what to call it, but it was like you span around loads yeah. and did a sort of standing like Uranogi The Black Hole Slam type thing. Yeah. yeah, and then a sell off the shoot Hurricane Rana. Dull Hudson is the wrestler of the week, if that's even a thing. But his cell where he, used to be. he did the pack, but he's six foot five. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, and the finish was breathtaking because Joe Coffey stole one, despite being pissed as a fart. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Sandman. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, all right, I was okay. I was looking forward to, okay, I can take Nathan Fraser because well, whatever, they're doing something with him. Dival Hudson would be a great pick. Joe Coffey. Uh, hey, yeah, I think it goes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, they've been nowhere for a while. Of uh, guys, yeah, as Joel picks up the microphone oh, again. Rick Boogs has been released. Oh. I mean, again, another, another guy who I'd forgotten was on the roster. No but, offense to lads, but another guy who had a good run with Shinsuke Nakamura and is very charismatic. Charismatic, but was just given bollocks towards the end. Well, and Boogs and out. That he's one of those guys where you can Joel. directly look at the. Thank you, Joel. When thank you, Joel. He got injured at WrestleMania. And that, that that did it for him because yeah. by the time he came back, Pat McAfee had gone, Nakamura had moved on to other things. 
And it was just like, it came out and you go, it's Rick Books. Crowd like, oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, we like the package, not just yourself. Sorry, pal. And then he had the, the, the thing I remember this year, him in LA Knight. And they, uh, you could tell maybe W was like, oh good, LA Knight can make Rick Boogs look good. That's how this is going to work. Crowd like, nah, mate. <laughs> nah. It's not working. So, Boogs, thank you for the memories. Thank you for going, Meh! and stuff like that with guitar. It's a case of what might have been for me, Rick Boogs. I think he's very charismatic. Yeah. I like the 80s cocaine-fueled wrestlers, me. And he was one of them. So just w- the 80s. The, without the cocaine. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe he did. What do you mean? Oh, oh, oh. Is Elvis here all of a sudden? What's going on? I just thought I'd say something and try to be funny, <laughs> but I don't think it was very funny, so I'll retract it. Ah. Ali? Yeah, my mate's a bit. Get ready, Matthew. I was like, yeah, I see you. Cheers. So. Yeah. And then, yes, the bit that's relevant now. Ali is annoyed that Dragon Lee has a shot at the North American title, saying neither Lee nor Don deserve to hold the belt. You'll deal with them both next week on Raw. I don't think he will somehow. Uh-huh. No. This was the most um, presidential he's been. He called, like, yeah. M- Mackenzie referred to him as Mr. Ali. He referred to Mackenzie as Miss Mitchell. Um, and he makes a good point saying, how did the man he beat get a title match yeah. before him? He he's did. right. Maybe that's why he left. This makes no sense. Uh, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I think I'm sensing something in the waters here. Yeah, oh, bless him. So, mm. a shame because well, as, as we saw in the last few weeks, maybe months, yeah, on NXT, he's been doing this heel character. Crowd's still been cheering him. Got that massive pop when he first showed up in NXT. He's off as a regular. And again, even if he's been a dick, pushing people like action with the top rope and cheating and whatever, crowd, yay, you won. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I have to do a dodgy politician gimmick to get, you know, so you guys can get a hint. He was hitting a stride, though, I thought. With, yeah. with the gimmick, it's just a shame here. Eh? Well, yeah. Obviously not going to get to see any more of it. Unless he takes it somewhere else. Dun, dun, dun. I think he'll be magnificent wherever he goes. Yeah. I think he was held back by the Wii, to say the least. So Amen, good, sister good, again. Good for you, Ali. Backstage, Tiffy Stratton and Keanu James agreed. I said, good for you. That's not... It made it look like he was done with the company. Probably, oh, whatever. Sorry, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you meant. Right. Backstage, Tiff Strat and Counter James agreed to put the differences aside and work together against Becky in the main event. Oh, okay, right. I'm glad they did that. <laughs> Elsewhere, JB blames Felon Henley. Felon. Fallon Henley. There we go. For trusting Miles Bourne last week. Maybe he was doing a, like a delightful pun. Felon, because just fell off with his letting Miles in and then Miles whizzle-wazzled him. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Fallon still thinks he's a good guy. He's just hanging out with the wrong people. Bowser Corbin interrupts and says, their arguing has interrupted his massage. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't Jay- care, though. Jamie squares up to him, but Corbin laughs it <laughs> off like, whatever. <laughs> There's a good line from JB where he's like, I'm glad you, I, I, I'm surprised you could hear. I thought Bron had popped one of your ears last week by slapping him in the face. And then, <laughs> and then JB mocked Baron Corbin for getting a sports massage. He's like, you call the rest of the locker room soft and you're getting a massage? He's never had a sports massage. He's, yeah. Oh, oh, they're awful. They, they can't have any of them, yeah. Bloody Nora. When, when, a few years ago, Alex and I went away for a weekend and I booked Alex a massage. Like, like as it was saying at the spa, I said, I booked you a massage. I said, oh, that's lovely, thank you. Unwittingly, I'd booked her a sports massage. Yeah, that's not a massage. Oh. She was, she, oh, bless her, she was very polite about it when she came out and said, I think you booked me the wrong massage because I'm in agony right now. Do you not get the hit like... when she rocked up in a wheelchair? <laughs> 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 she looked very uncomfortable afterwards, bless her. So she's not going to play the game? No. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. <sighs> and then the main event, Tiff Strats and Keanu James attacked Becky Lynch during their entrance and beat her down. But Lia Valkyria, there we go, close enough, runs out to make it a tag match. The good guys win, but Strats beats Becky down with a chair afterwards. So Becky announces that their match at No Mercy will be Extreme Rules, which means bins and uh, Singapore canes, then I guess. It does. 
It does, yeah. Those things do get yeah. used. It's a bins and Singapore canes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a tablet as well. No, we made that point last week, didn't we? People can't use tables now because of Come Tuesday. Yeah. Even when they try to use them, they don't break because he's the only one who can break them. That's right. It's a wonderful gimmick. You be table. <laughs> he says table, but it's clearly a desk. That way. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where the whole Becky Lynch shtick turned around for me because it was made a lot more palatable that uh, Lyra Valkyria came out and made it a tag team match because those are two of the biggest stars in the female ranks, the next team. But it took Lyra not even asking her and just saying, right, I'm running out and I'm helping you. We're a team now. Get, o- get over it. Yeah. And she was good in the match yeah. as well, Lyra. Like her, her shoot strikes with her educated feet <laughs> in a hot tag with sensational uh, Kiana did lovely gut wrench power up power bomb on Lyra where she probably shoot lifted her up by the gut if she has a gut toned abs a toned abs yeah. bomb um, <laughs> the, the, the base they call it which is the incorrect usage of the term but yeah. it works doesn't it uh, Tiffy's uh, swanton bomb is still on point and it was nice to see Lyra getting the fall as well just sort of pulling it around even more for me when it comes to Becky Lynch stealing all the TV time from the NXT roster I'm the only one in the world who thinks this. Uh, Me and Adam did a news video earlier this week where we talked something about NXT and all the comments were like, you don't speak on behalf of everyone who watches NXT, Ross. And I was like, oh, fair enough. I think you'll find Ross Ross does. And Ross says, I'm 50% of the people who watch bloody NXT. (laughs) (laughs) When it drops below 0.6, it's because Ross isn't watching. Hey, there was 800,000 this week nearing dynamite levels. Mm. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Nearing dynamite levels. Tom? Got a great old book for Wembley. You got people to watch NXT. There you go. I don't know if I did. I, I don't think we realised the power <laughs> that we, uh, that <laughs> we have in Ross, uh... Hey, I made Shane McMahon the best wrestler in the world. I'm sticking by that. Oh, yeah. I made that a thing before it happened. But yeah, Tiffy Strats went uh, to the Hulk Hogan School of Chair Shots as well with her assault <laughs> <laughs> after the match. <laughs> Bip. Bop. <laughs> I'm not advocating that she actually, like, you know, paralyzes someone with a chair, but... Sounds like you are. Laid in a bit harder, Tiffy. Why not? How dare you? Cleave the landstorm. <laughs> but I... AW Dynamite Grand Slam. Let's see if we can get through this without somebody else getting released. Uh, Eddie it. Kingston finally beats Claudio. Yay! Yay! To become the new Ring of Honor World Champion. What a lovely, magnificent contest this was between... One miserable bastard and a healthy individual who hasn't done much wrong, but we're going to boo anyway, I guess. So, yeah, this is everything I wanted from these two hard-hitting lads. And again, let's go back to Chikara in 06, 07. Oh, yeah. That's how far this goes back, which is crazy. And yeah, it's everything I wanted to be. Crowd, overwhelming support for Eddie, but still go, all right, but Claudia was good. Like, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, lots of tribute to the Kawada Misawa, uh, because again, Eddie bloody loves that Kawada lad. Um, Northern Lights bomb gets two. Eddie the back fist and the power bomb. Okay, quarter style finally gets it. It's our three hundred years in the making. <laughs> feels like it was sealed with a handshake as well. Which was and like... they shook hands afterwards. Thank you, Ross. They call that a white touch. Yeah, uh, down south when they can't say their R's properly. A white touch. Um, Claudio warming up by smashing Uter around again was fantastic. Uter <laughs> just took it and then moved on. Uh, I love Taz saying that Eddie had the heart of an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lion, an elephant. <laughs> He's singing like uh, African animals, an elephant. It's like massive. It's a massive heart. Um, and I was just like, it was a simple story because that's all I had to be. Eddie hanging on for a bit and then, you know, getting his fight back um, and then just, yeah, hitting the, the big old power bomb for the win. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel yes. like this should have... I, I get why this happened here. I get the location significance of it totally. I always thought this would probably be what would headline Final Battle. I feel like that would have been a nice place to finally mm. end it and finally have Eddie win the ROH world title. 
at ROH Final Battle. Sorry oh, to interrupt. Oh, no. Oh, we couldn't get one match of this. Joel back. Aaliyah has been released. Oh, Aaliyah. SmackDown, NXT, Lady Wrestler. She was part of that performance center documentary many years ago. New and... Breaking Ground? Breaking Ring Ground, Ground. Yeah. that's the one. Yeah, she was on she there. She got hired when she was like 19 or something ridiculous. Like that, and she? she was in that system for a long, long time uh, before oh. they actually get onto the main roster. And it all, and then she was on NXT. She was managed by Robert Stone for yeah. a bit. And then she moved to SmackDown. She got a flash win over somebody on Natalia? Smack- it Natalia? It was like three points something seconds, oh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. But like, when was she last on TV? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look on... Look on uh, the ever reliable cagematch.net. How old is she, Matthew? She must still be uh, fairly young. Her last, her last match was. That can't be right. September 2022. Yeah, that's over a year ago. What? Has she just been injured then, I take it? Or I believe it? she might have been, because I know she was tag partner. She's 28. With Raquel Rodriguez. They won the tag titles together. Did they? Yeah. Good lord, that's a shock to me. <laughs> yeah. Because then I think after that, Raquel yeah, started tagging with Liv Morgan. And then that kind of made the Liv Morgan team. That's was, right, yeah, because it was a very short... It was only two weeks they held it for. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember mm. that. Wow. Yeah, if I'm not, if okay. I'm not using I, I, I Again, I've forgotten she'd, she was there, so... Yeah, just no yeah. one has been used. Best of luck in your one. future endeavours, in a nice way. That's something really nice dicky. That's something <laughs> really dicky. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you work for the Doreen now, do you, Matthew? No. <laughs> Sean Rossap might as well. Remember when we used to announce these on the website? Now it's let Sean Rossap do it on Twitter. God, he's sweating now, and he's Sean Rossap. That first tweet he put out. <laughs> hey, you can't. You can't. You gotta. You gotta be. Yeah. You, you can't get it right every time. Either way, like regardless of like, I I, I would imagine that his sort of. I, if it were me, I go like my ego over getting that right or wrong is re- irrelevant to people losing their gigs today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you go. Oh, I got that wrong, but really the focus is like let's. Yeah. But what if one of his sources people. is one of these people going? Ah, oh, there's probably not gonna be any more releases, and he t- message an hour later. I've been released. Yeah, yeah, I guess he shouldn't yeah. be a source anymore. <laughs> that's the thing with journalists, isn't it? Uh, They're only as good as their sources, aren't yeah, they? Of course, yes. Mm, like Liam Perry. Oh. <laughs> 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 we see Adam Cole visit Roddy Strong in hospital. The kingdom are there with Roddy. They tell Cole that they could going to the ring of one of tag titles. Cole tells Strong that he can't stay. He has to be ringside of everything. <laughs> Style defense. It's I've never joke. seen that Please. before from you. I felt that. <laughs> like Liam Perrin. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Love you. <laughs> yeah, um, this, this was good. The letter he got from the fan where he's like, your attention to neck health awareness has been inspirational. I hope to have a neck as strong as yours yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to very quickly jump back to the Eddie Kingston bit. Um, I want to say that he did a really nice promo oh. post-match online, I think it was. I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember if it was on Dynamite, definitely on online, where he talked about how important this was, and he dedicated the win to Xavier, the uh, second-ever ROH champion. On commentary, they know, on commentary, the um, uh, Ring of Honor lad, what's his bloody name? Ian. Commentary. No, Ian Riccoboni. Yeah. Was it Ian Riccoboni? Yeah, yeah. Riccoboni was on it. Oh, okay. It wasn't Saturday, he's free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. He, uh, the city brought up the the former Ring of Honor of the greats he was like low key um, I don't know Danielson someone else and then he said Xavier and I even paused and went as an old person went Xavier wasn't really regarded that heavily as a 
as a champion or a wrestler bring up one of then oh that makes sense why you bring him up then just out of respect for yeah because he has yeah, passed away his league. place in history is is assured because obviously he was the set he was yeah Loki I, won it in the four way and then Xavier won it a second in uh, when Ring of Honor was trying to be too clever for its own boots yeah but that was it be because Ring of Honor was all about like the handshakes and the safe wrestling so by be, so Xavier all he had to do to be a heel was not hand, not shake yeah. hands with people it, it, and be yeah. a bit cheeky and it was uh, it was reinventing the wheel a little bit but it worked well for Xavier yeah and uh, yeah, I thought it was a nice little touch. And then he, and then he nice. went, I'm going to go find my mum and dad. Are we done here? Go find your mum and dad. No, find, find. Find them, find Claudio to me. Yeah. <laughs> They're standing near a tree. Uh, no, he says, go find his mum and dad. Aww. So I thought it was, no, it was oh, a nice probably, Maybe it was a New York thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's in New York. Nice guy, Eddie. I love Eddie Kingston winning the belt. Nice Absolutely. Boy. Thank you for bringing that up. Sorry, go back to where we were. In, other words, in a backstage interview, Christian Cage proposes a triple threat match, the TNT title, Luchasaurus, Darby, and himself. This is definitely another handicap match, as he noted. No, it's definitely not a handicap. No, why, why, why would you say that? <laughs> he actually said handicap, then changed it to three-way. <laughs> that, 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 we all make mistakes. Easy mistakes, mate. He also says that Sting is banned from ringside. Good for him. It all makes sense. Yeah. I'll him keep going. I am. I mean, we are the TNT champion. Yeah. <laughs> so He's great. on fire. I love, not literally, but I love him. Jericho. Why not literally? I literally love Christian Cage. Do you think Christian should literally be on fire one week? The th if, if he says boo to the wrong goose in terms of boo to the wrong dad, that makes him, yeah. Boo to the dad. <laughs> if he <laughs> says boo to the wrong dad, he should be set up. He only likes dads that say boo, though. <laughs> I may be hot on fire right now. I'm almost as hot as your mom on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Jericho beats Sammy Guevara. They hug afterwards. Sammy Lowe blows his mentor. Like WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Don Callis arrives. Sammy leaves with him. Uh, All right. The story was about Sammy getting out of Jericho's shadow. Yeah. But Sammy came out doing a Jericho gimmick. Is that mind games, is it, these days? Mind games. I don't think it is. <laughs> it sounds a like tit. a pile of toss. Uh, yeah, this didn't really click with me because, wait, you mean to tell me after months of them going, no, we're really going to try and make Sammy a face. I know he always ends up being a bad guy because he's just that type of guy. He's going to be a face. <laughs> Turns heel here. It, never, it couldn't have just been respectful, Sammy, could he? It didn't really catch on for me as him as a babyface, though. I never they really... Getting, just, just it. There was, you know, the four-way and whatever, and, that, and yeah, I agree. But I they kept on going unlikable. at it, and you're like, all right. <laughs> What's that? I find him deeply unlikable. <laughs> That's it. It was funny to me that they, they yeah. threw in the towel, and I'm like, oh, you're not just, oh, okay. It was an all right match. It, you know, felt like Sammy had to stop what he was doing and work around Jericho. But... No, I thought Jericho kept up with him, you know. Especially in that early flurry where they were doing all sorts of manoeuvres. He was there every step of the mm. way. Thank you, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, there was He did the suplex on from the Avery to the floor game, which I assumed yeah. back in the day when he did it for the first time was an Eddie Kingston idea. But no, turns out it was a Jericho one. He loves it, so he does. If it's hey, a success, um... it's a Jericho idea. <laughs> uh, there was a lovely reversal out the go to hell. Um, to Is it go to hell? Yeah, Sammy's move. To go to hell. I believe so. Uh, and it was Walls of Jericho by Chris, Big Chris. Um, then there was another where a shooting star press went into a code breaker. Yeah. Uh, but nice. the, the story was, you know, Sammy had to win the match to get out from underneath Jericho, but Jericho won. So Sammy's gone and joined Don. I thought the the way that was done with like the low blow, then Don walking out, like, oh, it all makes sense. I guess. But like that it... was well presented, but I just thought <sighs> Sammy would have won. <laughs> that would have made a hell of a lot more sense and especially if Sammy had won then go I don't need you now yeah. instead it's well I couldn't go out your shadow I'll imitate you and then join the group who happened to be waiting for me as if I planned or knew I wasn't going to win or maybe I just never forgot but what alright maybe win lose or draw it was always going to happen 
Yeah, I think if he won here, it would have been great. I'd liked it a bit more. But without it, it's just like, all right. Yeah, I think he should have won as well. Yeah. Bloody Chris. Chris. But thank you, Chris, for everything. Oh, yeah, but that. thank you, Chris. You're amazing. You're great. <laughs> Thanks for being a source. Like. <laughs> Liam Perry. Thank you. MJF. He's a source, isn't he? MJF and Adam Cole arrive at the venue, <laughs> and MJF vows to choke out Smojo tonight. Cole has to take a call from Brody Strong, who thinks he's about to die. I believe they call this in the trade, lads, dramatic irony. Because MJF thinks Cole cares more about Roddy. Roddy thinks Cole cares more about MJF. But in fact, that's not true. Yeah. Dramatic irony. Dramatic irony with the fingers. <laughs> Callis and Sammy are interviewed backstage, but Callis says, all will be explained on Rampage. I'll oh, forget it then. I don't care. <laughs> so no, we, we've got to watch Rampage. So we'll never know what happens. No, fine. I'm going to suggest we watch Rampage over Collision for the review this week because the match is on Rampage. My goodness, Joel, if you wouldn't mind uh, on Google just getting a, a preview of Rampage so I can... Ah. Put the dog back up. The dog just popped up again. The matches on ramp. It's Grand Slam rampage this week. So it's a big. It's a big Spoilers. boy. Oh well, wait a minute. I don't want to please see that. Oh, whatever. don't want to see it's just the matches that are lined up. Yeah, if you want to look away, then I'll, then we'll just tell you what's on there. Yeah, but I didn't oh, put it on screen. Right, yeah. Just like we're, we're not going to see the results. This is not working. This is. We're not going to say the results. Edge. No. Everyone thought was Edge was going to be there last night, didn't they? Yeah, I saw a lot of that hyperbole about mm. Edge possibly coming out to the point where it was like quarter to one in the morning. I'm like, do I stay awake just in case Edge turns up? He, he didn't. Can we just read out the matches? Yeah, right. <laughs> this, is, this is not going well. Cheers, gorge. Joe Rogan makes it look so easy, doesn't he? There we are. Thank you, Joe. Lovely graph. So we've got Sting and Derby versus the House of Black. We've got... No, that's last year's. That's Action Bronson's on there. <laughs> sure is. Jake and Diamante. resigned. Right, just take me word for it, right? Doesn't matter. It's Doesn't matter. Look, right, there's one of them. Darby Sting and Derby versus Christian and Luchasaurus. Oh, it's a two-hour special rampage. Yeah. There you go. Oh, We've got God. that tag team number one contenders match. The Kingdom, the Hardys, the Righteous, the Best Friends. Ramifications are massive. No ramifications whatsoever. There was more match. It was one with the Elite, which I remember seeing. Yeah, yeah. so it's I Young Bucks this. and Adam Page versus uh, the Embassy for the ROH six-man All right, okay. Yeah. It, was, it felt great, like great. a big rampage. Take me word great. for it. Oh, we believe you. Can we please move on? <laughs> Callis and Sammy are interviewed backstage, but Callis says all be explained on Rampage. They won't stop it. They will pass Daniel Garcia and Sammy wants to fight, but Callis talks him out of it. He says Garcia is money. Wouldn't that be funny if Chris's two sons ended up with Don? Yeah. Wouldn't that be turn funny? Turn the against us? Uh, <laughs> Ray Fenix beats John Moxley to win the uh, International Championship. Reports emerge afterwards that the finish may be changed on the fly with Moxley legitimately hurt. I think he was hurt after the first bloody dive by Ray Fenix, yeah, and the I think dive it was clear. Knocked him bandy. Yeah, so I don't think this was a comfortable watch watching it because Moxley's still able to gan just doing his old oh, Terry Funk blah, 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 stuff. But I was like, ah, uh, okay. Was that the one we went over the cameraman on the floor? I believe so. Yeah. I think they showed a replay of it. But uh, yeah, and then I think it don't really matter about anything else that happens apart from the finish where Ray Fenix hits his bloody. Um, Black fire driver. Black fire driver. The the window, as I call it, and uh, on a man much bigger than himself. He only does it at Christmas. That's right. And uh, on a man much bigger than himself, and you can see Moxie's bloody head bouncing off, and then referee uh, knocks, sees him, and goes one, two, and you can see Moxie going pin, 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 and Tony's like, oh, like you know, isn't the finish? And so Ray does it again, a lot more safe for the second time, and then pins him. Still not sure the press time. 
that's what I call this podcast press time. If it was supposed to happen, if the title change was supposed to happen, oh, I'm off the screen. Oh, Five. sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was just reclining and having a nice time. Yeah. We've got another Elias oh, has been released. Anyway, Elias was still well, there. There we go. Oh, oh, I predicted that, okay. yeah. There uh, we go. There's the good. joke. Uh, Elias, another one that was... Like, what might have been, eh? What might have been. He was he was mixed up with some uh, some heavy hitters. We go back to 2018. He was one of the leading heels, wasn't he, on Raw? He'd yeah. come out and just... Yeah. Yeah. When he was insulting people, people liked it. Then he went, let's have him say nice things. And he sounded dull. Yeah. Didn't, didn't gel. Again, he had this eagle thing with his brother. Whatever. I'm that was crap like. No, 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 no. no. That was Only Satan. with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens getting mad and going, it's him. And him going, hello. That, that ruled. And then as soon as they put him in, I believe it was Seth Rollins. And we covered here many times. Maybe it was Rollins and someone else. Yeah, the match and people like, Without Kevin Owens, it's just clean shaven Elias. And there was nothing. There was no trum, love. His trom when he was Ezekiel was incredible. He just had quotations like Zeking out, Zeke geek, or oh, something like that. Or yeah. something like that. Um, is every sense of Vince McMahon character. He yeah, went, the kids will love this. Ezekiel. But if they kept him as a heel from that, you know, 2018 sort of time, when it was in the build up of the sort of uh, mm. the Australia show back then, yeah. it was Owens and uh, Elias versus Cena and. Someone. Oh, it wasn't a Cena match, wasn't it? You're right. K-O! Yeah. And uh, he did have that one great match on a pay-per-view with Rollins. I'm yeah. misremembering this summer. I'll tell you a word for it. I can't remember. Yeah, right. I'll yeah. tell you. They'll blend together. It's like a 2018, 2019, I want to say. I was like, oh, wow, we could really hang. Uh, it was mad how long he was in the company because obviously he had that couple of years, or a few years in NXT where he didn't yeah. out. He was the drifter Elias yeah. Samson. Yeah. Then he had an album. Yeah. An album. Yeah. <laughs> during during uh, Mania weekend in New Orleans, he did uh, live shows in the bar. Did he? I'll yeah. They, they, they did like a Walk with Elias live show in a bar in New Orleans. They're he really was entertaining for... like when they booked him right, but when they booked yeah. him bad, it was bad, which I guess is how that works. Good analysis. You know what? But that's, yeah, another... you're right. Oh, he's back. An update. Riddick Moss is gone. Oh, I mean, oh and go, Emma yeah. as well. Ah, my cat. Yeah. Again, yeah. a guy who they had nothing, to, no idea what to do with post Baron Corbin. Yeah. He hit the ropes like nobody else, though. Yeah. Or ran the ropes, sorry, like nobody else. We know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, speed. Yeah. L- looks great. Needed a gimmick, though, didn't he? After Corbin. Yeah, we, we wasn't telling crap jokes. <laughs> Be serious. All right, take away the jokes. Yeah, I thought I could do some of Emma, where it was just like, you should turn E, you should be King Macbeth. But it didn't, <laughs> didn't really happen, did it? So, oh, well. I guess is that the theme is it's people that they weren't doing anything with. Who Which, can now go again? Not again. Look, it can't be with the company forever. It's, it's not nice seeing lose their jobs, but now they can go. And Ali sucks, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, well, you have been handcuffed by the company for years, so yeah. everyone else did, is like, well, yeah. He did want to leave as well, as I think we forgot to mention. He put that statement out, didn't he? And then they went back on it. Was it Moss? No, uh, Ali. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Ali tried to get out of the company. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, start last year. Wasn't the it? Great Escape. <laughs> don't know because him and his motorcycle got away. <laughs> yeah, they him. wouldn't let him go. They wouldn't let him go. And he goes, okay, I'll come back and I'll start losing stuff. Right now, you're going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this uh, the, So the Phoenix thing, yeah. yeah so um, there was a, a moment when, so he hits the pile driver, and yeah. you can see Moxie go, oh, bin, bin. The ref ignores it, and you just see him go, F you to the ref. Very yeah. loud. And I get it. And another oh, God. top wow. dollar's gone. Oh. Top hit row. What are you laughing at? Taxi. Because <laughs> it used to be a taxi driver. Yeah, because Michael Cole will go, that man in the ring, can you believe it? Used to be a taxi driver, you're like, yeah. I'd assume that uh, a shanty and B fab will be soon then. 
If top dollar. Uh, we, let's, let's Damn it! No payoff between the cold top dollar feud. Ah, oh, money on the table. Top dollar was to be fair. Like with top dollar, when he joined, he was he, he really slimmed down from when he from when he started. Yeah. He really put some effort into his physical appearance. I think he's one that always, for better or for worse, always tried to make his own brand. He was still bringing out music videos and stuff like that, and telling the the story of what he was doing on his own socials when WWE weren't, and he was given a lot of freedom to do that. I genuinely think he's one of these guys that will land on his feet and do maybe not maybe not full-time wrestling stuff, but other sort of entertainment stuff on the He was doing hosting for the, what was that show, where they were finding the treasures or whatever. That was him on there. Oh, well. yeah, it was. Oh, WWE's like, complete bollocks, yes. <laughs> good, good stuff there. WWE Bargain Hunt. That was, I think it was... <laughs> yeah, they said, Kevin Ash keeps on saying that there's an episode that he did for them that they're not putting out there because he just took the piss the entire time. <laughs> what were they looking for? Well, they were like, oh, Mick Foley, you were trying to find that one sock you had at Madison Square Garden, all this other stuff. And um, some of it's a bit, yeah. So, and Ash is just, yeah, took the piss apparently and says that it's there somewhere and he's not releasing it. Go through all his title belts going, pittance, pittance. Yeah, like, pittance, whatever. Pittance. I, think I don't care about any of this stuff. I think it was the same show, but a later season where they had Cody on looking for some Dusty Rhodes gear and they went to this collector's uh, house. Yeah, yeah. And Cody's like, this is bollocks, this. you haven't got it. But then he shows him what he has. He's like, yeah, there's a couple of telltale signs that it is actually the real deal. That was a good watch. I don't know if it was the same yeah. show or not, though. It's just well, it's reality TV bollocks. But yeah. uh, he said he's going to land on his feet, top dollar. That's not true. He landed <laughs> on the ring apron. He was rubbish. Come on, man. But you're right. He's He's got a guy who's got his stuff going outside of this, so he'll be fine. Going, yeah. So I can say this and be all right and not look like a complete dick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moxie said F you, and then Ref's like, oh, sorry. Had to be Rick Knox, yeah. though, didn't it? Yeah, had so, to be Rick Knox. Yeah, and, and so it was a shame Oof. that it was a shame that to do that and then to go, okay, we've not finished the match, let's do the pile driver again. <laughs> no. But yeah, Ray's like, all right, I'll have, I'll have your head here this time, all right? So, literally any other move. Yeah. Any other move, please. Uh, so yeah, un un we don't know this time if Ray Phoenix was supposed to win the title or not. Well, or John's just like that. say that it was an altered finish. PW Insider say that it was an unplanned finish. All the yeah, but not saying what the result was going to be. Though, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Moxley also, also, also says, I think it was Fightful or PW Insider that say that mid-match Moxley was the one that called it and went, changed the plans. So it it would optics would suggest that this wasn't Phoenix's night to win the title anyway, because Moxley's yeah. clearly on a run with the title, taking it everywhere and beating everybody. Yeah. It seems random to have him lose it here. Yeah. So all the optics point to the fact that this wasn't meant to be the night that Phoenix won, won the belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So and the finish was definitely bollocked up by Rick Knox. That's another telltale sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe if he's at one, two, wait, this isn't the finish. <laughs> Moxie, <"Pray> me. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. It was interesting as well that uh, Moxie went for a couple of stomps. And he went after he went for the second stomp, the crowd started doing Rollins' theme. <laughs> Did he pick oh, up on that? Oh, that's that happened before. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's it. All right, pinners. <laughs> I, this crowd. I wasn't. I couldn't really tell like, off the first dive that Moxley was buggered, but I guess you could looking back. When you really look at him, he wasn't quite what he was, like what, yeah. what he is normally. Bless. Nice yeah, like hope him, he's all right. Yeah, so let's move on. Smojo cuts promo on MGF and says he should be prepared to hold on to his grudge a little bit longer because he's going to lose to Joe tonight. <laughs> Elsewhere, several teams announced their intention to become the number one contenders to the Ring of Honor tag titles. All the stars are here. The Hardys, the Kingdom, the best friends and the righteous. Oh, whatever. The Righteous got a win on television. Yeah. <laughs> Big week for the Righteous. Yeah. Soraya defends the AEW women's title against Tony Storm. Wonderful Tony survives. Yes. 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 So Tony survives interference from Ruby Soho and the use of the spray can, but misses a hip attack and crashes into an exposed turnbuckle. Soraya takes advantage and retains the belt, but at least there is that get out clause for the reason for her losing. So that was nice. 
this exceeded expectations for me, like because mm. I thought Soraya stuck in there with Tony, like went toe to toe all the way. They had the spots at the DDT on the stage, obviously with you know the history of the neck and whatnot. I thought it was yeah. a brave move to do. Um, then uh, I'm, I'm turning into Cornette, I think, with the final two matches on this show. Because then I'm asking, like, how did Soraya kick out from the second one straight away after inside the ring? Drinks Sprite, yeah. Cornet was falling off a cliff when he said that statement. I didn't expect to see a sunset bomb off the top rope from Sarace. A fair play for that one. I thought it was nice tactical work from her and Ruby to sort of like like properly whizzle wazzle the referee with the spray can spot. Tony necking on with Sarace was also great tactical work to allow it to hit a shoot storm zero. It felt like she was kissing her goodbye because she was going to hit this power driver onto her injured neck. So in her head, she was like. Right, bye, mate. Bang. Final it. scene mm. of the movie. Yeah. They should start, you know, the, the sort of like the, the thing you always play when a big kiss happens in a film? Play that on the speakers when it happens. It should have been, it should have been the classic sort of tilt back and kiss, <laughs> yeah. like in a film, and then stops you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite frankly, my dear, I love you. Let's remarry. <laughs> now, yeah, Jack, Jack, be the, this exact moment, Jack, in the podcast will go, Matthew, you remember. Tony Storm's at Goldberg run and then the UK indie scene is like we'd go when Storm Zero didn't get didn't get yeah <laughs> no one used to kick out with that um, I was really shocked to see Saray win like but it was and the fact it was you know even though the spray paint stuff happened sort of a few minutes earlier it was pretty clean the finish looked gnarly uh, in the corner um, but I think it's a good thing which is a weird thing to say because I think it makes Tony go even more mental and it'll be making yes. it even more pro, even more good promo. We're looking forward to her downfall mentally. Yeah. So if she, Wrestling. It, if she won the title, she just has to defend the title now, yeah. doesn't she? So I her agree. losing and going even more mental will be a good thing. Honest. Honest it will. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, yeah, Troy was protected pretty well in this match, so good for her. Good for her. <laughs> in the main event, Sojo almost chokes out MGF, but his best friend in the world, Adam Cole, runs out and encourages the champ to fight out of it. Later, the referee spills the outside, of course he does, allowing MGF to use a piece of tape, or the tag rope maybe, to choke out Samoa Joe. The referee doesn't see it and awards MGF the win, which means that MGF was a man of his word. He says, we're going to choke out Samoa Joe. Joe goes to attack Cole afterwards, but MGF stops him. Joe offers MGF a handshake, which the champion accepts. Huh. Christ, there was a lot of taking in this match. God, there was, yeah. Fantastic. First of all, MGF doing the Bret Hart. Yes. Am I adopted? Said Jim Cornette, apparently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I like the fact the neck was made a thing straight away in the match, which and the threat of the muscle buster and memories of Tyson Kidd and stuff like that made you think, you know, stuff is going to happen. Uh, Straight away, the throw to the barricade in front of the announcers, the, the timekeeper's area was gnarly. because It was a simple story of like Joe beating down MGF and then Mm -hmm. MGF having to fight back. The DVD on the apron, Joel Holland, as I live and breathe, is my move of the week. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh baby. The way that MGF landed on the apron. Oh. Do you think, like, I was, I'm amazed we actually got the move of the week before another announcement was made. So I know. Well done, yeah. We've got that in there. Move of the... Breaking news. And I'm going to turn it to Jim Cornette once again. Because oh, hello, Jim Cornette. Huh? The pile driver on the floor <laughs> was really good. Maybe should have been the final spot. Um, but then MGF was able to get back in the ring and hit a, a goddamn Lager bomb. Drink your Sprite. I'll have some Sprite. <laughs> oh, my God, it's 7-Up. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that MGF was able to hit the Lager, Lager bomb so yeah. quickly sort of just buried the fact... We've been telling yeah. the story for weeks about the neck. He gets pile-driven on the floor. But that's just me being Jim Cornette back out. Give me a cheeseburger. 
you are right. We can't put the tube back in the toothpaste. <laughs> Hang on. Bit of noise there. Fresh paint of coat. There you go. The there you go. Yes, I'm face. doing a Bruce Pritchard-ism <laughs> deliberately. Thanks, Tom. Your collision. You are deliberately making mistakes. <laughs> oh, no. Take 22. Stupid podcast. Give me up the stairs and pairs. Lee and parents. Green giant. Linford Christie. No. Linford Christie. I don't know. We'll move on. That famous jingle. Linford Christie. Linford Christie. What a great man. Anyway, the spot with the referee being sort of caught sixes and sevens with the diamond ring. The low blow, then the muscle burst. I was like, my God, it's over. But then it wasn't. My God, it wasn't over. It looked like Adam Cole then hurt himself jumping off the ramp to the floor. Yeah, I saw some people go, oh no, don't tell me himself doing that. Yeah, but then he, I think he wrestled on the rampage taping. Oh no. So I guess he was fine. That poor guy. Well, I heard he went to the hospital. Oh. Well, the reports. Well, yeah, I, he did to check on Roddy Strong. Yeah, I read that afterwards he came backstage. He um, was in pain when he got backstage. He went to hospital, then came back on crutches. Oh, now that doesn't now that not to panic anybody because by now, by the time this goes out, you we might know the score. With it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the case of if he, in the in the event that he's done something, the rehab begins immediately. Like just get him off that yeah. rolled ankle immediately. If, I think it's probably a rolled ankle. It yeah. might. Not. Hopefully that's all it is, and we can you know. Rock on. So immediately get him off the ankle and let him rest up. Very much like with Vikingo at the ROH tapings this week, where he when he dived to the ring and hurt his hip, and then he was later seen backstage in a wheelchair. It was more just a case of right, I just need to rehab this because I've got a match on Saturday. Viking, stop. Viking, <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> Matthew's Viking. giving up. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Vikingo. Oh, Viking, stop. Liam Perrins. <laughs> Great, great, great content. But yeah, Aiden was saying upstairs, our, our, our fantastic news ape upstairs was saying that uh, Cole wrestled the match uh, on the Grand Slam rampage. So Good for him. Yeah. Actually, no, it was bad for him. But yeah, if, 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 uh, yeah. A really good, lost in the sea of confusion that we are in this right now. This was a very, very good episode of Dynamite. Oh, Grand yeah. Slam definitely delivered. It did. Really did. It won the major. Another tennis reference. Well done. Clay courts, grass courts. Yes, and nothing but Yvonne love. Yvonne Gouligon. Da, 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 da. What a lovely name. Uh, uh, nothing but love on this court for you for enduring the week of wrestling. Are you okay? Yeah, I just it was just uh, it's a lot to take in, isn't there's it? A lot, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. We're doing Cheers. all right, guys. Well done, everybody. <laughs> We're all heroes. I think I've aged 10 years in one segment. <laughs> Let's have a run in in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little look in the mail bag. Lads, as Joel was missed off from last week's tremendous poem, oh yeah, I composed a heartfelt haiku just for him. Oh. <laughs> Joel, the editor, thanks for filling in for Jack. Heroes don't need capes. Thanks, ex-Liverpool <laughs> midfielder, Alberto <laughs> Equilani, it's a.k.a. AKA Crapoleon. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Well, that's Thank a haiku. You. What do you say to that, Joel? Thanks, Crapoleon. That means a lot. <laughs> he says... <laughs> Hello, lads. There was a poet lariat last week that listed all colleague staff but forgot Joel. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought I couldn't have that. To the tune of gold. We can all sing along with this one. Are we ready? You are Joel. Joel. Always <laughs> believe in your Joel. You've got the power to Joel. You're indestructible. Always believe in 
Ryan, you are Joel. Joel. Now that Tubman has returned, there's something we could have learned. He's indestructible. Always believe in Carlton Cole. Oh. Wow. Thanks from Jack Coyle. That was fun. Well done, mate. Two in one week. What a boy. What a boy. Good afternoon, lads. I have recently experienced the sudden and unexpected loss of my mother. I have been a wrestling fan for many years. My mom is the one who got me into wrestling, has always kept a bit of an eye on it, even after she watched what she yeah, I think she stopped watching weekly. While I have my own personal favorite moments, I was wondering what matches show spots that you guys watch as a comfort watch. I have watched you guys since the name redacted days, and I love your content. Have a great weekend. Amanda from Missouri. Amanda, thank you very much for your lovely letter. I'm very sorry. Uh, about your loss, as we all yeah. are a cultaholic. Um, it's nice that you can watch back at these things, though. Mm. Things you associate with people and memories and things like that. I think it's a nice way of re-enjoying the moments that you had. That's really nice. I didn't watch it with... I think if I was to do this with my dad, uh, it, it would be something like a Trish Stratus swimsuit match on Raw because mm. that's my dad's lasting impression of that and I, <laughs> I know how it's going to sound when I see one of those matches with, on Raw with Trish I go my dad will love this for <laughs> <laughs> know what I was thinking of but uh, for friends I remember like just different friends I watch back Wrestlemania's with and the Rumble there's many of them I like to watch but I think oh that was a nice time watched Rumble 2020 no that's not right that was one with Brock Stein 2019, right? Mm. Yeah, that's right. One of those two. The one pre-COVID. Yeah. Watching that and just I watched that during COVID going, oh, it was a nice one. We could do this with mates. Mm. Yeah. Plus, it's a really good rumble match. So, what about yourself, Ross? In terms of comfort moments in, in wrestling, there's only one that I re- watch on repeat. And it's one that sounds like this. <laughs> it's Shame at Man getting powerbombed. Shame at Man hobbing a wonk. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. The camera's on. The camera's been on the whole time, huh? Hello. Does sound a bit. Uh, so, yeah. This beetroot head, fantastic scenes. Giant red head. <laughs> That and also Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania X. Oh, always, yeah, yeah, always yeah. puts a smile on the face. Whatever. <laughs> what about you, Tom? Um, it's, my comfort watch is one of my favourite matches ever, which is Tyler Bate versus Walter from NXT UK oh. Takeover Cardiff. Gorgeous match to watch. Like it just tells a lovely story. Really engaged crowd. Like I also happily stick that match on and just watch it and have a lovely time with it. Another one I watched quite, a, you know, as a comfort viewing is. Uh, WrestleMania 15 randomly Ooh. because it was the year I got like I had a little spell where I wasn't watching wrestling so I missed sort of the, the new generation era and the beginning of the attitude era but I got back into it in January 1999 and uh, that was the first mania I remember staying up late to watch so I was like captivated by like how cool WrestleMania was and of course you know and, and historically Mania 15 is not massively well remembered in comparison to what it would become but I always felt quite special so it's one of those shows that always sort of takes me back to a younger more simpler time and that turn by Triple H on you know, turning his back on DX during the corporation yeah, yeah. Oh. the same night yeah yeah I was no. yeah I was oh well thank he you just made a mess in his trousers oh. 
Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Hi, lads. You asked on the last podcast about the reactions of Dominic Mysterio on Raw and if they were real or not. Ooh, okay. And while I can't confirm if there was an actual lessening of his mic's volume, they weren't plugging in fake noise. It was one of the loudest reactions of the night in Norfolk. I mean, just to interrupt, maybe they're going to say something different here, but like, I don't think anyone was saying that the the noise of the crowd was being altered with, maybe. But they definitely lowered his mic. Yeah. They definitely, there's, there's, I don't care what they stopped that one the employee last week was complaining on Twitter about. Nah, you did. Also, like every time they come here, they play that old clip of DX outside of Nitro. Oh, it's in Norfolk, VA. Mm. And the tank looks a little smaller every year because it's a Jeep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> My favorite part of the podcast is the NXT review. Yes. That being my favorite brand, I was the one who made the multiple maps of NXT land. Lol. Like Murray, I worry most of the time that Ross is the only one who likes it. That's not true. I worry about this more and more each week, especially this week with you, Matthew. I like talking about it with you sometimes more than I enjoy watching NXT. You by were myself. a proper cum dragon this week while speaking about NXT. The good you know, bits you know, were good. You know, you know. The good bits were good. <laughs> Never get a cum dragon and a soup dragon mixed up. Exactly. It will spoil your dinner. Spoil the broth. <laughs> <laughs> but I worry most of the time that Ross didn't want to look at it. it. isn't perfect, but ever since the start of 2022, the week-to-week -week of it has been better than most of a majority will give it credit for. Well, I agree with that. At least until the last few months or so of actual recognition for it. All in all, do you actually enjoy NXT? Like, actually... <laughs> P.S. I've also been sending in the rankings of the Hall of Fame at the end of the year. Oh, thank you. And since he's avoiding the Italian restaurant, <laughs> Jack hasn't won an actual nomination since the end of March. <laughs> One of the longest, if not the longest, losing streaks. Love, Chop. Wow. Thank you, Chop. So it's a dirty protest against Jack not going to the Italian restaurant. I haven't thought about people not voting him because he's a coward. <laughs> He just oh. needs to do it, doesn't he? He just needs to get out the way and get it done. Well, the thing is, now that this has been brought to the fore, it, that, that is now a fade to company. Whatever Jack says now won't win. We need to like pay attention and go, all right, so, yeah, Jack? Well, oh, oh. Well, Jack, Jack's going like, to nominate everything. I'll nominate Gandhi for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I tried that trick once, remember? You have not, oh, yeah. World right. remember what, can you remember right. some of the things that you nominated? Princess Diana. Yeah. That's as far as we'll go with that one. Yeah. Well, the, joke, the, the gag was I'd nominate more and more, you know, yeah. as, as the weeks went on, and it backfired. I had to apologize. Look, you, you meant well. I did mean well. I didn't mean offense, but people took offense. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not I, here, I can certainly not see here, why they would. Not right? here to upset people, so I apologized and stopped it. Yeah, if you meant to annoy people, I can see why. But, like, like you know, you actually had good intentions. And yeah. Good for you Just for going. Just the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Good for you for going. All right, this hasn't worked. Uh, like NXT, which has changed from doing a lot of stuff that was crap. And there are a bunch of stuff on the show that is silly, but I do enjoy watching uh, Delightful Hudson, for example, Ilya Dragunov, mm. that wee lad with the big vein. Ooh. You know, <laughs> Trick Willie, Kamala Hayes. They're just two, uh, three or four, five. Dallas? Reason. Tefty Strats, shut up, no. DJ Yiff? Okay, yeah, DJ Yiff makes me laugh. Dijak? <laughs> uh, this week, yeah. I'll be honest, like right at the start of our. Rainbow NXT 2.0. My opinions and thoughts on it were a little bit satirical, like because me and Tom always say wrestling's at its best when it's proper silly bollocks. Yeah, and that's what it was, and that was bringing it all back for the first time in many years. Because wrestling, by and large, takes itself 
so seriously now. It's all about the matches. It's not about the characters, so to speak, mm. at the very top level. So to see NXT just go balls to the wall with these wacky characters that were straight out of the 90s, I was like, yes, lap it all up. Mm. And I know that lots of people at home hated the NXT review when it first started on here on the mm. podcast, but I was like, yes, we're getting gimmicks back, stupid stuff in wrestling. I'm here to eat it all up. Can but, you say? Could you say that the success of NXT... Like would inspire guys like MJF, Adam Cole, have just been doing silly bollocks character stuff. That's a prime and main event at Wembley with it. Exactly the kangaroo kick. Yep. The little promo segments double that were doing line. the build up to it. Yeah, the, the double clothesline as well. Yeah. It's an example of how characters and promos and stuff like always will supersede five star matches. Yeah. And it's NXT. It's become a bit more balanced. Like the, the matches have come and crept up and are level with the silly gimmicks now. So there is a nice balance of the both of the two of them, I should say. Um, but I love NXT. It's mm. it's the most inter- the most consistently interesting. If if you're watching every segment with a fine tooth comb like we do every week, it's the most consistently interesting show. There's never a sleeper mm. segment. There's always something stupid or something that progresses a storyline or a banger match. It's got it's yeah. Mm. It's the best. Yeah, and the Creed Brothers and things like that. It's not so, the best. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> the big thing is it's unapologetic. Mm. It is what mm. it is. It does what it does. It doesn't try and be everything for everyone. It just knows its lane. And you either love it or you hate it. And if you don't like it, then you don't watch it. And it's not your thing. You get angry about it. But if you love it, then you are in a universe that is treating you on every 15 minutes with something. So, And, and I think that's, that's a, for me, that's a massive part of its appeal. Like Whether you love it or whether you hate it, it's unapologetically what it is. Yeah, And, and, uh, and we all need to be a bit like that, really. Yeah, I, I will enjoy it when it's good and I'll laugh at it when it's bad. So I get full when I watch NXT. <laughs> yeah. Ahoy, ahoy, diddlers and Joel. Oh, so you're an honorary diddler. I will keep this short. So I can imagine this podcast is going long. You said it. I've written multiple times and most times you ignore me. But you have answered at least one question. It was around the time my grandmother passed away early in the summer. Quick update. She is still not alive. <laughs> That's what it says, by the way. If you want a uh, death-related news... How, oh how's, God! What? How's, no, we don't. How's my look, right? You know the song. Do you remember? It's that day today, the twenty first of September. Twenty first night of September. Yeah, my dad died on the twenty first of September. How's my look? Did he really? Yeah. Oh, mate. Imagine me growing up and going, "Hey, do you remember?" <laughs> oh, and as a matter of fact, yes, I'll never forget that date. <laughs> and I love dropping that fact on people. I only say this because on the on the football podcast this week, subscribe to Hold and Give. We're speaking about uh, you know Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. And I like to make people feel awkward. Oh, no, go I on. like making people feel awkward in sort of these situations. I dropped it on Jackins for the first time. Yeah. I used to watch that when I was a kid when it was snowing and think, Dad, are you there? And the way Jackins oh, would, would react, it was fantastic. Oh, God. Oh. If you're not going to laugh, you're going to cry. I might cry. <laughs> oh, like, mate, song, bless you. I'm the only guy in the world who can't listen to that song, I bet. <laughs> bless you, mate. Don't Jesus. tell Christian Cage that. For goodness <laughs> no, sake. no. Imagine Chris. Is Christian on cameo? <laughs> what a way to make a living that I, I will call hey, you or whatever. Well, like, I hear you have a father. <laughs> anyway, and your father is dead. Anyway, please. please. <laughs> Stop playing it on Spotify now, Jeez. Can we just go back to this? <laughs> it really brightened my day. I want to say thank you. As you can imagine, a couple of secrets were exposed during the ceremony, and I was wondering if you have some. Question. Are there any wrestlers that you have legit hit? What? <laughs> yeah, I'll move on from that. If you can't say them, explain why there is heat there. I want to thank you all for making content that really does entertain us. Fingers crossed, no big news. 
Come out minutes after you post this, like CM Punk winning a women's championship or something even more absurd. <laughs> like, I don't know, Ryback being employed. Much love from Sunderland. That says a lot. <laughs> FC Hall of Famer Adam John. Oh, you bag of <laughs> bastards. Oh, okay, Stuart from Bristol. You ignore my questions, love. And you uh, sign off with that. Come on now, Stuart. Come on now, Stuart. <laughs> Thank you, Stu. <laughs> what a roller coaster that was. <laughs> Up and down like a horse draws. But the Damn. question was, in case you missed it, do we have any legitimate heat with any wrestlers yeah. around the world? Matthew? <laughs> oh, I wonder, whether, <laughs> I wonder whether the this, man who hosts the uh, wrestling version uh, of You've Been Framed has any heat with wrestlers. Yes, as soon as you said it like that, yeah, me and Mandy Dingle are here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've said all the, the important ones, really. I've done the years. Joe Gacy, I think we're all cool with it now, but that's all right. Um, did he hit he, now? I think it was just moved on. Who were they just for people who might have missed that back in the day? Oh, Joe Gacy didn't like me because uh, he just decided to go on Twitter one day and was just like, how do people know? How does Matthew decide what's a botch and what isn't? And I replied, by watching your matches. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He was the ultimate setup line, that guy. And I was just like, Joe Gacy's on the lips, a lot, a lot of people's lips today. Lots of people are saying, who's Joe Gacy? My stone Mafu. Which is hard. Look, look, look. This was like 10 years ago when he was rough. It's not the Joe Gacy of today. He's way, very much improved. Much more, better body, better, better talker. I know I say that's sarcastic because of NXT, but no, he is. Um, so yeah, no, he's, he's all good. He follows me on Twitter now. I think it's, hey, whatever. Not holding a grudge for that long. Jesus. No, he's he's um, got a lot going on what, with the schism tree. Yeah. Withering away. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I haven't, I haven't got been asked I don't know if anybody else has ever asked him and it'd be funny if they did I'm not encouraging you to do so because I respect the hell of his ability and I think he's a great amazing wrestler I don't think Speedball Mike Bailey likes me oh. which is fine yeah, again wrestlers are completely vindicated by not liking me it's fine I'm not going to go I can't believe they don't like me it's, it's actually understandable I'm a get they're completely vindicating hurting all of us who are we to comment on wrestling exactly <laughs> Mustafa Ali has heat with Jack <laughs> I was on Jack's side on that one though Jack got him. Yeah, but now we can maybe get him from interview. We'll be like, oh, well, you know, hey, hey. Exactly. What about uh, you, Ross? Uh, yeah, back in the day, um, I don't know who, but there was a certain American import for WCPW who <laughs> let me know that my videos used to get passed around the locker room and certain three or four individuals who were named, who I don't want to name because still some of them are still there, mm -hmm. um, they didn't like me taking the piss. So that's fair enough. Uh, JBL blocked, obviously, as a big one from back in the day that yep. I think is unequivocally there. Um, I got called an arsehole by, oh my God, who the hell was it? I've forgotten. That, during lockdown, uh, for saying, good news, everybody, there's no 2K, the game after the one that everyone hated. Oh. Uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. That was called, it. Jeff Cobb Jeff, an arsehole. Yeah, I think they had the weird mindset of like, yeah, people aren't going to get money for that. And I was like, you know, it was like, one of the worst games of all time, right? Yeah, that viewed as like as a fan would. No, no, no. Fans, fans should just buy them. Like, yeah, worst game of all time. Whatever. You're not a real fan. Yeah, it was like, so it was a weird, weird hill to like look at. That's the last like public one I can remember of. Some I think Jeff Cobb even remembers. So don't worry about it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just assume wrestlers don't watch our content. <laughs> Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, Tom's mom. <laughs> Tom, what about maybe, yourself? Maybe, please, not my mom. But, uh, Apart from all the indie people who are, you're ignoring now. <laughs> uh, you? Do you have heat with anybody? Because uh, you can crush them I like a grape now. I fell out with Zion Quinn last year. Oh. I did a list. Maybe a year before. I did a list. I did like I do I do a sort of sporadic list video on, on the channel. 
uh, which takes the temperature of wrestlers and sort of. So it was like, who will be the breakout stars of NXT oh, right. forward? Yeah, yeah. So I went through the roster and sort of went, who's hot, who's lukewarm, who's cold? And I said Zion Quinn was cold. And I didn't think you any more right. of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my place to say, but I didn't think any more of it until maybe two days later, I woke up in the morning and I had just a tweet that was from Zion Quinn, it's at Tom Campbell, and it was that Jack Nicholson freezing outside gif from The Shining. <laughs> and I was like, and then I just sent like a Jack Nicholson one back with sunglasses doing themselves. And then I think he sent me another one back of Jack Nicholson, of like something cold. And I was just like, that's the only interaction we've had. Every so often, if he does something, it was a period where if he did something really hot on TV, then he'd reply underneath it with a tweet from me with another the Jack oh, Nicholson thing. Oh. So I think he took it bad, and I get it. I'm nobody. I'm I'm a mouth who likes wrestling and talks about wrestling. And I, you know what? Maybe there's a greater argument of being more respectful of people who do it day to day. It certainly wasn't meant as an attack on Zion Quinn, the person. It was just me viewing a TV product. Yeah. It's the same as me going, who's hot or cold in EastEnders? I don't think Phil Mitchell's running the Queen Vic anytime soon. That's how it is. It's not an attack on on you know on Steve McFadden, the yeah, actor. Yeah. It's more like the character stuff. So that's what it was. But as we said before, Valley think the only people who take offense that stuff are people who know that they're not hot. Yeah. Like Ali again was like, How dare you, Jack? And Jack was like, No, it's this, it's this. Other people who said that stuff or said things too, they don't care. But Ali knew, like, okay. Well, that's because Ali said it as a direct quote and then claimed he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then again, why would he get worried about that? Oh, because he's worried that he's in the position that he's in. Mm. I wasn't very well worded, but I knew what I meant. And I yeah. meant what I said. Yeah, this was months ago, though, we should say as well. It's not a recent thing, him and Jack. Was it months ago or years ago? It was like weeks ago. Was it weeks ago? Years ago. Was it yesterday? No. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the last time I was on the podcast was around the time. It was the time before yeah. the last time. Like maybe was, a month, maybe like three, four weeks. Maybe about a month and a yeah. half ago. Really? Years ago? <laughs> it was, it was. Oh. How many years has it been? It was, over, weeks. The, it was over the summer. Oh, Joel. Shelton Benjamin <clears throat> has been released. Oh, Again. Man. I've. Oh yeah, right. They him and Cedric were flirting. They had with that the one tag match, maybe two tag matches. Because yeah, Cedric got to go. Hi, mommy. Hi, dickhead. <laughs> Shelton, man. So with uh, the company for, like, you know, part of the Minnesota Stretching Crew, two thousand, two thousand and one in OVW, yeah. and then like obviously Brock Lesnar went and did Brock Lesnar things. He came yeah, up as yeah. part of Team Angle in two thousand and three. Uh, him and Charlie Haas, they became a phenomenal team and they split them up because Benjamin was being pushed as a solo guy. He got a, a great run on Raw, pinned Triple H in 2004. Yep. The super the, kick with Sean. That super kick yeah. spot with Sean. Won the bank appearances. Won the IC title on uh, Taboo Tuesday when he wasn't meant to be in the match and won the belt That's anyway. Right. Yes. Get in, lad. His mom turned up. Yeah, yeah. cheers. <laughs> Mama Benjamin and, and Viscera. As a, did a weird skit, <laughs> I seem to remember. That was a thing. The gold standard gold was good standard here. standard in ECW, in WWE ECW, I should say. And then just sort of just floated around. Japan, he went for a bit, didn't he? And yeah. Came uh, back. Shelton X Benjamin, which to shippers means he's in love with himself. <laughs> um, his last match on Raw was July. Losing the Indus shirt. That's right. He's in, been in doing stuff minutes. on main event with Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he's been on main event yeah. and losing and uh, okay. And not getting along with me him on Twitter. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. thing of course. They're great chemistry. Yeah. And then just kind oh, of the being hurt around. Business? The first in the oh. first incarnation of the hurt business. He replaced yes. Jason Jordan in a tag team. Do you remember those days? 
American Alpha. Yeah. On yeah. SmackDown with Chad. Oh, yeah, they didn't get that together. That's been, right. That yeah. should have been gold, really. Yeah. With Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. It was like American Alpha and the world's greatest tag team amalgamated. How like how long just does this come back? When did he come back? I'm sure he's was a twenty six. Yeah. Did he do Did he do stuff behind the scenes as well, or was he still front of house? Was still like a, a performer as yeah, well. He must have done. I imagine he must have dabbled with it. Yeah. Yeah. Chad and Shelton. Jeez. Yeah. I forgot about that few with the Uso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. Well, it's only twice in one podcast. I know. That's all right. <laughs> I don't know. I said that. Okay. Yeah. Shame. Uh, shame. Forty eight years old. Is he? Wow. Christ. It was amazing. Don't we all? And you can look amazing as Shelton Benjamin by sending a question or thought to mailbag.callholic.com. <laughs> we have to do some of them in this podcast, all right? <laughs> Wrist piss. Let's go. Bonjour. Bonjour, lads, as they say in the States. Bonjour. Recently, a lot of these Reese's Pieces have been focused on your main sports or the classic combination of this person and that person in a fight, but no more. Today, chaps, we'll be giving recognition to much maligned sports on this podcast by having our very own Riss Olympus. That's good. That's good. In this wild world, all the wrestlers ever have accidentally turned up to the Paris 2024 Olympics instead of the Olympians, who now have ended up in that cesspool, Philadelphia, for an AW collision booking. Oh, no. The travel company says they'll have it all sorted out for the next day. So naturally, Tony Khan cancels collision because CM Punk isn't there. Ooh, ooh. Anywho, that's what it says here. Anywho, you know that old saying in the Olympics, the show must go on, brother. So which of these wrestlers will be picking up the opening points or medals aren't known for their countries? Did you get all that? Yeah. The Olympics Liars. is happening with wrestlers with hilarious results. Representing the country of America, the Dudleys versus the Canadians, Edge and Christian, the table tennis match. Nice. Edge and Christian always won. Got to give it to them. That is true. Yeah. I'll say Dudleys. Okay. Well, I say Edge and Christian because they did always win those. <laughs> uh, diving. Uh, the Great Carly versus Omos. Well, whoever what? dives ain't coming back up. <laughs> Diving? Sorry. The Great Carly's leg strength is not there, so I reckon he'll be better at falling from a great height. I'm going to go with Omos as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's got Lesnar to push him off. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair versus Jeff Jarrett in the figure for skating. <laughs> Ric Flair, I think. No, double J. Double J is... He can strut, can't he, with more he, yeah. time in these days. Is He's, this taking place this, like, oh, 2024? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett's the greatest player in the history of wrestling. So, uh, yes, of course he's winning. He'll partake his way into winning the Olympics. Shooting. Oh, God. Cash Wheeler versus Arn Anderson. <laughs> Cash really has a gun, so Cash. How great was it? Like, two or three weeks ago, that was all everyone was talking about. So much stuff's happened. It's like, oh, who cares, Cash? Oh, Jerry all the guns. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's gone. Whoa! No! I thought he was going to be there forever. I saw his brother wow. tweet out a picture where I thought he was just taking the piss of like the AEW tag titles and one of them had the uh, TNT. Maybe they knew wow. a couple of days ago. I think, the, I think people in the locker room have all gone. Yeah. Come on. So Dolph's been there since what, 2005? Earlier? Yeah, earlier than that. But on, so on was... TV, uh, sorry, on TV as the um, Kerwin White yeah, uh, caddy. Gosh, yeah. Then the Spirit Squad. Then the rejigging of, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler, stupid name. Then the amazing run. That God-tier run he had. Don't let like, the last 10 years or whatever get in the way of things of how good this guy was yeah. when he was at his best. Entering himself in the Rumble at number one and going, 
yeah, I'm doing that willingly because I'm the best. I'm going to win. And people going, yeah, you might. God, he was good. There's no way it can convey how, like, they never seized the opportunity with him, especially. They came like, series 2014. so many times. Yeah, when he, he was the sole survivor, and then he went on and did what? No. Nothing. I think he made Tyler Breeze look good. That was the thing he, like, <laughs> lost to him. It was a follow-up or something that was like the that. Thing, when, I remember when we oh, started doing cre- content for the YouTubes, it was always someone goes from NXT and their first feud is Dolph Ziggler, and that went that out for weeks. That's, yeah. what, that's the role he had. For much of the last eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Monday Val Venus, who was that gatekeeper you had to beat to you know, just establish yourself. His last match, uh, May 29th, uh, going to double count out with JD McDonald. Google me. Yeah, I remember that. Vaguely remember that. Then it was a. JD got the steps involved, didn't he? Yeah, there was a Battle Royal, and then there's just like nothing. And then he's just in Battle Royals. Oh, and then he lost to Gunther in March. The best thing he's done in recent in years, five which minutes. is a sad thing to say, is that match against Goldberg. Oh, oh so is good. that all you've got? Oh. <laughs> I remember. Yes. I remember we we were doing uh, we were watching that live, yeah. and I picked Dolph to win. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a moment at the start of that match yeah. where even you did a little, little number two in your number twos <laughs> because because it was a bit where Dolph got him, and we're like, oh my god, yeah. they're gonna do it, and then Goldberg just. Cut him in half yeah. with a goddamn spear. Yeah. And that was it. I remember watching that, and as this spear just cut Ziggler in half, you roar like a lion. <laughs> it's great. It's on the channel still. Yeah. Find it. I think Dolph's biggest curse, and it sounds like a weird thing to say, a big curse of Dolph Ziggler. He's so bloody good and so bloody adaptable that they never wanted to commit to him doing anything in particular because you could slot him in at any point in the card on any sort of faction, heel, face, whatever, tag team, singles wrestler. He was so good at everything that you wouldn't want to lose such an amazing all-rounder from just the general pool in case. And that was weirdly his biggest curse. Yeah, there's a clip of Scott Hall one time that saw Terry Funk at a thing and said, hey, Terry, it's one to thank you for the advice you gave me. Uh, a while ago, I had a match to make the other guy look good, and Terry said, don't get used to making others look that good, otherwise that's all you'll do. Mm-hmm. Dolph seemed to love how well he could bump and look, yeah. make people look good. Um, he was in the, with the Dirty Dogs of Bobby Roode. Who, oh, the Dirty they Dogs? Would, they would wear their merch to the ring, which you could not buy on WWE.com. It was just shirts they made for themselves, and it was like, okay, we're on borrowed time here, lads. Unexpectedly, beat Bron Breaker for the NXT title, just, I guess, so they could get the rub by then Bron beating him on Raw. Yeah. Looked better on paper than in, uh, mm. in execution because the NXT crowd went, what? And the Raw crowd went, who are you? It's just but a, still. Because there were so many times when he, he sort of got there and then they did something to knock him right back yeah. down again. It's happened so many times. I personally, I remember just losing like the investment because you knew it right. was it was never going anywhere with yeah. it. Yeah, which is a massive shame to to say, but it was yeah. that's the way it was. But very very consistent. Yeah, I think again, I think we all a lot of people, including myself, took him for granted because it's like he's always going to be here, right? Mm. And yeah, just in that position of going, well, why would I want to go elsewhere? There's nowhere else to go. Maybe he will appear elsewhere, but hey, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can go see hello to his old friend. Was it Amy Schumer? <laughs> saying that uh. Seems like the best sex she'd ever had and all this stuff. Be like, oh, sunny shut up, as Dolph. Well, it was Sunny shagged it for nine hours or something, didn't he? <laughs> I saw a video clip of Sunny. Sunny? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there, was sunny, a, there was a story sunny did, Like, she was hosting an event or something when a pay-per-view was on. And she was like, watch, if Dolph Ziggler does a wink and a nudge or something when he's walking down the ramp, that means what I've said, been like, what I've been saying is true. And he did it. 
I've seen that clip somewhere. Oh. It's a shame to drag it up now, but there you go. Oh, well, anyway. Dolph, thank you very much for the memories. Way I. Yeah, all the best going forward. I think this is I, I, I think this is the beginning of more. I could see him having a Matt Cardona-esque yeah. run on the indies. Like reinventing, redesigning, rebuilding. If he even wants to. If he wants to. I bet to. he's made a fair few million. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, right? Eh? 20 odd years. Uh, Ziggler talked about being done by Amy Schumer because the sex was, quote, too athletic. <laughs> he was taking, he was doing bumps. <laughs> Making Amy look good. Tsunami! Uh, speaking of bumps, <laughs> speaking of bumps in one of the weirdest podcasts we've ever done. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Alpine skiing, <laughs> Ludwig Borger versus Vladimir Kozlov. Um, I'm gonna say Vladimir. Vladimir is more playful. Alpine ski? What? Down the hill? Yeah, but like, like Finland versus Ukraine? What? Or whatever. Please, Borger, please. whatever. I'm saying Borger because I'm hungry. <laughs> Bob Slee, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoni, and their little boy, Wheeler Uta, versus Evil Uno, John Silver, their little boy, Brody Lee Jr. And because Alex Reynolds is missing through a pre-tournament injury, Kofi Kingston of the Jamaican Dark Room Order. <laughs> well, because you're throwing Kofi in there, there's only one winner. Even though I think he's Ghana officially. But he was a Jamaican for a he period. He was, yes. <laughs> and he did have yeah. the bobsled as one of his moves. Dark, the names of his moves. I think in Dark Run Order, as long as John Candy can be their manager. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, futsal. No Americans, because have you seen American kick a ball? <laughs> Seamus Pack Drew, Mason Ryan, Myla Grace versus Rene Dupree, Kane, what? Giovanni Vinci. What's happening with this? Look, well, Rene Dupree is French, Spanish, uh, Italian, German, and Austrian. So the, the Kane's from Estonia? Oh, okay. No, no, Spain. No, Spain. Born in Madrid, wasn't he? He's just ES, he, was born on, he was born on a, uh, a Spanish base. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. Spanish wrestling audiences consider Kane one of their own. So when a WWE do shows in Kane, he's like a superhero returning home. When they, do, when they do shows in Kane. <laughs> Look, it's been a the really Kane long week, podcast. Kane in Spain falls mainly on the Kane. Tonight in Kane. It's Kane. Carlos Romo told me on a very Whatever. many Desert Island graphs that Kane was a superhero in Kane. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, I'm picking... Seamus because his workouts. I'm picking the, the European nations there because they always beat the English. I'm picking the English. And the Scottish Ryan. in terms of Drew. Ryan. And the Irish in terms of Seamus. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know it's summer and winter combined. It's the Olympics. Who cares that much? All the best lads. Former Tottenham, Sunderland and Finland. Left back, Timu Tano. Tainio. Yeah. Tainio, beg your pardon. Bloody hell. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> Timu. I'm sure you weren't expecting it to be that dramatic at Reese's Pieces, but wow. if you have any others... There's just as nuts as that. Well, they all are, let's face it. Uh, mailbagalcoholic.com. Can we get through the next segment before Joel interrupts? Three, two, one. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler even made Reese's Pieces look good. Yay! <laughs> nice, Tom. Nice. It's Cultaholics. The ah, well, before we get to the big question, uh, thank you to the producers, Reno2200. Those double dirty digits. <laughs> no, Anderson. Anderson. Anderson, back out. I was, I was bright. Thank you, Sean, producers. <laughs> well, it's been a crazy podcast this week, even more so than usual. Um, so the big question this week is going to be, who of the... Ooh, how can you word this? Of the... Released. Of the released W stars is going to be the most successful... So we, uh, these are the people we currently know. The yeah. podcast is recorded on a Thursday. It's, currently, it's almost a live edition this week. It's currently quarter past five BST Good God, in the afternoon. 
or early evening. Um, that's the tweet I was referencing a couple of days ago that Owens just shared in our work chat. It's got Dolph Ziggler with the AEW World Title and Tag Team Title. That is one of the most rubbishly edited things I've ever seen a wrestler put out. Did it's they put them so- that? Nemeth put it out. Right. Nemeth put that out. Do you want to send that to Joel so we can whack it on the screen? It's on the in the morning news chat there, Joel. <laughs> Um, Emmeth put that why so that's that, oh there's the dog again <laughs> um, don't put it on put the bears on again <laughs> I think the fat bears will do the best from the WWE releases <laughs> all of them 747 there you go good on the OC there we go look at that that's what the graphics look like in like 2002 it was just the thing off champion there. Chris Jericho you know what? the floating so what belt what dates on that Joel on that um, the 18th so they've known about this for a couple of days now surely what a good brother Ryan Nemeth is to go, hey, uh, Dolph, you'll be the world champ. I'll How small the, are they? I'll be the TNT champ. They're not to scale. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop John Eiley looking at that and fuming. <laughs> but I think... Don't tease the... me with greatness, Mr. Hunk, says Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question, I think Matt Jackson has responded to it. Oh, has he? The Nemeth yes, please. The young bucks. Here, take my money, says Matt Jackson, That's out of context. That's not the real one. <laughs> oh. Right. So there have been numerous people, numerous, Jesus, I can't speak, sorry, it's been a very long podcast. Uh, so numerous the, the, people the, so released. Quest, yeah, so the question that we've come up with was one that we decided on as the podcast was in progress because this was a story that was breaking. And by the time that you see this, I mean, you hate to say it, but there is a strong possibility that there might have been more names that have been released since yeah. the time this podcast finished. So if there are some glaring omissions from people who we think will do well, bear in mind it's because we didn't know they'd been released at the time of recording. But why didn't you say X and X, Tom? Because I'm not a time traveller, <laughs> you weirdo. Calm I down. I see you coming. I can see you. <laughs> um, I think there's two clear answers. I think Ziggler's one of them, mm. based off what Tom was saying earlier about a Matt Cardona-esque run, reinvention sort of thing. And Ali's the other one. I think that's the, the two mm. that stick out to me. Two, two good picks. I'm going to pick Shelton Benjamin just because, God, he's good. Yeah, he is. Look good. at him. 48. Mm. Near way. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous. Near way. Cardona's just look- tweeted himself. To those who were just released, this can be the end of your career or it can just be the beginning. Look at yourself I mean, in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating. But also. There's another thing coming, I guess, but it's not. On I that think tweet. you have to click it now because when you go over 200 characters, it doesn't show the entire preview. Ah, see you now, Tom. So you I might barely use to... X.com these days. So you might, yeah. So oh, there that's... you go. Oh, there it goes. Uh, but also be incredibly rewarding. Rewarding, sorry, in more ways than one. If you work your effing ass off, I hope to see you a lot down the road. Well, if there's one man that's turned a negative into a positive, it's Mark Cardona. Oh yeah. Ever since getting, so. you know, <laughs> Zach got pushed off the the ring by. Kane in the wheelchair. <laughs> then Cena kissed his lass. <laughs> yeah, he went, nah, I'm going to do what I like. I'm going to play with toys all day. I'm going to have that other lad. What's that guy's name? I forget his indie name. Brian was, Myers? That's it, oh, Brian Myers. <laughs> and you're like, that, that, that lad. The, the, the team more I'm intrigued by is Matt Cardona and Steph Delander. Mm. Like, Steph Delander is, is very much, you know, gone under the learning tree with Matt Cardona and just makes a name for herself as this deathmatch star. She's brilliant. She's yeah. great as Steph Delander. But in terms of the crop that have been released, I genuinely think that there is bags of money waiting for Dolph Ziggler as and when and should he choose to grab them with his hands. Mm. Really, yeah. really like, like, you know, a chance to really find that creative energy and be the person that you always wanted to be be the wrestler you always wanted to be, we may have somebody Joel who can add to the list. Joel, some bad news for Ross. 
NXT cuts will be coming later tonight. Oh, get out of town. They're ending Wait, the future before think, it's even begun. Do you think? Don't sick. Because, because he's in the hospital. No, he's the heart and soul of the place. They've found the gimmick that works. You've been tabled. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves can it. You buy, can you buy that shirt on deweyshop.com? Yes, you can. Go on, show them. I can't. <laughs> That's not a good sign. I think it's a worrying uh, Five Eastern time. Where's What time's that over here? What time is it now, you mean? Amari Miller's just tweeted with a heartbreaking emoji. We're just seeing live now. Um, she's NXT. So they, they may be starting in earnest. Um, Tennille Dashwood was really was part of that really lovely and and, and the knockouts division in impact i know we talk about them a lot but i will never stop giving flowers to the impact wrestling knockouts division because they are such a, a wild assortment of wrestlers of different uh, backgrounds and styles and it really feels like a vibrant division and i remember to dashwood being a really interesting part of that mix so much so that it led her back to wwe and i could see her maybe dipping in again and doing something there uh, but I still think Dolph Ziggler's going to be the, the a standout in terms of releases. Mm. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, I would love to see Shelton Benjamin in the mix uh, on Ring of Honor. Uh, mm. If if they were willing to put someone like that on Ring of Honor, I think he his style really fits that kind of wrestling. You know who else I'm excited to see because he was he's good at social media is Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs, mm. that's how I first became aware of him by just him doing stuff on Instagram. So I'm intrigued to see how he'll if he want yeah if he wants to if any of these people want to stay in wrestling is a different thing I guess but yeah, if he wants he was, to stay he a, in was he on, he was on XT very briefly wasn't he yeah yeah playing his air guitar and whatnot that's right um, but yeah he used social media very well back in the day so whether he does that now to further yeah. an indie career I'm excited to see mm. now obviously uh, there's not much more we can add to it at yeah. this point. Uh, yeah, so we do, again, we do have to end the podcast at some point. Yeah. So rather than speculate on who's going to be doing next, which isn't the nicest thing No, in the it's world, a horrible thing to do. No, you know, do so we'll just say, look, sorry to hear that this has happened to you, but as Mark Condona says, as one door shuts, another one opens. There's a phenomenal opportunity to go out there and really do something fantastic. And it is difficult when these things come through. I've not been part of it in the in the wrestling world i've certainly been part of it in the radio world and i'm sure we've all been in positions where we've been let go from jobs that we love and 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 all of a sudden you go okay where do we go from here but there's always you know for as long as you can wake up the next day there is always another day and there's always another chance to yeah to, to do great things and be great yeah. so long may that remain for everybody who goes out from here you know? yeah bet on yourself it's not yeah, the end. It's the just the beginning. You, 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 yep. you know, and they were saying that from Cultaholic, which is a which is a company that's oh, people yeah, on themselves. Yeah, Professional guy. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Well, let us get through the ending bit then and say thank you very much for joining us. Tom, what have you got to, for us until next week? Brand new classic SmackDown review on the podcast feed tomorrow. If you want to join us for that, myself and Matthew Greg watching every episode of SmackDown from the very beginning, and we are in 2002, and mm. what an exciting episode of SmackDown. Oh, we talk about yeah, tomorrow morning, uh, the night that Vince McMahon looked in straight in the mirror and decided to inject <laughs> a lethal <laughs> dose of poison. Sprite. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I went away. Yeah. Uh, so with, that's on the podcast feed. If you don't already... <laughs> Cornet written backwards on yeah. the chair. <laughs> Chances are you are hearing this on the podcast feed. But if you watch it on the YouTube channel, search Cultaholic wherever you get your podcasts from, mm -hmm. like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or 
or yeah. any of those. I know Stitcher's gone, which is a shame. Uh, but anywhere you get your podcasts from, uh, we put out daily news podcasts and, and exclusive interviews, loads of other good stuff as well. There's loads of really cool interviews coming up, which I can't talk about just yet because they haven't happened and I don't want to jinx them. But subscribe to the podcast feed. You get stuff pretty much every day of the week. Uh, Ross? Um, there's a new rise and fall in the works about Bertie Del Rio, but that's still in the oven for a little while to come yet. Oh, wow. Um, yep, it's a riveting one. Um, oh. But in terms of that, I've just been more focused on the football side of things today. So subscribe to Hold and Give, which is a football YouTube channel and podcast feed, which does stuff about football. There's a new episode of the Friday Fun Club out. Joel stars in that. It's a fantastic time. It's just basically games about the soccer. But also, I've done a video about Shrek as well. In the wrestling. <laughs> Lovely. It's a load of bollocks. I've read a video about oh, Shrek. Don't be daft. It's been waiting. I've been waiting to see a video like this about Shrek in terms of wrestling ever since I saw the first film. This is your second connection Lovely. to Shrek because this week. I look like him. Because <laughs> this week, uh, we haven't mentioned it, you made your radio debut on BBC Radio Newcastle. Or courtesy of yourself, Tom. Yeah, we got How you. How does that on? link to oh, really? Because. <laughs> 20 minutes before you were on, my guest was uh, a lady called Cece Howells, who is one of the stars of the Shrek rave that is touring the UK and is going to be in November... Uh, at Newcastle Riverside. I was terrified you were going to say the Shrek musical then, because oh, have you seen that on Netflix? Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, Wonderful time. I couldn't oh. even get through the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a six-hour rave that people are invited to, which involves party games, dancing, karaoke, uh, and, and there's, a, there's a competition to eat an entire onion and you get 50 quid. Uh, it's <laughs> it's wild. And, uh, and a friend of mine is in it, so I said, you come so, so we had talk of the Shrek rave, and then 20 minutes later, Ross is already in Newcastle talking about the Newcastle Milan game. Uh, and the so. best thing is, if you go to the Shrek rave, every single disco biscuit is shaped like the gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> Pop three of them, you'll be up for days. You're a monster. <laughs> Math. I'll be listening to Smash Mouth when I get in, I think. Uh, <laughs> now I'll be new, Bodge, you're out. Now I've dealt with my desk and no longer have RSI. Great, yay. Up the spine, um, and I'll just be chilling and probably look at my phone for the next few hours, going, "All oh, right, here mm. we go," uh, and sending messages to people that used to talk to me online, going, "Hope you are right." Cool, I guess. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm going, "How dare you talk to me, Matthew? You'll freak." Uh, but <laughs> until then, mailbag at callic.com, patreon.com forward slash callaholic. This has been the magnificent Tom. This has been the wonderful Ross. This has been the awesome Joel behind the camera. Cheers, oh. lads. Who now has a microphone? You went, <laughs> Just in case it's not conveyed on Joel's microphone, he's whispering in the studio. It's very. Yeah, you, you are having a very quiet voice. Yeah. You need a big, Am booming, blackout of voice. Oh, give, it, give it the big. We'll end the podcast. You now we end the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you can, yeah. You can choose, do it, Joel. Yeah. Choose what we do. Oh, that's pressure. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening and joining us and watching. Now, Joel is going to say, Hi, I'm Joel of Cultaholic on the count of three. <laughs> One, two, three. Hi, I'm Joel from Cultaholic. There you go. He's nailed it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 